Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. It's Monday night, December 18th, 6.01 p.m. Pacific. The Pulpomex Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. Really good show tonight. Looking forward to having a lot of laughs, a lot of fun tonight. We're going to preview Supercross 2018. We're going to look at uh, things that have been going on in the offseason, and we are going to try to make you guys listen, laugh, and learn. And thank you again for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it. Don't forget, you can get this on pulpamexshow.com. All of our sponsor deals, all of our partners, all of our codes are right there under sponsor deals on pulpamexshow.com. And buy the app while you're at it, too. On the App Store for Android and iPhone, Pulpamex Show. Yeah, it's two bucks, but you're going to get some special podcasts that you can't get anywhere else. And you're going to get all the codes and great search feature and all the Steve Mathis show, the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, the Fantasy shows. All of that is on the app. So thanks again for listening. We're going to have a good time. 702-586-7857. If you have a question about Supercross, about Motocross, heck about hockey, PaulPocky.com. Anything. We can help you, and uh, we can uh, provide an answer for you, we hope. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Star Cross 5, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Get Data, all on board with us tonight. And again, thanks to those guys for helping out. We are going to give away a Fly Racing F2 Weston Pike replica tonight to uh, to uh, a lucky listener, and uh, we'll tell you how to win that as we're going on. And uh, so, and also too, we are uh, yeah, we're happy to have you guys. So, Adam Cincerella will be on the night, Monster Energy Pro Circuit rider, friend of the show. He will be on. Uh, I think he's West, and we'll talk a little bit about his season prep and how that's going. Will Hahn is on, another friend of the show. He will be on to uh, talk about Star Yamaha, Yamaha and how that's going. And I think he's officially the team manager now, as opposed to assistant team manager. So we'll talk to Will Hahn. Uh, we might call Ryan Villapoto tonight because he raced a truck, and the man to my right here was uh, was there. So we might call Ryan Villapoto for the gear out like cold call. But we're also going to uh, do the BTOsports.com Tweet at Travis segment, the Race Tech email segment, JGR Suzuki check-in, the Truck Hero question of the day, the Gear Alloy Cold Call and the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs will all be uh, done tonight on the show. With me to my right, the co-host all show long. This man had a fantastic pro career that unfortunately wrapped up after many, 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 many years. Podiums, wins, all over the place. And uh, we're happy to have him in studio. He's, uh, he's a winner of a 2017 Pulpy as well. You know him by the NYK, the Nick Way. How's it going, guys? It is good to have you here. Thanks for coming up. Yeah, it's, I'm. It, I'm happy to be here. You got all kinds of new stuff over well, here. It's been a while. You call yeah. it, is, is this a lion's den? The is lion's that what you're den. It? Yeah, the lion's den. The pookie cutout's hot. Yeah, yeah. Don't be thinking about doing anything with that pookie cutout. Okay. Uh thanks for focusing on the show long enough. <laughs> you're getting tearing away from the old MXAs. 
Yeah, I no, I, that. yeah. I, I, I think we need to bring more women back into the gear ads. They're everywhere in the '80s. Well, are you still working with Answer? Right, you've been the Answer uh, gear representative here for many years. I, mean, I, I took I took a couple photos here, sent it over to my guy Valade, see what we can, can do. We, I mean, Answer had prominent spots for women in their I, ads. I just it kind of blows my mind a little bit to be honest with you. <laughs> right, uh, and so awesome. Uh, so you're helping out Adam Cincerello, helping out Dakota Tedder again, doing some stuff for Answer. Got your kids are all all into moto now. You are wide open. Yeah, I'm I'm been pretty pretty busy for sure. My my little boys have been pretty passionate about riding here lately and we're learning the 65, which is I remember it being a struggle myself, let alone Vincent, he's a bit of a spirited one. So uh-huh. when things don't go great, the shifting, the stall on it. <laughs> He's still struggling with it's that. It's a, a bit, bit of a high stress level. Yeah. At the track with him for sure. But I mean, yeah. I mean, well, because he's so he's so competitive and he has other friends that he knows at his school that ride and they've been riding at 65 longer. So yeah. Do they, do they know your that his dad's Nick Way? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't think I'm somebody, but they know who I am, right? right. But yeah. So. But does he have some of that pressure on him because he's. No, Nick Way's kid. I, mean, I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't think so. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, and then when you when you're at the races, your wife Nicole is throwing it in the trunk and taking it to riding. Uh, I don't think I, we're, I think we've escalated to a level in which he doesn't feel comfortable with taking them. <laughs> okay, and they're doing pretty big jump. Like I, yeah. I've seen you ride, Steve. You're a good rider. Yeah, thank you. I'm back riding, by the way. Yeah, which yeah. I, it's awesome to see you're back riding. It's, as yeah. you should. It's not fun. As you should. Yeah, it's I crashed. But anyways, go you're, ahead. You're fine. Go ahead. Stop talking about it. Okay, go ahead. Um, but yeah, I They're mean, a pretty I, good level. He he would probably you and him would be close. Okay, although you haven't ridden in a long time. I but you could probably get him here soon. But you and him would be pretty close. I He's see. Not bad. Uh, I see Evan Ferry riding, and I'm like, holy shit! Like the kid's on it, right? Like, like yeah, no, he has he has definitely some like he's he's. Technically a good rider. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, these kids, man, they're, they're something else. Um, hey, you won a Pulpy. Congratulations. Where's the one that I won before? That's still here? No, you won, yeah, you won award right there with the shock. You left it here. And yeah. I think you won another one, too. Didn't, didn't, I think you won another didn't one. Didn't you and Big Nasty get me one made or something that has a quad on it? Yeah. Remember? Where yeah. that one go? <laughs> that one is, uh, I don't know what happened to that one. Yeah, you won a quad, and then you won another shock award. Feels good to have a lot of value around here, you know? I got trophies all over this you won, place. You won favorite uh, non-active rider calling in. What so, did, who was my competition? Uh, I, can, I have to look it up. I know. Um, I don't even know. So I won, on, I won on the sheer fact that I'm the only one who will call and talk to you? No, no. Other people were on the show that, that actually talk, yeah. Fair enough. Um so it's it's uh, congratulations from all of us at the uh, at the pulp world and our fans have, have voted and uh, you, you you're you've won. Uh, Dark side, what's up? How are you? I'm good, man. I just uh, want to call in because of the pulpies and uh, mm-hmm. you know, Gringo. Congratulations, man. He killed it on best caller, kicking yeah. my ass. Yeah, Gringo won. Right. Dark side, yeah, you didn't. You came up a little short this year. Yeah, a lot short, but that's that's hey, I'm used to that. But he, he brings the ruckus every time he calls, so uh, he deserved it. I just want to tell him congrats and congrats to uh, Nick on the pulpy. Thanks, you man. You're bringing the ruckus to that ish. Yeah, Gringo's the man. Yeah. yeah, all his calls are uh, 100%, 100% every time, so he deserved it. Yeah, I agree. You so. can't. Uh, oh, there's the quad on the wall right there. It's hanging on the wall. Your quad award. Your Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, that was a big one. Yeah. That's a big title. <laughs> and then you said, ah, you should just keep that here. Wow. <laughs> All right, Dark Side. Thanks, man. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah.
Um, Nick, so we got a lot to talk about. Adam Cincerillo's coming up. Um, Listen, Malcolm Stewart's number 27 now. How are we we doing with that? Like, how are we handling that? Like, you're 2-7. I got you 2-7 when we were at Moto Triple X. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I... Oh, wait, we... That was the year before. No, you were 26 at Yeah, I was 26 at Triple X, and I got hurt in the summertime. Yeah. So we missed out on a bunch of points. And then the next year, I was number 27. Oh, and, and then you were in 27. I Mach 1. So fucking Kibby. Yeah, Kibby. Damn it. And then we ended up doing really well in Supercross that year. So you just kept 27. And then okay. so I was 27. Listen, so. so that's 2003. So yeah, 15 years I was 27. 15 years. How are you handling a new 27 out there? I mean, I'm pretty, I mean, I'm I'm getting up there in age, man. I can't be 27 forever. I mean, I think that's a pretty good feat to be 15 years of it. I agree. It's fantastic. Yeah, so I mean. I mean, we had Shorty on. We asked him about, you know, Marty's 29 now. And he was like, eh, whatever, it's just a number. Like, he didn't care. He did not care. That's funny that, because obviously Shorty's been 29 forever. But yep. I saw Marty at the track recently. Yeah. And maybe it was fresh on my mind because Ivan was there testing. Uh-huh. And I thought to myself, oh, I was like, Ivan, when he was 29 on Pro Circuit. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, did, I didn't even I didn't even think of Shorty, which uh, yeah. I probably should have. Yeah, but, you should have. Yeah. Um, so Mookie called you just to say like I hey. talked to him at the GP, okay. and he was like asking me if it's cool, and yeah. I'm like, of course it's cool. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were like, no? Yeah, like, I'm like, what am I gonna say? <laughs> like, I mean, really, right? Like, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, like uh, right that through. Well, because when I got 27, I was I would have liked to have gone back to 23, which I had had for three or four years when I first started racing pro. Yeah, you had 23 for yeah, a while. but yeah. Lewis had gotten the, the per- year before, permanent number yeah. the year before so yeah. i'm like well and then through dewitt there's 27 freeway and all this stuff so i was like you know what? i'm gonna keep 27 it's cool 27 is gonna work yeah yeah so yeah, malcolm stewart in the new 27 he will be on a cowie though if yep. that's anything yeah um over in the corner there working away producing the show holding things down he is uh travis marks what's up marks how are you hello what's that oh, ha- what's happening uh I don't know. I'm, What's wrong? You seem rattled. Facebook doesn't want to work. and Why was wrong with Facebook? I don't know. Facebook quit. Do we need to get Zuckerberg on the line? Someone call him, please. Uh, Are you sure it's not you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not oh, me. Okay. Yeah. Nice try, though. Facebook Live. Just, yes. we're, we're, not on, we're not on Facebook Live. I have nothing to do with that. I, I literally push play, and that's it. I don't have to do anything with the server, nothing like that. Uh, so anybody that wants to. <clears throat> well, so they can't see Nick's face today. That's a, that's a bummer. It's a beautiful face. Okay, so thanks to the folks at Fly Racing. JT is going to join us later. And flyracing.com, you have an idea. We're going to give away a Weston Pike F2 carbon helmet, the Viking paint job on it. Nick, what's your idea for this? I mean, how bad do you want the helmet? It's a nice helmet. I mean, yeah. Yeah. seems like it's a pretty nice gift. Sure. I mean, I can't really vouch for the quality of the helmet. No, it's fantastic. It's I, great. Mean, I can't. I can't really say. I just. I, mean, had I prefer an answer one myself. I just crash tested it, and it worked fantastic. You're, you're not as tough as you used to be. You just want. You tipped over, and all you keep talking about is you crashed. Quiet down. I did not tip over. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> okay, so what's your? What do you think people should do? I mean, seeing how it's Pike, I'm not saying you know, with his his tough guy mentality. Yep. Not the fact that he's like, you know, really getting into it with anybody. No, he, he, he's yeah. tough in general. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it also proves how bad you really want it. Like, can, I mean, Math uh-huh. has suggested maybe some people punch themselves in the face and send him a video. I'm like, all right, that's a pretty good idea, Steve. So prove your toughness. 
Punching yourself in the face. And your commitment to getting it? Sweet helmet, I guess. I, right. I mean, like I said, I can't vouch for its quality. but At Pulpomex Show, Instagram account. Attach us on it. Tell us how much you want the Weston Pike F2 helmet. And punch yourself in the face. <laughs> and, and the best one gets the helmet. Like the, you know, I mean, you can look. We're not, don't knock yourself out. Or maybe do. I don't know. At Pulp and Mech Show on Instagram, Marks, you can take a look and we can uh, we can vouch for guys down the road. Uh, punch yourself in the face, and if you're the, if it's good and we like it, Nick Way judges it as being worthy. No, you, I can't really. I mean, that's not really that's not the best idea for somebody to do, but it, just, it shows their commitment for sure. This, I mean, this is your idea, Steve. I like how you're throwing this on me. Yeah, that's fine. Let's do it. <laughs> At Pulp and Mech Show, uh, punch yourself in the face, and uh, you can win a Fly Racing F2 carbon helmet. Please don't hurt yourself, though. Um, also, too, uh, Amazon, if you're going to make a purchase on Amazon, go to the Amazon ba- banner on pulpamex.com and uh, click on that. takes you to Amazon. Buy something from Amazon. We get a small slice of that. And we can keep affording to bring Nick Way up uh, very first class all the way up here to uh, to Vegas. And uh, so, yeah, please check that out. And uh, we, we do appreciate it, really. Uh, Pookie is saying we cannot do that. She's saying do not do that. No? So I don't know. Marks? This is why I made it your idea. Yeah. I say you're in the clear. All right, we're good. Yeah, keep doing it. Mark says it's fun. It's all uh, matters. Yep. Nick Way brought to you by Roost MX tonight. Roost MX, the official graphics company of the Cycle Trader Rock River team. Uh, they also have a huge Pulp MX site, uh, section on their website. Use the code pulpmx 17 roostmxnet You can save with those guys. Custom pit uh, shirts, custom wraps, uh, jackets, their whole line of Cobra products. If you're, a, uh, if you're one of the ones that has a little Cobra and uh, a little Cobra bike, they, can, uh, they make the official gear and merchandise for that. So please check them out, roostmx.net. We thank those guys as well. Um, all right, Nick, so... Um, I got a back. I got a backpack and a, a hat, Cobra one for for Vince from Roost that came out cool. He stomped oh, on it. Yeah. Sweet, there we go. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Um, all right, so Nick, how's AC looking? We're gonna have him on here shortly. How you feeling about his chances? Good, really good. He's he's uh, he looks strong and he I think he's coming around. I think his consistency is what's held him back in the past. Obviously, last season with what happened at Vegas, if he would have gotten cleaned up a couple of rough days where he got sixth. Yeah, and got fourth. He would have. He would have been number one for 2018. So if we can clean up some of those bad days and, and Im- improve on his good days to be keep them more consistent is what we've been working on. So he's he's looking good for sure. I, I gotta think he's one of the favorites for the title. Uh, not the favorite, but one of the favorites, no matter which coast he rides. Uh, which I think will be West, right? I think we're getting to be West. Do we I, know? I, I have no idea. We'll ask him when we get him on the phone. Um, also, too, correct me if I'm wrong, but did he not? Last off season, he yeah, the, didn't he have an injury or something? He got cleaned up or something happened last off season with him. Didn't well, something happen? He had a bit of an incident at the GP. That was it. Okay, yeah. So what I'm getting at is 2017 to 2018, he has now had one whole off season of nothing but prep, no sitting on the couch. You know what I mean? Full testing, full everything. That's got to help. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, going into last year, he didn't have a lot of time to prepare and then kind of went in there with doing his best. And then it worked out pretty good, and he, he got through Supercross. Not, I wouldn't say incident-free by any means because he yeah. had a couple pretty big crashes, whether yep. in practice or a heat race, whatever it was. Uh, but, he had a knee problem with Osborne. <laughs> so, 
yeah, that ended up being pretty good. And then uh, outdoors ended up pretty solid too. It just getting his first win and some podium finishes, which he had, hadn't gotten before. So yeah, we're definitely on the upswing. Yep. Um, I think it goes without saying he's always had the potential to win. Oh yeah. Yep. And we're just trying to make him consistently a winner. That's our plan. Do you, you work with him just kind of on the bike, right? He's, he's got a trainer. Yeah, he I mean, does. He does stuff with uh, with Peter Park, but in right. in general, his kind of his whole program, I, I consult with him. Yeah, on that, yeah, and work with everything. Yep. Um, what do you have them do with the track? Like what? Like look, every coach has sort of basic fundamentals they believe in, basic things that they really you know. I mean, different guys run. Like, what do you like? Do you like? Do you focus on a sprint? Do you want a guy to do sixty laps? Like, I mean. In my time with Ferry and yourself and these different guys, I've seen riders focus on different aspects of riding. What do you like, though? What I mean, what do you believe in as far as coaching a rider, be it Dakota Tedder, AC, or 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 myself, if you were coaching me? I think every, everybody's different. Um, over the years, I just learned a lot from from myself mm-hmm. and yeah. studying what I need, wanted to do in other riders, and then taking a step back. Um, I always use. Alex Martin has an example of always improving and not mm-hmm. getting discouraged, right? Because yeah. he's obviously always on the upswing and he keeps improving. And for he's sure. been racing for quite some time on the pro level. So a lot of it is just trying to keep these guys in a in a mindset of just they're improving. Yeah. Whereas AC, from the beginning, he's always come in as like the favorite because yeah. he just put himself in that position because he was so well did so well as an amateur. Yeah. Um, so that comes with a whole separate set of expectations and pressure yep so that that's kind of been a bit of a honestly it's a bit of a struggle for him because he never had uh had this much adversity in his whole racing career yeah yeah it's been it's been it's been up and down for him as a pro um but it's nice to see he's finally coming around let me ask you this is (laughs) and but getting 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 back to your point though each each person's different though right um Adam, we're trying to just clean up his mistakes and then have him focus on a few things in which um, can help him be more consistent. Yeah. Because um, on the track, I don't th- I don't see anything he can't do. You know what I mean? Like any jump, any two videos doing, he can do. Any sprint lap, he can do. Like no, his overall commitment is nothing. there. His overall commitment there, and honestly, his yeah. his strongest attribute is his intensity. Yeah. Right, but that's also can get you in trouble. Sure. When you're not necessarily in a great position in the race. Right. Right. So there's a lot of things that we've been working on basics on riding to have him concentrate on and stick to. So when things aren't going just perfectly, he doesn't resort to winging it and then something not ideal happens. Right. Um, well, he's coming up here. Adam Cincerello is coming up in the show. Nick Way brought to you by Roost MX, guys. Uh, someone in the chat room wants to know, are you going to pull a GL tonight? Grant Langston. I don't even know what that means, actually. Well, you only got coffee, so I think we're good so far. Right now, if he was pulling a GL marks, he'd be three deep into double Red Bull Vodkas? Yeah, probably. Right, so yeah. not going to happen tonight, everybody. Not going not gonna to go down like that. Correct? <laughs> Correct? Yeah. Um, I don't, we're not headed that. We're not headed down that road. That's a schlong shot. <laughs> GL's, GL's pretty amazing in many ways. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's get to the phone calls. Zach, what's up, man? Thanks for calling. You got a question for Nick Way? Yeah, hey, what's up, guys? What up, um, Zach? What? What? I like the intensity. You know, drinking coffee for sure. Oh yeah, right. Oh, he's in it. So, Mathis, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the most severe, how burnt out are you on flying slash traveling to the races at this point? Uh, eight and a half. 
You really? Yeah. I mean, I hear you talk about it most weeks, but it's like I I sort of got thinking the other day because I'm I'm only an hour and twenty minutes from Unadilla, and uh-huh. it seems like it, as far as the industry is concerned, that's the least. It is looking, it's terrible. Like everyone hates going there, but. Yep. That's like Christmas morning to me every year. It's unbelievable how like how much you guys don't want to go. It's crazy. Yeah, well, because weather and Syracuse is small, you miss flights. If there's one delay, you miss your connection. I mean, Nick, you have a Unadilla horde travel story, I'm sure. Well, I mean, everybody does. Right? Com- coming from Michigan, it wasn't so bad. No, but, but. yeah, it's the one that because toward the end of my career i would come from california yeah but it it was obviously one of the su- the longest ones but coming from michigan it was it wasn't a, it wasn't a big deal at all my big my worst problem at unadilla was i left i lost my car keys to my rental car one time <laughs> and it was like i think it was like $500 to tow it and plus 750 for a replacement key or something oh. crazy <laughs> i'm like well, cuz i just i just left it <laughs> i mean what do you i guess i looked everywhere do, right? i looked everywhere for the keys i'm like i can't find them and you just left I it? I left it, yeah. And called Hertz and said your car's in the field? I don't even know if I called them. I think they called me, like, <laughs> weeks later, however it worked. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's almost it, it's almost a bummer seeing, like, how how what traveling in the industry over years does to you guys. It just, like, takes the fun out of it almost. Yeah, I mean, hey, what, you know, it, honestly, right now, we haven't, I haven't traveled for a while. I'm ready to get going. I'm, I'm happy. But uh, yeah, come yeah. Unadilla, I'll be all frustrated, and and you know, I'm gonna. I already told Kiefer I'm sending Kiefer to like 15 races this year, so he's gonna go to like 15 for me, cover it for Pulp Max. Be great. It sounded like he shot that idea down pretty quick. Yeah, he did. Um, he did. We're still wait, f- Nick. Where did you Where did you find uh, shelter in the deluge at Unadilla this year? Uh, I actually saw it coming, and I was I was under an awning. Dude, you were the only one. Then we all got soaked. Must have been. It was unbelievable. Yeah, that was that, that was that was an that was a lot of rain. It was cool to see you cheering. Like you work with guys like AC and Tedder. It's like the the spectrum of talent. It's really cool to see you have interest in in both ends of it. It's really cool. Yeah, Steve just had asked me how I'm uh, how I help guys specifically, and I, I think everybody has specifics to work on. And and I really, I mean, and honestly, I really enjoy Dakota as a person, and he's a great rider, and there's a, he has a lot of potential as a racer. So yeah, I, I get motivated yeah. to help him for sure. Yeah, excellent. All right. Cool, man. Thanks, cool. man. That's Appreciate all, it. That's all I got. Thank you. Later. Uh, Haven, what's going on? You got a question for Nick Way? Yeah. Uh, just curious to know what he's doing with his own kids uh, as far as their riding to uh, help with speed and things. I know it's normal to go through the fundamentals of, you know, properly riding your dirt bike, but uh, what is he doing? Any speed drills or such as far as to learn uh, oh, boy. to get faster? Yeah, no. With with my sons, like, um, I just I resort back to a lot of the time when I was growing up riding, as far as like a reference to them, because obviously you wanted to keep it fun, right? That's why you're there is to have a good time. But then yeah, my, my older son's riding a sixty-five now, and I know that what that thing's capable of. So it's obviously something he needs. To, he needs a respect. And then we've yeah we race maybe uh, once every six weeks or so. And when we do race, there's a lot of kids that have you know, some pretty good results on their resume that we've raced. And so he, he looks up to them and he wants to oh, like, oh, he, he's into it. Like, he Oh my it. gosh. No, he's like reads magazines. and No, stuff, like, well he just like, knows who these kids are yeah. and he'll like, he'll get our phones and look them up on Instagram or whatever. And, and honestly, there's a couple kids, there's quite a few elite level kids that ride for answer. 
So he would see some videos where they came to a grassroots tour that I right. went to or whatever yeah. on my phone or on the GoPro I'm looking through. But he's he's super competitive, so I try to just teach him the basics over and over and over. Like, he's going to race his 65 for the first time at this race that RV's putting on at Paula. Yeah. Because Ant's responsible. We're going to take the truck there. And, yeah. Um, so we were working on starts yesterday, and I'm, like, trying to get him to put it in gear and doing all that stuff. And it's just it's super frustrating because I remember when I rode a 50 and got onto a 60 and how frustrated I was with my dad. Like, I just want to rip, dude. What are you yeah. trying to get me to shift? Yeah, leave me alone. Yeah, leave me alone. I'm just trying to rip. All right. So, yeah, I just, yeah. Try, I just try to teach them the basics, to be honest with you. And honestly, a lot of okay. it is just holding on with their legs because the bikes are so fast for how little they are. Like, they can't really hold on to it with just their arms, obviously. And then... Yeah, that's my biggest struggle right now. My kid is... He's 11 years old. He's on 65s and 85s, and he weighs 70 pounds. <laughs> so oh, yeah. he's, a, he's a super small guy. Yeah. And then the biggest thing I'm working on with my son at this point is to be able to stop the 65, right? Because it seems like all the kids that are on his similar age, if someone crashes in front of them, all they're going to do is gas it and air them out. I'm yeah. like, yeah. I'm like well, you got to be able to stop, dude. you gotta, you got to take some evasive action here. Right, right. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Hey. I appreciate it. Thank Enjoy you. Good luck to your man. son. Nick Way here on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. And uh, hey, should, so should we call RV later? You were at a you were at a you were at a truck uh, race with him. What's he doing? Yeah, fr- fr- was it fr- Friday, Saturday? I don't know. No, Thursday maybe. He he had like, I don't know. I don't you were know. texting I, me. Well, he know. he called me and was like asking me about. Or he sent me a picture of this double or something. I'm like, yo. And then yeah. all of a sudden, he, then he comes to the house. And I'm like, where were you at? I thought you were already there. He's yeah. like, no, I was tr- practicing on the track at Elk Is this North. the grass thing? Like the, no, the I, Lucas? I, I guess it's Robbie Gordon puts on okay. like a super truck. So it's kind of like a little supercross thing. Okay. So then they had, uh, they had, uh, Luke, he's texting us. What's up? What's up, girl? What? Yeah, what's up, girl? Just texting you, She's not me. Texting me. No, just me. Just, just, just you. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Hey, but anyway, so, yeah. so he's texting me, and I'm like, oh, I thought you already went. Yeah. And he's like, no, practices later. I'm like, so you practiced at the motocross track portion of the Elsinore? truck track? Yeah. And, and then Elsinore? you're going somewhere else in Elsinore? He's like, yes. And then he showed me a picture, and then he ended up coming over. But why did he come over? Well, because it's close, and he had time. But he was just. <laughs> yeah. So then he's, like, stressing it, and then my boys are harassing him because he kind of has that, like, they don't know him that well because we haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. But he kind of has that argumentative attitude, and so they pick up on that. So they're, like, heckling him. <laughs> like, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> and then the little one, my littlest one, Donovan's like, I don't know. Seems like it, it, you could definitely lose your leg on a jump that big. Like <laughs> Freaking him out. <laughs> yeah. And then we end up going there with him because they were like the uh-huh. boys got interested because yeah. he was like talking right. about it and stressing and yeah. he showed us the pictures and they were the boys were like yeah we're going we're yeah. going so we, so we walked the track and he's like oh my gosh this jump is way steeper than i was expecting <laughs> so then we sat there and made sure he was and how did he do well he, i mean he hit the jump he survived that was pretty much his goal i think i mean what, i mean he, he owns he owns a raptor truck is all of a sudden he's a pro yeah. supercross truck driver <laughs> right, right of course i mean what, of course he is i mean come on i got a ridge line i'm gonna enter baja tomorrow yeah, there's like the case right. casey mears this ari lion dyke there's oh so there's like there's like ex nascar current nascar dudes and all these and there's a this uh well, i forget his first name did he Creed. beat he's like, any of them i mean i'm sure he beat one or two dudes <laughs> but i mean like these guys what? have been driving for years should we call him later Find out what's going on with this? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he'll pick up. I mean, he's going to tell us how. No awesome. shit, asshole.
He's going to tell us how awesome he is. Right? Exactly. Uh, oh, text Pookie your commercial break order. Oh. And we'll get into that. And then put your phone down and stop getting on your phone. Because I feel like this is like 2002, where I'm trying to get you to focus on the race and work on the race, and you just want to like not look at your bike and, and worry about that, you know? What? So I'm just trying to get you focused. One thing I learned from 2002 is uh-huh. the fact that I sh- instead of Caster 927, you got to run K2. Well, we had some problems with the gas. That, 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 I mean, regardless, this is stuff you should have knew. You're a, prof- I was supposed you're a to prof- know that professional mechanic. I was supposed to know that New Tech, was it? Yeah, New Tech had different like polymers than the VP C12. I'm supposed to know this? What, I got a chemistry and gas? Uh, uh, come on. <laughs> Text Pookie your order. Nick Way, everybody, here on the show. Will Hahn coming up. Hey, don't forget, PulpamexFantasy.com. We're going to try to make Supercross and Motocross more fun for everybody. And so we have a uh, fantasy league now. If you want to win a 2019 Cowie 450, Nick, 2019 Cowie 450. What? When? Yeah, we're giving away a 2019. How? Cowie 450. When? At the end of the year, if you're champion, you win it. Champion of what? The Fulpamex Fantasy. Oh, I wasn't listening to you. (laughs) Hey, but that's cool. I saw you had that fantasy. Wait, No, they win a 250F. If you're champion of fantasy, you win a 250F. Yes, Supercross. If you win the super, if you win the championship league in Supercross, you win a 250F. Yes. If you if you enter and pay and enter, you win a random draw for a 19450. That's it. For right? both, if you if you pay for both series, Supercross and Motocross in the championship league, you're entered to win the, the yeah, that's what I said. I don't want a 250. You got to specify both out. series though. You just okay, said yeah. you entered. If you pay it, for both, both series, you get two entries for the 2019 Cali 450F. Correct. If you pay the pre-entry of thirty-five dollars, yeah. you get two entries. Yes. Okay. All right. If you buy them separately, you get one. Is he on the phone? Oh, Pivotworks. Uh, use the code uh, pulpmx 17 pivotworkscom You can get a uh, bearings, uh, premier aftermarket solution for rebuilding your wheels, forks, linkage, swing arm, shock, and steering stems. Bearing Nick for one easy package for 50 percent off with the OEMs charge. So when you know when you wash the shit out of your bike and you just spray all the water into the headset bearings, yeah, I, I changed the wheel. Ba- I changed the wheel bearings on the Cobra the other day. That was a real mother, dude. Get some pivot. That works. really jammed me up. Pivot works. Do it right the first time and save some money. If it pivots, it works. If it works, it pivots. We're welcoming our first guest on the show tonight. He's a friend of the show. He came second to RV in pulpy voting active rider. He's Monster Energy Pro Circuit. Adam Sincerlo, what's up, AC? Voting system is rigged. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, bro. The people how, spoke. How's RV the act, uh, active? Rider? I don't know. We just put RV in the active rider. We, we, how, how is he? How is he? How is he a good interview? Because he says something crazy. I, I the people voted, bro. I don't know what to tell you. I like AC. I, I honestly, I do like RV. I like not caring about anything. RV. He just sends it. Well, that's you see. That's how that's he's been I, on. That's how he's been on the I show. Can't do that. Right. I can't do that yet. No. Wait till I retire. <laughs> I mean, stuff's gonna be popping off. Like I'm gonna be on national television telling some. Right. Crazy oh, that'd be fantastic. I, I think that'd be great. Yeah. Hey, you know. uh, welcome to the show. Nick Way's here, obviously, as you know. Um, how was Star Wars? What did you think? I thought it was good. The only part I didn't like was uh, the whole Leia, like, floating out of space deal. Bro. Like, so I feel lame. like the Force, the force is kind of, uh, I don't know, taking on new heights. That's I what I'm saying, dude. Like, like they, they, I, they, I like it. Like, it, I just I just go into it with an open mind. You got to go into it with an open mind. Maybe that's the millennial in me. <laughs> Listen, you can't just keep adding new powers to the force every movie and just be like, oh yeah, it does this also. 
Oh, yeah, and it does this, too. Yeah, know? but we're figuring it out. It's evolving. No, bro, it's so... I did not like that movie. It was lame. It was lame. I saw it by myself. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Amazing. I, I, like I, I also saw it by myself. I bought the seat next to me, too, so no one could bug me. <laughs> of course, I bought my tickets online in Claremont. And there was like three people in the theater. Yeah, really, right? Shock, uh, shocker. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. Nick, put the phone down, or I'm going to throw it away. Okay, I need your. Is focus. he really looking at his phone? He's probably trying to figure out how to like post on Instagram or something. Get out of here! Everybody's <laughs> always sweating me. Well, I, we need your. We I'm need your snap. focus. Hey, snap. he struggles. He struggles with technology just in general. <laughs> really, I don't. I don't. I don't picture him as like that kind of guy. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I front like, because this guy's like, hey, give me a video. Hey, right. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I want to know. I'm not going to name any names. And Adam, you're not it. You? But there's some riders out there that I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, are you like, hey, I'm going to stop right here in my gear, look off into the horizon, and you take a shot of me. <laughs> like, what is that all, like? What is that all about? Those those guys that do that, like, so, it's so basically most of like you see like, yeah, like, I know who you, I know what you're talking about, but it, it happens at the end of the day. Like for me, for example, today, perfect example. I got done with my moto. It was late, late in the day. I was over it. I mean, I was ready to go home. Don't lie. But then I was like, man, I haven't posted something on Instagram in a week. I got to get some content going. So I, I started throwing whips over the double naturally. I asked my mechanic, Brandon, to come over. He has a iPhone 7, great picture quality, great video quality. We got some angles. No, I'm, did, did he I'm, text you those photos? I'm, oh, he, we, we airdropped him on the way back to the shop. Fair enough. I'm down with that because you're like, hey, bitches, look at me get flat here. Or, hey, bitches, look at me blitz these whoops. Like, I'm down with that. I mean the shots of, like, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to hold this pose. Oh, okay. And then you yeah. take a shot of me, and I'll put on my Instagram, like, you know, debating A1 or 29 days or whatever the fuck you put for a caption. Like, oh, God. Like, if, I ever, if I ever post a countdown with the days to just please kill me. But, okay, please but, but me. these riders are saying to their man friends, hey, dude, I got my helmet on, got my goggles on. I'm going to stop right now. Okay, well, take a photo. Sometimes the people around you just, like, know that you're into that stuff. There's those guys that do it. Oh, my God. But then God. mostly everybody in my circle, I have to, like, pretty much beg to get a picture. And I, they all, like, are make fun of me, like, while I right. do it. It's weird, though, because people love, like, the just sitting there. Like, I could be sitting. I, I did a pretty sweet whip for myself over, over the finish line today. And I was like, hey, man, if I post this on Instagram, it's going to get about 13,000 likes. But I could post a picture of me sitting on the start straight, like, with my helmet off, and it's going to get, like, 23,000. I mean, that's just fact. This is my man's analytics. He's good at analytics. You know I mean? He's very good at analytics. It's fact. I'm, it's fact. Listen. It's, it's weird, too. It's weird. I got. And I don't get, weird. like... He's, like, he's trying to say he's got ten thousand chicks who will like him with his helmet off. I, no, I get that, but I don't. And I don't he's get. These, and I don't right get now. these photographers. Uh, we're not. We're not buying these analytics. He's, he's selling I, us. I don't right know. Now. We're what, not buying I this. Just, what, I just. I, I'm too old for this shit. Is what it is. I, I just don't understand it. Like, like show yourself. Well, you know, ripping a lap and show yourself blitzing whoops and getting flat. I'm. I'm down with that. But we don't need the freaking static shots of you pondering life in your gear. You know, I don't get that. I just. We're yeah, good. but like. For me, I was like, I posted some stupid photo of me standing, sh sitting straight up in a chair at my Kawasaki, whatever, our photo shoot, and we had the new Fox gear on. And it's like, it's weird, but you look at everybody's social media, 
like any motocross rider social media for the most part and it's so cliche it's the same stuff like and it's fine whatever i mean we all love the sport and we all only do i mean we all pretty much do the same thing we road bike we ride you know go to the gym and we we ride a dirt bike but i just like doing different stuff like just switching it up and i know you you get on my case because i post too much of like about you didn't you say the one time you're like, oh, man, you can't just only post about yourself. That makes right. you a dick. No, you have to. Like, I believe there's at least an 80-20 split. Like, if I follow you on social media, I want to see, like, what movie you're going to or what you're eating or your chick or your dog or your favorite helmet of you've ever had. Yeah, but you're a, you're a human being. You're like a normal human being like the. Uh, if I posted, so if I wanted to shout, let's perfect example. If I wanted to shout out my trainer, Peter. Yeah. If I wanted to shout him out and I just took a picture of him on the bicycle, it's not going to get the same exposure as if I get a picture with him. But who cares? You got 80% of you yeah. doing rider shots. Can we get who 20% cares? of your life? I mean, like Sponsors care, bro. Sponsors care. Like My social media is like a big selling point. You think someone's right coming down on you for a solo photo of Peter Parker, Spider-Man? Absolutely not. I'm just saying my whole, like, there's a method to the madness in all of it is what I'm saying. And I'm saying like, for 80% not, and I'm saying 80% of the time is fine. 80% of not the time fine. it's fine. Can we just not see every photo of you? Not you I'm, specifically. I'm, you know what? I'm going to look at my Instagram right now. I'm going to see the no, last No, I don't I mean you specifically. I don't mean you. I mean, oh, I mean me specifically. I mean a lot of other riders. Like, get, show us what's up in your life. Show us, show us a jump. You know, show us a jump. Show us your bicycle. Show us your movie show us your dog show us your food show us your poultry uh show us yeah but ultimately but adam does a better job at like he's not no. on, on social media i'm yes. getting to know him much better than others oh, yes. for no, sure no, no, no. Adam and is i not, will but, say i will say this though too we talked about it a little bit briefly earlier it's just the fact that some of these other right most of the other riders they don't know who they are themselves <laughs> that's probably a good they legitimately point. are just trying to be what somebody wants them to be that's probably a good point. Those, that's, are, that's, those are facts. That might be the best thing you're going to say all night. Like, you could probably just leave right now. Those like are that. facts. <laughs> no, and I don't oh, mean that. I wish I was – I really wish I was in studio today. Oh, I really, boy. I was it's, bumming about it all day long. Yeah, you're going to miss out. He's Well, he's, he's got his phone put down now, so that's that's half the battle. Hey, so you're, you're going to be West, we think? Do, do we know? Yes, sir. Yeah, West, you, that'll I mean. be awesome. Is this, is this the press release? Yeah, we kind of. No, know I mean he is. I don't know. I mean, there's always a chance. Of course, not go west, but yeah. I mean, I I got a strong suspension suspicion I'm west. Running from Zacco, I get it. Don't worry, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, uh, how's and how's Nick and how's Nick Way working with you? How's this working out? Does he does he yell at you? Does he tell you like how is the relationship? Uh, no, he doesn't yell at me. And this is, it's actually funny. The best way it, Nick knows me so well, like, and it's weird because he, he picked up on me so quick. And I don't know if that's because we're alike or he's just, I mean, I hate to say it, but just a little bit intelligent, but it's weird. Like if he's on the side of the track and I'm doing something sketchy or I, I just ride by him and I can seriously, I can sense like, he knows what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. He knows if I'm thinking about him because I made the mistake or it's almost like he 
he knows exactly what I'm thinking pretty much all the right, time. Right, right, which is a little bit it's a little bit scary. <laughs> that is know? kind I mean, of scary. We're so, <laughs> we're so similar. Seriously, right. the things that he'll say to me, like he'll say like half of something and I'll just be like, Stop. Like I already right. like that's my right. thought process exactly. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Nick, anything that's that good. like I kinda taught you in O two that you bring to the game now? Oh, I learned all kinds of stuff that you did from what you did wrong that I'm trying to like. Yeah, I learned all kinds of whatever, stuff. Whatever, whatever. Uh, Alex Ray hit me up on Twitter. He says I'm talking about him. He knows that I mean him about these the poses and the <laughs> dude, uh, the, the Instagram stuff. Yeah, uh, Alex Ray thinks it's him. He's 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 an offender for sure. You need to clean it up, he, A Ray. We need to know you, A Ray. <laughs> post some, post some more pictures of you in the pink gear, A Ray. Yeah. What about your moose gear? Let's see it, A Ray. Yeah. You know he's riding good though. I hear my sources tell yeah. me he's riding good. My man's on the revs per normal, but he's riding good. <laughs> six clutches he went through in Finland. Fair enough. Six clutches. <laughs> six, six clutches. That's like I burn those before I even get to the track. They're already out. <laughs> yeah, really, right? In a weekend, that's what he did. Um, no, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you ride. I think it's gonna be good. As we talked about before, you came on the show. Is this the first year or maybe the second year AC that you've had a full off season? Like I mean, no. This is the first. This is the first year. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I guess the first, the other, only other one was when I was seventeen years old. Okay, so yeah, basically, this so, is the first one. Sure. Yeah, I don't even remember it. Like <laughs> I, at this point, right now, like I'm, it's weird. Like I'm Claremont. There's nobody in Claremont right now. Like I've been riding by myself for. Mm-hmm. I'm just staying out here for another week or so, another week and a half. Yep. But it's like I'm at the stage now where I'm like, okay, like, like it's weird. Like I haven't. I feel like I. I feel like I haven't been here before. Like at this point right now, I'm normally yeah. like on the turn track riding because I'm coming back from something or <laughs> trying to get your um, game back or, right, or just right. on the couch or just on the couch yeah. and like stressed about it. So it's almost weird that I kind of have my, my stuff together and in a way, you know, I feel kind of <laughs> like, I, weird. I, like I went out today and I, I felt, I don't know. I just feel so normal and like good on the bike. I'm like, I, I feel, almost feel bad. Like, I, it's hard to explain. I, I don't. I didn't um, do a good job. Of so once you it, once but. you got riding today, it was a good day. I haven't even caught up with you. We talked a little bit earlier, but. Uh yeah, yeah, it was good. Once, uh, how's the track? I, I was good. It was it soft. You listen to me. Really soft. It, it rained a lot, I guess, last weekend. So it, it was a complete 180 from. Okay, look. It's perfect. I'm try not, out the new tank we got, though. I'm not trying to be. Gary Bailey here, but if you're riding west, shouldn't you be out here on the West Coast tracks? Dude, I've been out there since I've been out there since uh, October fifteenth. Just keep staying out here. Well, he he went back home for Christmas, buddy. Christmas is next week. Yeah, I mean, oh my lord! I mean, go back on what, go back on what Sunday. About, what about golf courses? There's way more here. <laughs> oh, there we go. I can already I already got I already got my A one story written. A- oh yeah, AC more golf than moto? Question I almost, mark. <laughs> I almost posted actually. I almost uh, tweeted uh, asking for recommendations about some clubs I want to get. Oh boy! And I was like, you know what? Nope, I'm not going to do it because this is the first thing that like gets retweeted when I get my ass kicked at like A two or something. <laughs> Pretty, much. Pretty much. Pretty much. I don't, I don't know if that's something good to be thinking about, Adam. Oh no! Boy. I, I, well, you know, know what I mean. You know, know what I mean. You know, not, you know we're not thinking about it. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I've already thought it through. Um, I mean, uh, we got a question for you from Daniel on line one. Daniel, what's your question for Adam Cincerillo? Hey, how's it going? Just want to say first, thanks for having me on the show. No, no worries. Thanks for calling. Yeah. So, uh, Adam, I got a question. Um, they retired 
Kobe's jersey, and I wanted to ask you a sports question instead of Moto. Um, what do you think was better, Kobe number eight or Kobe twenty-four? Oh, Kobe number eight. I didn't get to see Kobe number eight too much. He kind of sounded like a dick, honestly. <laughs> he got rid of Shaq. We're going after the scoring titles. Like, uh, I like Kobe twenty-four better, and he's he's perfectly like I know what he's trying to do, like with his with his legacy. Like I can. The image that he puts out there is kind of like, I probably not really him, and I respect it totally. So I'm gonna say 24 Kobe. Kobe, the last few years of Kobe's career, dude, he's throwing up 60 shots a game. He's not passing. I mean, You're, come on. You watched the last game. It was dude. it was clear the, nobody wanted to play with him though. Like nobody, no one was trying to go to the they Lakers. They paid him 30 million. I mean, I get yeah. the salary cap business, but he ain't trying to, like, restructure his deal and get a bunch of friends out there to be actually competitive. He's just trying to get his and get get gone. What about yeah, that? Even with, Look at that backcourt. Even with, even with the last few years of Kobe 24 being a little rough, all the numbers are almost, like, identical, except for Kobe 24 made, like, way more money. Championships is only one championship different. Only two MVP difference and only about a hundred points difference. Well, let's talk Kobe. about let's talk about hockey. What about hockey? What about the Tampa Bay Lightning right now? <laughs> what about now? the Knights, bro? What about Dude, the Knights? Care. The Knights are gnarly. They're really good. I don't know what's happening. Oh, I don't understand. I don't get it either. They just got, they just got lucky or what? No, they had the best. They had the best expansion rules ever as far as who the other teams could protect. You know that? The oh, other, really? Yeah, the, the other teams. Could protect the least amount of players ever, and, and so they had the best p- pool of players to pick from. So, interesting. Uh, all right, hey, thanks, thanks, Daniel. Anything else? Thanks, Daniel. Uh, no, that that was pretty much it. You know, just you know, good luck on the season. Uh, pretty much it. All right. Uh, thanks, bro. Hey, AC. Look, I I don't. This is probably old news for you, but this question came to mind um, for me when I was thinking about it. Like, so you're at the Cali. Were you at the Cali photo shoot, Nick? Yeah, I was just hanging out, okay. working on my tan. No, I wasn't at the Cowie photo shoot. I don't know, we got, bro. We ain't got work to do at the Cowie photo shoot. Oh, yeah, I mean. Okay, all right, never mind. Then, Speaking Nick. of that, never though, mind. you must be the, the new setting looks good on the whip, though, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> listen, about it. listen, this is, uh, so that maybe this is a dumb question, okay? But it wouldn't be the first dumb question. That goes I've without saying. That goes without saying. All right, so you're at the Cowie photo shoot. And this is the second year of McGrath's deal with Cowie, or maybe third year. Like he's yeah. he's there, right? He's number two. He's got Max's tires on, and he's Jeremy McGrath. Like, do you still? And he's the coolest fucking guy ever. I mean, he really yeah, is. Yeah, he, he really is. So are you? St- and we know that that's why you started racing because of watching Jeremy McGrath on ESPN two. So like, is it still cool? So I, well, let me just start by saying that Cow, the Kawasaki Factory Racing does their photo shoot separately, and that's the one that McGrath goes to. Okay, so well. I did, I did, I did when we had the we went to the at the day after our photo shoot um, uh, in Corona. We had a, a Kawasaki like team dinner, basically. Okay, like Chris party deal, and and Jeremy was there, and like he kind of was like the you know obviously the brand ambassador role, and he. Yes. Uh, you know, he, he was introducing the riders and kind of helped. Cameron Steele was there and kind of helped introduce us and, you know, kind of just talk and shop. Can I just wait? Can I interject for one second? Yeah, go for it. They they wanted me to do the Cameron Steele job. I had the offer. Did you really? Yeah. Really? Thank God, Cameron. 
<laughs> Dick. I had to go to Racer X to film these videos, but dude, they came. They said, "Mathis, you're our guy. It's a talk show format. We want you there." It would have been bad. It would have been bad. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Not, not okay. like bad. Not not like you would have been bad. But between you and I, we would have turned it into like not good. It would just would have not been good. Well, Josh Grant might have punched me out. That maybe they they didn't want to hire me because of that. <laughs> but no, they had. I was ready. I, was, I hosted that one year. You did? Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I was like what. Why I was there? So, okay. Back to McGrath. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but in in a way, yeah, sometimes I do, but it for me it's just about like I have to stop and kind of think about it for a second cuz you can get everything is just so normal to you when you're doing it. You know, I've been doing it for a, a decent amount of time now. I've done a lot of photo shoots and like you just kind of you tend to think of everything as <clears throat> you know, just yeah. I guess normal in a way. But then like, you know, there's a couple moments I would say over the course of the day or like maybe one moment like you know, when you have a quiet moment to yourself and you're like, wow, man, like I can't, and you never like, you never want to kind of show that side of yourself, even to like your teammates and stuff like that. Like you don't want to, you don't ever want it to seem like it's a big deal. Right. I mean, just in kind of anything yeah. you do, I think right. it's just a general rule of just racers in general. I in agree. Sport. Yep. Yep. But it, it, you do like to yourself and you can't really let it get, you know, a hold of you too much. Cause you, you do need to, it does need to seem like, you know, kind of nothing is a big deal just for the mental aspect, but you do, or like, I'm like, wow, you know, like, look at this, you know, look at this position I'm in, you know, how yeah. it, it, if you get too caught up in it though, it makes you not, it makes you kind of want to settle. Like, man, you're kind of already killing it. So, um, it's, it's a brief moment, but it's cool. It's still super cool. I mean, Nick raced against the guy. Exactly. Remember him on a two stroke. Yeah, and, then, back and then but I think what, what, what are those? What did he <laughs> did he race? He raced again. Yeah, he and came what, back on a Honda two stroke. What year was that? Oh uh, five. <clears throat> yeah, so oh five. Oh, great no, no, no. year. Great no. year for racing. Yeah, oh five, oh six. Oh five. Like I just like I rode Suzuki oh four, and then oh yeah. five. I was like, MDK. all right, who wants them? Yeah. I was like pretty determined to do well that year. Uh-huh. And at the beginning, I ended up having to go to, had to go to the semi. And it was at Anaheim in McGrath hole shot, and I started like mid pack, and I passed a grip of dudes to get to his back tire yeah. on the last lap, and I had this picture where I'm like this close to t-boning him. <laughs> but I remember like I was like, wow, people really dig this dude. I'm like, I would have smashed you because I really I'm like right. I'm, I'm here to do some work, but yeah. I'm gonna let it go. Yeah. Ferry did smash him one time, and then McGrath got him right back. That same year, Ferry <laughs> was smashing everyone. He was. He was yeah. very angry. He yes. was very angry. Uh, so five, not your strong point. Not a strong point. No, though. it was not a good year. Uh, aluminum frame, YZs, and and oh, oh five was just like I think oh five, and I just seriously, it's just hard eyes emojis everywhere. <laughs> it's a pretty like, good year. It's a great year. Yeah, great year for dirt bike. It, Two it, strokes, everybody. I mean, yeah, Chad, Stu. RC. I, hey, I got a story. I got a very brief story. We don't have to get too far off topic. I don't know how many more questions you got for me, but I was like, RC was obviously I was cheering for McGrath, but he was semi-retired. Yeah. He, you know, nobody he wasn't being serious. So they, they, did, I remember they did a the RC and McGrath did. They both got first and second place start. They looked over at each other over the triple, and like I, I've never been as happy in my life as yeah. I was during that moment because <laughs> RC was like my guy. I guess I was a bandwagon fan. I, mean, yeah. I don't know. Wow. Uh, and then I remember there were some big whoops and it was kind of, the track was kind of wet and it was San Diego. Was it San Diego? It was San Diego, right? Yeah, I think so. Cause Phoenix is yeah. the one where he whole shot and did a I'm almost, I'm almost a thousand percent sure it's 
San Diego. But I, anyway, Reed Reed went inside over a, a a a single. He like singled and and table singled out. I don't know, but he passed RC in the last lap or second to last lap. And as an eight year old kid, I can remember the the spot on the couch I was sitting on. I was crying. <laughs> Come on, really. Oh, I swear to you, I was crying, uh, and I remember my dad being like, "Dude, it's going to be okay. Like he'll win the next race." Yeah. Like straight up, I swear <laughs> to you, I was crying my eyes out, dude. Oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. That's that is good. Uh, question, good, question good for times. question for you from Mitch. Mitch, what's going on? How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Um, question for AC. Hey, man, since you are such a well-spoken and charismatic guy, I know you're a huge fan of the of the sport i was wondering do you have any goals of or or do you see yourself hanging around the sport you know in like 15 20 years when you're legend status done racing are you gonna try to work in the sport do you have any career goals after you're done racing outside of pulp mx show (laughs) co-host outside of host, yeah yeah Yeah. well thank you first of all thank you for that but um i mean I feel like, of course, I want to do the commentating thing, like just growing up and, and hearing all the commentators. And I just feel like they have the sickest job in the world. And I, it being a part of it a little bit, I've got to do a couple of guest, uh, guest commentating. I think when I was hurt, I think it was 2014. Um, it's hard. Like, there's no doubt that it's difficult to do. And those guys are really good at it. And um, But if one day that opportunity ever presented itself to me, that would be something. Um, that would be something I would really love to do, and definitely want to stick around the sport um, in a way. You know, obviously things change and things can change between now and then. But um, of course, I, I'd want to be successful in the sport before I even start thinking about that at all. But um, I'm not going to lie. I mean, that would be that would be cool for me to kind of be uh, up in the booth and, and call races and kind of just be that voice that kids hear growing up that are uh, kind of getting into the sport. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Anything else, Mitch? I'll, yeah. I'll be looking. Well, I'll be looking forward to that after the next, you know, dozen championships, whatever we're talking about. So, oh, um, I like it. Well, <laughs> I like it. You know. Yeah. Oh, I hear you, Mitch. Two for the stars, baby. Thanks, man. Two for the stars. Should have never left Holden Baker. Anyways, uh, Houston, what's up? How are you? <laughs> oh my God. I'm joking. What's up, Houston? How are you? Hey. Good. Uh, just calling. I got a quick question for Adam. Yeah. So. So uh, all those years of going to amateur nationals, racing as a young kid, training as a young kid, from what I remember, and how, how did you get through all those years without quitting, without taking a couple-year break from racing? Because, I mean, you raced, you trained all the time. How did you get through that? Uh, well, I didn't really – I didn't train – at all until I was probably, I mean, it probably still seems young, but it was probably 13 or 14. Like I just, I, as an amateur in general, I just rode a lot. Um, but it was, I mean, it's one of those things. It's just what I knew. I mean, I've been, I was riding a, a dirt bike when I was three years old. And I mean, by the time I even remember being conscious of being alive, I was riding a dirt bike. So it was, it was one of those things where, I mean, I guess you could say there was times where it was, it was a little bit difficult, but I would say, 90% of the time, like, I I mean, and you have bad days, too. Like, I'm not going to lie, as a kid, when you're, like, 12 years old and you have a terrible day at practice, like, you're not just super stoked on life. But in general, I was I was having a good time. Like, there's no way I would be able to do what I did and put in the amount of volume that I did on a dirt bike if I didn't really love it. And I think, 
I think that helped me too when I when I did go through kind of a uh, an injury spree there. Like when stuff gets hard and it's it's not that fun anymore. Like to me, it, it just kind of all it, it all came together in a sense that I'm I'm kind of like I'm just more grateful now than I was you know pre all that stuff. So um, yeah, I don't know. yeah. But don't honestly, know. Uh, Houston. So Nick weighs here. Nick, you were yeah. you were a highly touted Team Green amateur. Like I read about you for years before you were, you know, before you hit pro, and you just wrapped up not that long ago a, I don't know, twenty five year career. It seems like, but no, but for real, like, like okay, so maybe you didn't oh, win as dude, maybe you didn't cool. win as maybe you didn't win as much as Adam, but you were certainly won a shit ton of stuff. How did you do it? Did you ever get burnt out? Did was it? How did you keep it fun? How did you? Racing was a lot different for me than it is for every lot of other, especially current pros. The first year that I ever even rode through the winter time was when I rode for Pro Circuit. Really? Yeah, I went to <laughs> I went to public school through tenth grade, and my parents were always adamant about me finishing school. And I ended up not finishing school, but like the first time yeah. I sit at the Kawasaki track, thinking, "Wow, I should be at school." Right. And that right. was the first time I ever even rode through the winter time. Wow, really? You didn't yeah. go to South? You didn't do any of that? Uh, well, I mean, uh, we like would take an occasional MTF, bro. take an occasional trip to Florida. <laughs> yeah. But we would like race some marina crosses around home, and I'd ride when I could when a, the the weather broke. Yeah, but yeah. essentially, like as an amateur, I would do well at Loretta's. So you were not twenty four seven amateur moto no, dude. No. So yeah. I'm pretty like. It was always my deal, like racing. So I'd always try to have everything, I'd get the stuff ready. Yeah. My dad was like always working to to yeah. help, you know, support yeah. it. So yeah, it's a, a definitely I had a different upbringing and compared to pretty much everyone that I've ever raced. Really, well, Houston in 1988, I took three weeks off school, and my dad and I went to Croom and I motoed down. It was fantastic. Three, three whole weeks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've done the same thing a few times with my dad as a young kid. Yeah, Bar- Go ahead. Okay. I, I went to young the, all the amateur nationals. I watched Adam as a young kid, and I'm a few years older than you. And I mean, I watched you win countless, countless titles, and it was just impressive to watch you. And I've always wondered how you got through it, because when I hit 16, 17, I was like, uh, "Hell with it," and I yeah. was burnt out. For yeah, especially because Adam is like smarter than your average moto dude. So yeah. he could sit on the couch and think about all these I, things he could do, like managing Alan's I, properties and shit. <laughs> I think, I think too, based on what you just said right there, like I think too for me, and I'm really not being cocky because you know I I don't really care about my my amateur deal like that's right. gone in the past. I don't really care about it anymore. Yeah, but it's like even if I was winning, if I was winning a race by, if I was winning eighty five nine to eleven by thirty seconds, I was always. Like and this is where my dad came into play too and helped me. It's always kind of looking forward. Like we were never re- like I was never and he really was never like we weren't focused on. He he knew that I I love the sport and he knew what I wanted to be. Like I really want to be the best and he he kind of always he always pushed me towards like what I wanted to be. So if I was winning by thirty seconds, I was I was focused on. Like my last year, I went to Loretta's on Super Minis. I wanted to be, I wanted my, my lap times. I wanted my lap times to be faster than the A class. Like that was my goal every time I rode. So I, it's not like you know I won a lot. So if I just, if my mind stayed in, I guess content with just winning by thirty seconds in the in my class, and I wasn't kind of looking forward to what I wanted to be. I guess I would have got bored, probably, and not really. Uh, 
yeah, you kind of stop having something to strive for, I guess. So I guess that maybe answers your question a little bit better than I did the first time. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's the that's the the mindset that everyone that does really Good. reaches yeah. their full potential yeah. has, right? Like even Adam now, right now he's like, obviously he respects who he's racing. He knows he has good competition, but also in his mind, he's like, all right, well, I, if that's doable on a dirt bike, I need to be doing that or right. be, be at a higher level than that because that's in my future. That's where he's headed. Yeah. Where that's always like, you know, anyone, you I mean, you want to, you want to, you want to improve. You want to see progress. And that's obviously everybody feeds off that so uh thanks Houston thanks for the call man no problem thanks guys no problem last thanks. call last call for Adam Cincerello Nash um, gentlemen you you lost gentlemen. you lost your pulpy this year for favorite caller gringo took you down so I was I, I was unaware of that but you know what gringo is a hell of a guy good for him yep uh that's hey yeah trust me this is the first I heard of gringo Nash He's 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 still you know he's East Coast he's gnarly he's oh funny. yeah he'll, oh. He'll, he's 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 a special breed as we all are yeah, <laughs> Lord yeah. knows this so I got a little bit more of a lighthearted thing for you AC first of all Nick Way always good hearing from you AC good people um, let's just pretend Nick Way's you know all of a sudden fall you know gets a little silly and decides he wants to go full mini dad and he's got to take a little temporary hiatus hey, why are we talking hypothetical <laughs> yeah I mean, we're we're kind of there. <laughs> okay. All right. So he said he said he's probably up in the, the garage. Stuff. He's probably in the garage, like changing a clutch or grinding. Right. Grinding. Yeah. Oh. Grinding. Grinding. Anyway. He's grinding. I did actually uh, grind. And- I sharpened foot pegs last night. Oh my <laughs> god! I love it. Literally, literally, literally you are, grinding. You are that guy. <laughs> literally, <laughs> it's the best. So an RV has to step in as your mentor and riding coach. AC, <laughs> take us through. What you think those days would look like? Part of the program, oh, you know. I, at this point, I feel like I, it, with how I've seen RV lately, like I feel like you <laughs> would just say, I feel like I feel like you would just be like, I feel like be like, dude, you just, you look good to me. Yeah, you look good. I right, think you got it. And then, and then and then crack open another beer. Yeah, absolutely. Like, dude, hey. Like, there's no way how I go through those whoops that fast. Like, dude, you look good. Yeah, <laughs> solid. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I'd agree be, with that. Yeah. I don't know. Seems uh, like you're that, ri- seems like you're riding too much. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> very hands off. I'm hearing a very hands off. Yeah. You estimating a very hands off RV approach? Uh, no, just last some back RV, dude. I never thought I would see this version of RV that I'm seeing, and I can tell you what, I love it. Like, I wish he was my uncle. <laughs> This is this this is the same RV. I, this is this this is the only version Dude, of RV that I know. I can screenshot this and post it on Instagram if I really wanted to. He sent me a DM one time on Instagram. I'm out in California. He's like, hey, uh, he's like, where are you riding tomorrow, bro? He he, te- he texts me on Instagram for whatever reason. I don't know yeah, why. right. No, he did and the same thing like, to me. He's yeah. like, here. He's like, he says, let's get some shots for the gram. That's what, I swear. <laughs> oh my god. Dude. Oh, like oh my! Like what? Who is punking me right now? He like, he is that guy that went to Deegan's house and rode for a monster video, though. 
Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's real. I, that's for that's for the gram, one hundred percent. I love it. I thought I he it. would disappear. I thought he would take his millions and disappear, and then never he come did for around. A second, he did for like a uh, second. I did. And he sent me a DM in Instagram again, not a text, but a, he has my number. But and he said, "Check out this beer, bro." And it was just some big <laughs> stein of beer. I'm like, oh, "Awesome, yeah, great, like, cool, <laughs> cool, cool story, bro." <laughs> hey, but that makes me, and maybe I don't know, maybe I'm just that type of guy like i'm just so happy for him too like i just i get it so a text from him like that and it just sounds like he doesn't have a worry in the world and i'm like right man like i just i'm just so stoked for the guy just i know remember how miserable he was by the end of racing (laughs) like he hated everything like (laughs) like my rookie year of outdoors like 2013 when he was like winning he's winning every race and still like I was getting my ass kicked every weekend. I think I was still like more stoked on life. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Steve, when you went up north and did that filming, that little bit of filming, is that? Did you see the switch occur there? Or you guys think that? I mean, it's happening over a longer period of time as his retirement really settles in. No, when I went up there to do that thing, he was he was talking shit, rubbing his hands together, laughing, joking, like you know, the whole time. Like he was, yeah, he was just well. I mean, that's, you know, Nick delivers a solid riding program. Yeah. You know, he's, he's rock solid, but, you know, I'm just hearing a little bit of maybe a laissez-faire approach coming from the RV. <laughs> but we'll hear about that later, I'm sure, in the show. Yeah, we'll figure AC, it out. AC, one last thing. Which, Yo, which okay. event do you prefer to have Pookie show up for that extra little bit of fan moral support? You know, Pookie's a key part of your program. We've established that over your years, calling in. And, uh is there a particular Vegas. venue? That, Vegas? Oh, well, that's yeah, a no-brainer. I, I, yeah, Vegas. I will, I will wait, purposely... Wait. You know what? Actually, you know what? I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. I'm exactly. not going to say that. Pookie, come up here! Um, all right, Nash. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Hey, gentlemen. Have a great show. Cheers, cheers, cheers. I'll thank you. It. Thank you. Nash, thanks, uh, bro. Nash is very happy for Nick Way to be in studio. I guarantee you for that. And the only thing that would make him happier is if Factory Phil were here. Other than that, I think it's Nick Way's next favorite guy. Factory Phil's pretty hey, can awesome. Can I get this? Can, I don't. I know we're not talking. I know it's a different Phil, Factory Phil. I mean, I understand it's yeah. different, but can I get the story behind the uh, the filthy Phil? Like why? Like the negativity thing that's like funny. Like I don't get it. God bless. I mean, that's the but way. Like, he, it's that's funny. How- I get it. I get it. Like what he's like. He's obviously just kind of bummed out well, everything and like that's his that's okay his no, no he he that. thinks he's just keeping it real he's got no time for like the how we got to keep it politically correct for some stuff <laughs> have you followed him on social media no you follow him on it. instagram i don't, I don't, I don't know maybe. he I don't just know he I just do. had a he just said socal sucks and he was going like this for like two minutes with traffic like he he's just you just gotta know him well actually ac you're racing him this year there's a good there's a 70 percent chance that he gives you a throat slit gesture in practice at some point like that's he everybody in practice will get a throat slit gesture <laughs> from him if you hold him up or or you you you're doing it you know if you're just riding and he's doing a hot lap or or anything like that i won't no uh, dude it's hot lap on hot lap for me in in practice all right that there's no i don't hardly ever i hardly ever roll around okay right. well math has just put you on blast letting you know do not be in the way don't get in his way because dude <laughs> He no, honestly. I mean, it's not just us. It's not just me in the show. It's ask the JGR guys. Ask ask anybody who's been around the guy. He, I watched him specifically last year at Anaheim. Uh-huh. He crashed in the heat race or something, and, and he caught back up to tenth. Uh huh. 
and he I don't know what happened. I, f- I forget who it even was, but he pretty much did. Oh, to Scott Champion. Oh yeah. He pretty yeah. much did like the like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, you're gonna no longer be living here in like 30 minutes. <laughs> no, no, he threatens everybody yeah. at some I was point like, or another. I was like, my man, he, he loves it. He, he like loves it. it. He like is uh, he's grouchy. He's like yeah, a, but I I mean I like it. It's different. Like it's funny. No, it, it is. I just, no, it, I just uh, want to know the story behind it. Um, he, he doesn't think it's funny. It's just the way he is. He really is. Like he he. He just lives life in a negative attitude, and then things like like his gear last year, where he only got one jersey all weekend at Buds, like that's the stuff that happens to only him. You know, his bike caused an injury maybe to him. I need a, maybe I'll get more starts if I start being negative because I don't know if I've ever seen that guy not pull a start. Yeah, he's, he is a good starter. He rides with anger. You know, like like he was involved in that that's, big that's, crash in Atlanta with Shorty and Weimer off the start. Were you in that? Oh yeah, Nick. No, you weren't. When Will crashed, when yeah, Will. Will Will, Shorty, Weimer, and Phil. Dallas, Atlanta? Atlanta. 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 And and Shorty kind of caused it, but not on purpose. And and Shorty was in the back of a mule and and, mil- and out of it, out of it. Like, he'd, he'd been knocked out. And Phil was like, I'll fucking kill you. I'm going to fucking kill you. And everybody's like, Phil, like, calm down, bro. Like, that's the kind of guy he is. Like, he's just, he's just aggro, man. And, and people just, you know, he's negative. He's aggro. He, people love it, though. He's the way he is. <laughs> So I, think I like I like it. Have you do you follow Bad News Phil on Instagram? Uh no. Please check that out right now and and follow it because it's all of us friends and family of Phil that we post these photos of Phil in negative situations. Really negative stuff. And he had last year he had hashtag Bad News Phil under his visor. He ran I the will sticker. Follow Bad News Phil if Russell Westbrook wins this game. Ten seconds left in the fourth quarter right now. Okay, let's see. We can, we if he can. wins it, I will follow. He's going driving to the get rim. He almost lost it. And did he get fouled? Nope. Oh, yep, he did. He got fouled. He's going to hit a free throw. I'll follow it. All right, just follow. And I'm going to sleep. And uh, <laughs> All right, AC. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, it's always a good time to have you oh, on. You're a friend of the show. You are a friend of the show. I like that. I like reading that in like the little thing that yeah. I don't know if you write up. Or- no, I do. I do. Makes me feel makes me feel like I'm making my my connections for post racing right. life. Like, yep. I I saw that for the first time and I just I'm like, yep. Like I'm I'm going places. There we go. Get Fantastic. back to me when you're getting pulp trophies on the regular. Yeah, order. Nick's got three pulp trophies. I don't even now. bring them home. I just noticed that I left one here. This is lifetime achievement award. Uh huh. <laughs> oh god. It has a quad hey, it, on it though, bro. It has a quad read, on read it. Read the rest of the plaque. Ah, I mean. It says lifetime achievement in recognition of your excellence in internet radio shows. Three hundred and thirty-eight career starts. That's a lot of in racing. Supercross and Motocross. Being a top privateer in two thousand two and always having a terrific kit. So is that like is that inspiration to uh, the lit kit? Yeah, I think so. That was a little bit of inspiration. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, before we go, oh. Adam, seven seven <laughs> do, seven deuce deuce. Win a four fifty main or not this year? Will win. Fantastic. Stamp it. Stamp Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't bring that kind of energy to a race and not win eventually. It's impossible. Right? It's, it's, it's not even scientifically possible. It's a, no, it's impossible. He will win. I uh, love to hear that. All right. Pivot Works bringing you All Adam right. Cincerillo. Thanks, buddy. Later, boys. Later, AC. See you. All right. All right, everybody. We're going to take a commercial break here. Nick Way on the phone. I'm going to go to the garage and check some more stuff out. Uh, wait, wait, one more one more call here. John, what's up? You've been on hold for a while. What's happening? What's up, John? Hey, hey, how's it going, guys? What's happening? So, um, I uh, burned through all your shows and uh, had to get the app, 
so I can get some good, you know, podcast content. Thank you. First podcast I listened to. Oh, you're welcome. First podcast I listened to was Mike Bell. Uh-huh. Now, um, I'm listening to it, and he gives a shout-out to this East Coast rider named Daniel Boone. I'm like, wait a second, no way. My cousin is Mickey Boone. And, and I was like, he's got to be talking about Mickey, because I remember, I think I met Mike, you know, at, at, uh, at somewhere, you know, with Mickey. Yep. Um, so I'm like, surely he's talking about Mickey. So I looked at the vault. I can't find any Daniel Boone. So I just kind of wanted to get a... Um, you know, like a shout out to the interwebs for my cousin Mickey because he's always my hero, and I met right. like he, you know Hannah and Chuck uh, Sun and it seems like too, everybody. Too tall got Daniel Boone Raceway and Mickey Boone mixed up. There, there, there That's you go. That's yeah, I was it. thinking to myself, I've been to Daniel Boone Raceway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So K- have I. Kentucky, K Smith. Four stroke. I was probably there at the same time. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah. There we go, John. Thanks. Uh, we'll try to get that straight. I don't know. No, I, I don't I have two tall's it. number, but I'll, if I had two tall's number, I would text them. Well, no, no. That's cool. That's cool. I just wanted. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, call and uh, try to get, you know, some love for Mickey out there because you know he he was badass. He was absolutely. Uh, you're right. He was he was a good good rider for sure. Um, thank, thanks, thank man. You guys no so problem. Much. Thank you. All right, first commercial break of the night. Marks, everything all right? Do we have any entries for the Pike helmet? Is anybody have, punching themselves in the face? I have face? not seen a single punch yet. Come on. It's kind of depressing. Everybody's so soft. The Pulp, the pulp Nation is soft. Guess that means I'm going to punch myself really soft and that helmet, <laughs> so that's awesome for me. There we go. All right, we'll be right back after this commercial break, everybody. I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki, and you're listening to The Pulp Show, and Steve Mathis is an idiot. All of us have one thing in common when it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. FlyRacing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet, it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. 
The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, 
and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands... Please tell them. No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet, you're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Want a chain and sprocket kit, but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services 
are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels. Hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the gear alloy wheels at gearalloy.com or atdwheels.com. Get your trucking here. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy Wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented Pro-Launch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique Tack Hour Meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit,
get. Pivot Works has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, Pivot Works should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, Pivot Works is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. EK Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D chain by EK. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors, chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength, 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-Rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support. btosports.com fly racing thanks for listening Adamson Cirillo on you missed him Nick Way is here on his phone without a headset on and Travis Marks hey mic on yeah you're you're on honestly if you're darn right I'm on if he wasn't one of the pulpy winners you I gotta know, pick up the slack maybe you and I can just debate Anaheim you're selling okay a bunch that. selling a bunch of stuff a minute ago Selling a bunch of stuff. Oh, the commercials, you mean? <laughs> Get a 
to figure out what, he's me what he means. Somebody got a translation for way Waylish? Ah. Uh, Where's JT? Get him on the line. Hey, do you still test for Dunlop? Oh, actually, yeah. Before Monster Cup, I ran through some stuff. Michelin Star Cross 5, everybody. This tire kicks ass. Just to let me know. Pushing the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels, no matter the conditions or terrain, Nick Way. Excellent performance for a wide range of conditions and terrain. 21 different sizes. MichelinMotorcycle.com. They can be purchased wherever Michelin Motorcycle tires are sold. Aggressive self-cleaning tread design. A durable yet more flexible sidewall. Say what? And a more pliable B package for easier mounting. Easier mounting, always a good feature. Thank you, David Pingree. Michelin Starcross 5. Been getting terrific reviews from everybody about this tire. Nick Way will probably be back at testing Dunlops tomorrow after trying to figure out what's going on with Michelin Starcross 5, guys. JT. Captain. What's up? Figure out where to put those bolts at. Yo, JT Money. It's bullshit Instagram. It's a, in bull it's a bullshit Instagram. My kids found a uh, Thomas 33 One Industries front number plate in a drawer the other day. Who's this? That's strong. I said he's That's a strong. bad dude. That's a bad dude right there. How did you have it? I don't. I just had. I just happened to have it. It was in the living room too, in some drawer. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Um, what's happening, JT? What's new? Flyracing.com. Please uh, check them out. Not too much. He's getting ready for Christmas, man. Probably just flying off the shelf, everything out of that warehouse so fast. I hope so. Big week. <laughs> uh, what, what's up, Marks? Yeah. Ask JT if we can do this. Does anybody if, want this helmet? Ask JT if Jordan we Jordan on one wants it. Oh. He, he wants to know what he's, like, he's got to do, so I said post on Instagram. Ask JT if we can do this, if he's down with this. JT, can we give away a helmet? No, that's... <laughs> <laughs> JT's fine with that, but ask him. Uh, look, JT, we we tried to come up with an idea. I came up with an idea, and then I made it seem like it was Mathis's idea because it's a little bit mm, questionable. This is what it is. It's got it. You got to post on Instagram, punching yourself in the face to win the helmet. And whoever, like like Pike, like you, you're. It's a Pike helmet, JT. Pike's gnarly. And you got to see your commitment. Like we what's your how bad? Like it seems. I mean, it, I don't. Uh, I can't really vouch for the I don't helmet. Know, man. I feel like that's opening yourself up to a lawsuit. That's what I, I that's why I made it Steve's idea. <laughs> 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 All right, just give it to the guy on one then. We can't do it. Give it to the guy on one. What's his name? Jordan? Jordan. Jordan, you there? I am. You're lucky. You're lucky that JT Thank you guys. I'll send this your videos of me punching myself. I don't care. <laughs> I said we I said we have him do it and okay. give it to him anyway. We, yeah, you win, but we need the video. Okay, I'll send it. Don't and don't punch yourself. You, you, don't punch you want me to post it on Instagram and tag you. Tag Pulpamex Show. Okay. No, nah, not really. Uh, do, do you need a helmet, bad? I actually do. Mine's about eight years old and oh yeah, getting oh, a little is, sketchy. J JT, the the the, uh, the Pike stuff. They have MIPS, right? This is the F two with MIPS, the the replicas. Yep. Right. So yeah, it does. so this has MIPS, bro. F two carbon. Like this is the top of the line helmet from folks at Fly Racing. That's what I need. That's what That's you need. Perfect. All right, just be gentle on yourself, but yes, punch yourself in the face and, and attach it, attach us, and you win the helmet. I'm perfect. Gonna, I will. I'm I'll gonna, do it. I'm gonna put you on hold right now. Travis will get your information. All right. Perfect. Thanks, guys. All right. The show has reached a new low. 
All right. I feel like if this country wasn't so sue happy, we could have someone have to have what Weston punch him in the face to win the helmet. With the helmet on would be good. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I feel like Pike has done a bunch of things that could get WPS in trouble <laughs> at some point <laughs> or another. Good God. Um, all right. Hey, so Nick, something we were talking about. Can you put your phone down? Sure. Why does it bother you so bad? Because I don't feel like you're focusing. What do you, what do you want from me? I'm asking you right now. All right, Nick. So something that I noticed online was this IB Corp team. They were having an open competition for the last spot, and Michael Lieb won. Expert goggles, Michael Lieb, by the way. You saw these guys at the track? Like you saw it going down? Was there a shootout? Did they line five guys up and just the winner of the race got it? Um, yeah, because I, I, saw, I saw a few days of it because Jamie Ellis, he was my mechanic when I rode KTM. Uh-huh. And then I, he's been my friend since. And so he's the team manager and slash does the bikes okay. for them. So he he had been asking me a bunch of stuff and like asked me of Zach Zach Commons information and mm-hmm. some other stuff because I guess he had sent in about it and yeah I didn't really I so I I knew what was going on before they yeah. did it so yeah. I was kind of paying attention from afar yeah <laughs> but then it's like the Elsinore Supercross track it's you know in the afternoon it's pretty. Yeah, burnt down, so it's not great. But then you, you're exactly right. They were they had like five gates lined up, and they would do one day they did a like a, I think it was a 15 lap moto altogether, and then Lieb crashes in the first turn, and then he catches up, and then that Heft kid he something happened to wait Heft's on the team. No, though, I, I know, yeah, but yeah, they, yeah. they were all racing, and okay. then somehow the Merriman boy kid he ended up with he won that. Okay, and then the other kid um, McConaughey. He was on a Wait, diff- McConaughey's on 5150. He was on a different team. Okay. And then he quit that team oh. to be eligible for the playoff. Oh. Wow. But the thing that threw okay. me the thing that threw me for a loop too is these guys all had just standard gear on and I and I'm pretty good at picking yes. people out. Yes, right? You like are. I'm good at details. Yes. I, it took me a couple of days to figure out who these dudes were. <laughs> I could tell who Lieb was because he's pretty animated on the bike. And then yeah. I, I picked McConaughey out with the Fox, Fox, Fox boots and Fox helmet. Yeah, but yeah. Then, it, then I'm, like, breaking it down. Like, why? He was just on this other team last yeah. week. Why is he quitting to try to, to try out for a spot? I don't understand. So, yeah. So then, And Rhino was there? Oh, yeah. And I, and I, I was, like, on the other side of the road because yeah. Tedder's got their own track, and I've been uh-huh. riding over there with him a little bit. And then so by, was all at the same time I was, like, paying attention because other people are asking me about <laughs> – you know, yeah, what's going on? Ellis is like, hey, can you ask Zach Cummins? I'm like, I don't have his contact. He's like, Adam does. I'm like, well, I'm not okay. going to ask Adam for Zach. Hit him on the DM. This is 2017. <laughs> right, right. But then I'm thinking to myself, I really need to see these episodes because, yes. like, at a, at a certain point for Rhino to keep, you know, a longevity with, for a career as, like, being a mentor, uh-huh. he needed to kind of tone it back. I don't know. You think at a certain at a certain point, yes, he okay. he he's a lot more vanilla than he ever had been. I would have to assume. Okay. So you all of a sudden you get onto where you put in a position where they're like, you know what, Rhino, hit him with some real truth, <laughs> and he's like, all right, about time. I'm ready. I'm ready to tell these guys because I guess they stayed at a house in Temecula altogether. Oh boy. It was all videoed, oh, and then boy. Zach Commons he was hard to get a hold of because he hadn't ridden. I saw him at the Cowie track. I rode with him like uh-huh. two months ago. And evidently, he hadn't ridden since. So then he did the first couple days thinking, well, I could ride myself into shape. Maybe I can beat yeah. these guys. And then he had some real dude show up. Yeah. So evidently, after the second day, he 
essentially yeah. retired from racing and yeah. said, I'm going to finish my, I got finals this week. I'm not going to race anymore. Right. So I guess it was like an emotional thing, which he's a super respectable kid. And that's obviously at a certain point, whether you age out or you get injured or you just can't hack it. It's a certain, it's a something that you have to address at a certain point. I'm no longer a racer. Right. So it's, it's obviously had to have been emotional. Yeah. And he's, a, and when, are you, when are you going to address this? Yeah, probably never. <laughs> <laughs> Or we're just back burner in that, JT, you know. I mean, he lost the 27, but don't worry. Yeah. Like, don't worry. I'm, I'm undefeated with the 127. JT was there for it. We battled. I was there. Yep. Montreal? Montreal. I think I was there, too. I missed my flight. <laughs> um, but anyways, it was, it was great yeah. entertainment. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. This is Rhino and a reality show. and Yeah, so they, they had a five-man gate in the infield, and it's like Dust City to get to the track. <laughs> right. That was one day, so they did the 20-lapper. And then the next day that I, I noticed, they did elimination moto. So they did like two, two guys at once and did three laps. And it, the Merriman kid, he was super determined. Yeah. And he won the first moto one that I saw the day previous yeah. or a couple days yeah. previous. When Lee fell or whatever. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then they did the elimination thing and then it got down to those two, Lee and um, Merriman. And dude, can you ma- imagine JT? Like you got to beat this dude next to you to get a ride for, for- dude, dude. And they were like, they, it they had, a, and it was almost three of them because McConaughey too. And they were like, really like you could tell they really, oh, yeah. they really wanted it. So this Merriman kid rammed Lee like three times. <laughs> And then Lieb, after the finish line, like, body-checked him. And then he got the one rhythm you had to do, and this Merriman kid still went for it and then, like, cased Case, it cased oh. in almost into the fence. And then his bike's, like, 50-50 on the berm, and he's like, burr, 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 hold this wide open. <laughs> I got to see and this. And, like, he was pissed. Like, he was pissed, dude. Yeah. Not that Lieb rammed him because he knew yeah. it was coming. Yeah. It was just because he didn't right. win that didn't moto. Win it. Yeah. It was cool to see how passionate they were about getting that spot. They really, they really wanted it. it when cool. is this airing? I need to see this. I mean, the last time we had entertainment like this was David Villeman. With yeah, Villeman was good. Him and Lucky. Yeah, <laughs> Lucky was just really breaking it down for him. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't get much better TV than that. Yeah. Well, Boo- fantastic. Boo-coo. That is the IB Corp team update. Congrats to Lieb for getting the ride. That'll be interesting to to uh, to see. JT uh, Tedder is on a KTM next year. Is that going to look weird or what? It's big news. Big news. Tedder KTM. After after so long of Cowie, who would have thought? You know how many KT, Cowie parts they must have in the garage? Like, good God! Is it going to be a monster KTM? I would think so. I don't you know. don't see that combo very often, right? That's what I mean. Um. All right. Hey. So we might call RV later to everybody to find out about this truck race. But um, in the meantime, so let's let's touch on. Any blowback, JT, for these videos that we did, these season preview videos we did on Racer X? Uh, I haven't really had any yet. I mean, there's, you know, people make smart-ass comments or whatever, but nothing too bad. I meant more from the riders. Why would no, you, no, what'd you guys say that was controversial? Yeah. Catch me up. I, who, no, you, know, you know how it is, uh, Nick. No, I know, it, but yeah. what, what would you see as being like, what, um, what did you say? I know there's something specific you said that you're like, mm, someone's <laughs> not going to be happy to hear this. Uh, I can't think right now about anything. That's but not true. No, Archer. no. Um, that episode hasn't aired yet, right? The, 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 the yeah, that one. That one will probably get him riled up. Yeah, yeah. get the podcast. Barsha, Barsha. Barsha. Yeah. What'd you say? Why well, was the same way though, bro? What'd you say about him? I, no, for sure. Yeah, I just I don't know if this is gonna work. If I'm Barsha, he's back on a Yamaha. Like he didn't like the Yamaha. And now he's on a Yamaha because it's the only ride. But to me, just ride the Honda. Just ride the Honda. Like that's what you like. That's what you want to do. 
get the little team together, spend some of your money, a la Nick Way, and, and go riding on a Honda. I don't know. JT t- says I'm crazy, though. I mean, it could be a whole revelation in his approach, though, right? Like, it's because... Yeah, mentally. Because that, that, yeah. what you're getting at is some of this, some of his stuff that was holding him back in the past may have been mental. His struggles, inter- yeah. internal struggles. Yes, right. Because from your position, you're like, yeah, the equipment's the equipment. Like, you, you, you can make it work. I mean, JT and I will battle to the death on this. I know, but that's just what you're saying. Right. But you're right, though, yeah. a little bit in the fact that he's he's coming from a different position where he did, he 100% took it into account. Should I just pay for my own money or should I ride this Yamaha? Yeah. And then he thought to himself, you know what? I like money. No, he thought to himself, <laughs> I, I, I like, I think, I can make this Yamaha work, and it's obviously he uh, he really appreciates the fact that that having the support is something that you need to have. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Which I mean, I applaud that. My, I was gonna say my stance on the whole thing was if he had come out and set the world on fire at Vegas, then I think you're onto something. But I didn't really see much with the switch. I didn't see a whole lot of difference than I'd seen on the Suzuki or the Yamaha. So if you're if you're going to be kind of the same guy, you might as well make some money and have a factory bike while you're doing it. Yeah. And ultimately, he, he gave himself enough time to see what his market value was as far as like, you know what, there's a sponsor. There's, some, there's a lukewarm sponsor over here that could fund half of this. So he, gave, he had enough time to get an indication. I just, I look at this like a huge year for him. He's got to do something supercross. We haven't seen it for a while, and because of injuries, not all, not all his fault either. He's been hurt, and so you're on a Yamaha, and I don't care that the Yamaha guys told you that it was JGR's fault that the bike was all fucked up and they can fix it, because 100% that's what they told him, right? Well, and and, and ultimately too, tell me if I'm wrong, because you may know more than I do, but from time to time, Barsha would bounce around from JGR setup to Yamaha setup, correct? At some point, yes. I don't know how long it went, but yes. So ultimately, sometimes Yamaha was selling him on their package versus the JGR package. So maybe at some point he was like, you know, I would like to ride Yamaha's package without having. Yeah, but I I don't know. So maybe that is another question. Maybe this is what. Maybe this is his perfect storm for a Yamaha. I don't. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, that might be one video that when it gets dropped, JT, that people could get upset about. I don't know. We'll see. Um, you guys make me uncomfortable talking about packages so much, but other than that, I'm good. <laughs> what about uh, Nick? What's your feeling? What's your feeling on Roxon? Like as good as ever, race winning, just step right in. Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, he's he's a very he's determined, right? Yes. And without question, that's a severe injury that's going to be tough to come back from. It looks like he's made some awesome gains. Yes. Is he exactly like he once was? I think even he wants, even he's interested in like getting to racing and being yeah. like, let's, let's see what's what. Right. But I feel like he's pretty confident in general. But ultimately, coming from the position he was in, he's going to need to reprove it to himself, though. So, I mean, he can make as much preparation as he can and be as strong as he can, which I, I feel like he's wholeheartedly been behind doing yeah. everything he yep. can to be ready. But until you line up and you get those same results, it's hard to say if there's something holding you back or not. But I think in his in his mind, he, he's in a pretty good spot. I don't know how he finishes outside the top five at A1 in my eyes, JT. You know? Like, I mean, he I don't, I don't know if he's going to win. I don't, I don't know all that, but I think he can get a fifth and go from there and build. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think the riding is going to be a problem. I think he will be top two or three in time qualifying, if not first. I, I would 
I would actually think he'll be first. I, I think speed is something he's got in spades. Um, my biggest question is race environment because he hasn't been in one. And what happens if, you know, somebody bumps him or he go he falls over or something, you know, that's all the stuff that you can't control. And I, w- I was thinking about this today. Of, of all the injuries I've ever had, there was only two or three where it was just full on my fault. I screwed up and I hurt myself because mm-hmm. I made a mistake or I came up short on a jump or I did something stupid. The rest of them were, were racing incidents where someone fell in front of me or someone landed on top of me or someone crashed into me or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. That's where I think the real question is for Kenny when he gets back into that race environment and it's not static anymore and he's got to deal with all these variables of people all over the place. Uh, how is his arm in that situation? You right. know, because if it's just Kenny and it's just like a pole position lap or something, he's probably the fastest guy on earth. I really think he, he has that. Just from the videos I've seen, I think he has that skill and ability level back. Uh, I just don't know how it's going to hold up in a full race environment. So he'll have to answer that question on uh, on January 6th or whatever the race date is. Yeah, it'll be good. I think it'll be uh, – it'll be, it's the story of the race, right? It's the story Absolutely. of the it's race. It's the story of the offseason. Yeah, like, no doubt about it. I mean, it's, it's been pretty quiet otherwise. If the guy comes out and starts winning, I think all of us will be like, okay, all right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not but, so- but, I mean, too, it's – he hasn't ridden for – he hasn't raced in almost a year. So he's not racing the same guys. Obviously, Tomac went through his struggles through Supercross last year and then came on strong at the end. Mm-hmm. He's not the same guy. He's better than the last time Raxon raced him, right? And then Marvin's coming into his own. Marvin's better. So, so these yeah. guys are these guys are not on their 2017 level. They're on another level. And then Kenny's obviously hasn't raced for an entire year, so there's there's a few things that Kenny's obviously struggling with, you know like just coming yeah. back from injury as a whole, but then also being out for an entire year. Plus, Kenny, he he got to the point where he was so good so young because he raced all the time. Like he didn't grow up like JT and I, like Team Green or however the people thinking like you need to continue riding the B class when you're 15. Yeah. Like he was riding all these international events against these top-level GP racers when he was super young. He, he was racing all the time. I don't know for sure, but yeah. I would have to say this is the longest he's gone without racing. Oh, I would think, right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of those things going, you know, not necessarily what? in Kenny's favor. But at the same time, he remembers where he was sitting, you know, six months ago. Yeah. He remembers where he was at and his physical condition when he watched Dungey win Vegas. And right. he was remembers when Dungey said he wasn't going to race anymore, and he's like, Dang it! I really wanted to get some of him. Right, right. What? These are these are like this is his mental strength where he's like, all right, I'll, but when, he has all these other things that he's dealing with that he hasn't necessarily have dealt with before. When did you, you broke your hand at MDK Honda wrist? What'd you break I, one year? I did thumb? my ACL and then I did my thumb. Yeah. Okay, you were out for a while one time. Yeah. When you got back, did you were you like oh like that was even long as Kenny? But whenever you came back, did you come back for the nationals or? Come back later in the season? Or did you miss the whole rest of the season? I don't. Yeah, remember. I missed quite a bit. But then I came back and I still wasn't ready to race, though. Were you like, oh shit? Like, yeah, like. It's just, it's just every day it adds up. Like JT can tell you. I mean, every, every just like we talked about with AC on the off season and him yeah. having an entire season of racing before. Yep. Like, and also going back to like Tomac's not the same Tomac he raced. Um, mm-hmm. Marvin's not the same guy. 
Tickle's not the same guy because everybody has he reaches these personal goals, these milestones, and then reach more or get different levels yeah. of support. And then somehow, like Baggett's not the same guy. Yeah. Like we were surprised Baggett did so well last year, but are we going to be shocked if Baggett wins? Not, uh, not at all. No, JT won't. He's on the Baggett train. I know, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Right. So there's all yeah. these guys he's racing are different dudes now. Yeah. Right, JT, you've heard good things about Baggett this offseason again? Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of guys that are going to be good. Um, I don't think. Uh, I don't think you could just say, "Yeah, this guy's gonna, this guy's gonna dominate." I don't think you could make a, a really compelling case yeah. for anybody. Even even with Eli coming off of nine wins, I still think that the the landscape has changed some. If you look at the <laughs> you know the improvements that Marvin has made, um, I think Blake will be better. Kenny's going to be back. There's a lot of reasons to think that Eli won't be dominant. Whether he wins the title, that's a different argument. But dominant. Right. I was, you know, winning uh, over half the races. I, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen again. I don't. You see the the Dunge, RV, Stu, Chad. I don't see any of these guys ripping off wins like that, Nick. Do you? Well, I'm excited to see some of these guys that have evolved. Obviously, I'm excited to see Kenny come back for you know a lot of reasons, which it's awesome that he pers- he's persevering and he's oh, yeah. so determined to come back from such a serious injury. But on top of that, like like I said, Marvin. Tomac, yeah. these guys all yeah. on another level. But then, obviously, Anderson, like, he hasn't reached his full potential, and, you know, he's got a whole other season behind, you yeah. know, stacking milestones, and, yeah, I think it's an exciting time to be a spectator. I just, I don't see, JTM with you, I don't see a guy just ripping off. I guess we always say that. We always say that. And then some, some injuries happen, and then some guy gets on a roll, and then, before you know it, he's ripping off wins. So maybe I'm wrong, you know? I don't know. Like, in 1992, like, four guys won, or, I should say, 1992, like, nine guys won races. Like, I want to see that, but we probably won't. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard, too, because the teams are one of they, – they work on what they think their weaknesses are right now. Yeah. And then nothing becomes super evident until after the first few rounds. And yep. then sometimes that's pretty – it's hard to address those things, which I know, well, Steve, and, that you don't think it's the bike and all that, but it's the it's a general focus. The bike has – don't get me wrong. The bike has something to do with it. No, no, for sure. Absolutely. You know, some some of this I think we're we're generating just from all of the buzz and the hype and the expectations. But if you really if you really break this down on paper, and it's going to contradict what I just said, but if you really break it down on paper, and you have a guy that should have won ten races, if he wanted to win Vegas, he could have easily won in Eli. So he, he should have won ten races. He's now facing the you know three time champ, and a three time consecutive champ has retired. The door's wide open. So his main competition is a guy who hasn't raced in a year and then followed up by a guy who's got, what, two, one or two uh, career wins in the 450 class and maybe Anderson who's got the same. So mm-hmm. that, that's his next level competition. And we're all sitting here saying, yeah, we don't really think anybody's going to dominate this. But on yeah, paper, yeah, right. everything points to Eli dominating. He's coming off a national championship. He's coming off 10 wins. Mm-hmm. He's coming off all these things. You you should everybody should be like oh man Eli's going to kill everyone right. but it doesn't it doesn't feel like that it just doesn't feel that way it doesn't it doesn't I checked in with Mike Williamson though and he said Tomac is flying so shocker there is that everybody <laughs> uh, by the I'm way sure he is yeah I know mean, I'm I sure he is too a, a, you know a reach that he's going very fast uh, Jordan M two four three on Instagram is the guy who just won the helmet and he did indeed punch himself in the face it's a pretty good one at that. <laughs> Nick, good, right? That's solid commitment. Yeah, no, it is. Bad, yeah, bad. that's a good right, Travis. I mean, he didn't hurt himself, but he let us know that he's committed. Yeah, to doing that. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty awesome prize. Let's yeah. give it up. I, I think he was willing to go harder for sure. 
Yeah, he said he said he's willing to fly to A one and let Weston punch him in the face. Also, riders helping riders. You know what I mean, JT? <laughs> yep. Get this now he's going to go hire Johnny Cochran and sue Pulp Max. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> oh, geez. Mathis has it coming. Um, Fuck you and your show, Mathis. Hey, so uh, I talked to Brett Metcalf the other day for a podcast that's coming out on RacerX Online, uh, maybe this week, maybe next week. It was kind of a career retrospective, and I, I told him the first time I ever saw him was in uh, Germany, JT, at, at the race that all three of us were at. In, uh, yep. He said the name of the town. I forget it already. Dude, I have no idea where that was at. Uh, all I remember about that trip is at the gas station. JT ate some sort of red meat when he put ketchup on it. It was like fried was chicken. No, it was not. It's like some kind of schnitzel thing they have there, I think, right? Is that what it probably was? Anyways, yeah, we we'll stopped at a we'll gas station. We're all dying of hunger. JT's like, you know what? I'm going for it. And we're like, mm, that's sketchy. It's a sketchy move. Yeah. JT loves ketchup. Yeah, he does. He said, I don't know. It looks like meat. I'm going to just drown it in ketchup and go for it. He, he, eats, he eats it, and we're like, wow, that is really bright pink, whatever that is. I was like, wow, he's hungry. Um, so Metcalf told the story, JT, that – and there's three mains, you remember? There's three mains. Yep. Uh, and I think Joaquin yep, Rodriguez won the first one and thought he was going to dominate the world. Oh, yeah, that was a that was a, well, a given. And then my man here put a janky throttle tube on. Oh, it's my, not, it's my fault. It's my they fault. They didn't turn the heat on in there, <laughs> yeah. and I crashed in the whoops like a tip over. But like I picked it. up and handled it, no problem. Yeah. But the, then the my, throttle tube, stay on, my the day, throttle tube breaks. What am, idea, gonna do with that? what am I going to do with the broke throttle tube? The idea is to stay on the bike, uh, Mr. Ryder. Uh, you do not fall off the bike. Trying to trying to find the limits, son. So, JT, Metcalf said that Nick slammed him in that race in the last turn. Uh, Metcalf was on a 200, which I did not know. I told, I told you that, right. too, though. I remember that. Um, and, and so then he said he was really pissed at Nick. and I didn't slam him. He said you slammed him. I took him You took him down. I took him down. Oh, yeah. You took him down. So then Metcalf. Because I was already mad at you for the throttle tube, and then JT's heckling me talking about my interview. I sound like a complete. (laughs) What? I don't remember that. You need to talk. Because they ask you these questions in German, and then you. I was like, slow talking. I'm like, Nick tries to slow talk. Yeah, I'm trying to break it down for everybody. You know, the fans want to know what I'm saying. I'm speaking English. (laughs) (laughs) And so Metcalf told me, JT, that seven years later, he passed Nick on the last lap in Washougal in the whoops, before the whoops or in the whoops, to take third overall away from him, and he considered that revenge on Germany. <laughs> I told Matt it feels good I was in his head so bad. <laughs> seven, revenge is best served cold. Seven years later, he got Nick back. He didn't, he didn't hit Nick. He just passed him to take the last spot on the podium and said that that was sweet, sweet uh, justice. <laughs> At that point, I was stoked to get. At that point, I'm clearly just stoked to be racing Metcalf. Right. <laughs> so, um, anyways, uh, that that trip to Germany was fun, indeed. We reminisced. Brad and I did over the opening ceremonies. I don't remember any of that. You don't I, remember I remember any? Pitt Byer and Everts racing in the Supermoto. Nickel, yeah. Kurt Nickel too. Yeah, yeah. And I remember JT heckling me, and I remember Oscar uh, washed my gear, and it was really strong scent of uh, detergent and. O'Neill was pretty limited on the gear <laughs> gear they would hook us up with, and I had one cool, like one colorway I liked, and it kind of got jammed up in the washing machine. <laughs> Beyond that, I don't know what city we were in, but I remember this whole gear situation. It was like Nike or something. <laughs> That's Barsha's old mechanic, but it was uh, something like that. JT, do you remember? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Gosh, it's already on the tip of my tongue. Give me a second. I'll think of it. We rode in a trailer, dude. We rode, we rode from Oscar's Hashtag Nord to... <laughs> we rode in a we trailer? Did, well, yeah, we rode. Maybe you didn't. 
Oh, we had a car. Oh, we, had no, a no, we definitely did. We rode, no, in, we the, rode yeah, in some sort of trailer. Sort of Motorhome motor trailer, yeah. Thing on the way there. Yeah, being I'm pulled. Like, I'm what? Like, I'm like, wowza. Not me. I think I drove. I don't remember a trailer. It was like a janky German Airstream. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yep. was in there too? Uh, perhaps. I, I don't know. I might have been. I'm sure you were. I remember Metcalf, like, running it in really every corner. Yeah. And then that Ro- Joaquin, wa- is that his Joaquin name? Rodriguez. He had, like, a factory Honda. We, yeah. were, we were like, wow, maybe he just had an HRC sticker and yeah, just yeah. kind of threw me off. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was it. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into some X-Brown Goggle Tarot, shall we? It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. That is a Michigan accent right there. What? Rapid-fire. That's Canadian. No, that's Michigan. Rapid-fire, right? Yeah, that's 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 all Michigan. Uh, X-Brand Goggles, the best goggles out there, everybody. Kyle Chisholm, Fast Freddie Norin, among others. Michael Lieb, Ricky Brabeck, Gary Sutherland. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Nick Way used to endorse... X-Brand goggles. Why are you bringing me into this? Why you used to endorse them. I like Rich Taylor. They're good goggles, right? They're good goggles. Pretty good quality, yes. There we go. Thank you. That's what I got out of them. Uh, X-Brand goggles. Use the code PulpMX17 to save at X-Brand goggles. And please check them out. 2018 stuff in now. Super sweet colors. Super sweet new models. And uh, so these questions, Nick, once you put your phone down, 15 seconds you have to answer them. They're rapid fire. Oh, it's for me? And JT and me. They're submitted from a, for a, from a Corey Moser. Do you know him? Is that the guy who wears no half-naked half guy who wears like a belly shirt? That dude who likes short? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, that is him. He's a nice guy. Okay. Sometimes he throws me off because he's a little bit <laughs> He like, throws a lot of us yeah, off. He's, he's throwing us off. <laughs> JT, has he ever thrown you off? <laughs> um, no, I, that's, that's weird. That, that makes me uncomfortable like the package conversation. All right, okay. Let's do it, Marks. You have 30 seconds, by the way. You have 15. 30. I'm going to go as long as I want. There you go. Steve, who is most likely to end up in a net this season? Freddie Norn. Freddie Norn. Gets a little whiskey throttle sometimes. He's got a lot of heart. He really goes for it. All right. What about A Ray LCQ? That, oh. that was that was that's going to be mine. Out of <laughs> out of out of qualifying. Yeah, A Ray sixth place on the last lap, four fifty LCQ. I could, see, I could see it. Gets Caddy Wampus, <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I really need to get in this main. <laughs> I need to get in this main so bad. Yeah, maybe a little oh. bit too much clutch, a little bit too much traction. Right. Just uh, moose gear and Yamaha flying through the air. <laughs> Alex Ray wears X Brown goggles also, so his vision will be clear. Nick, you always took a lot of pride in the look of your setup. What was your favorite bike slash gear combo? We got half an hour here. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I always had like a fair bit of input in what was going on with the MDK stuff, and then I liked in that era the the MSR gear I wore too. So probably around then. JT, what's your favorite look of NYK? Um, it wasn't. U.S. Open 05, I can tell you that. Yeah, that's for sure. What was that? <laughs> that was when, like, uh, was, huh? he had the, I don't know. Kwame had the Amp Mobile thing. It was, like, when Adderton just started that, uh-huh. and then they must have talked to Kwame about funding it to start with, so he was thinking, like, oh, let's show him what we can do. And what was it? It was just, like, some crazy Amp logo, like, it was, like, the entire bike a logo. <laughs> okay, I don't remember Yeah, it wasn't that. great. Wasn't wasn't good. The black and white? Uh, I thought his look, his look on Suzuki was pretty strong, I thought. Yeah. That was a good look. 
JT, what is something WPS currently doesn't sell that you would like to see in the catalog? Starting blocks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. We have, we have 130,000 products, so I don't know. We kind of have it all. I'm not sure there's uh, much for motorcycling that we don't carry at the do you, moment. Do you have those underwear gloves you'd use? <laughs> Uh, we do. Yeah, not that particular brand, but we do. Well, you're blowing, you're blowing it because, like, for 91 years you endorse a specific one, but your customers can't have your specific one. They have to have the knockoff. Only two guys Come on, ever wore those. JSR. Yeah, there was a margin. There was a margin. We had a margin problem. See, that's what I'm saying. You've got to get them, the, gotta get them the, the product you endorse no matter what. JSR JT. and JT, the only two guys to wear these gloves right? for 100 years. Right? No, Travis Preston. Stop also. it. I don't think Preston ever wore them. Absolutely, he did all the time. Ask him. <laughs> what were those six for? No, they they work. They're liners. Good. They, they work. They good. keep your glove from rubbing against your skin. Like when your hand, when your glove gets wet and your hand gets soft, the friction causes blisters. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that that liner keeps basically builds a buffer and keeps your your glove from causing that chafe and friction, so you keeps you from getting blisters. They so, work really well. What are those they're, called? They're, uh, they're basically called glove liners. No, there's, there's a specific there's a brand. brand. There's a specific brand you use because yeah. I use that same one before sometimes because obviously I couldn't ride in the wintertime, and then whenever I would ride a lot right away, I would I would wear something. Wouldn't like it that. feel like you're gripping a paper towel? A little bit. It wasn't ideal. Well, there's a few brands like PC Racing makes one. Uh, the the guy that I got mine from, he private label labeled them for another brand. So the ones I had didn't have really any branding on them. Uh, there was a company called Underwear that and, made some. Yep, those are the ones, um, JT, that you wore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't. I bought those, but my buddy made me a bunch after that. And they couldn't make them black. Like really, they had to make them puke yellow. No, nah, dude, they're they're orga- why, it's why organic. Did they, it's why organic. did they have to make them puke yellow? They're made out of Kevlar. Oh, yellow by the, is the Kevlar, uh, color of Kevlar. My source just texts me and says Travis Preston still wears them. Suck it. Is that Kiefer? I can't give my <laughs> All right. Uh, all right, next question. Steve. <laughs> yep. What is the biggest backlash you've gotten from the Supercross preview shows? Uh, we just talked about that. Nothing yet, because I think only has one only one been out, JT? Have, have they... uh, two dropped today. Oh, okay. Two dropped today. Uh, yep. Mathis is a waffler, dude. In his, in his old age, he's waffling. He doesn't have, waffle, a, str- waffle, waffle, he doesn't waffle, have a strong waffle. opinion. Yeah, that's why 14 guys in the pits hate my guts. Got it coming. <laughs> Thank you. I do. Thank you. Uh, no, I, I, we, I don't. No backlash yet. I'm sure I'll hear, hear hear from somebody. Nick, if you had to go get a job outside of moto, what would you want to do? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've been. I <laughs> would help. I help in my kids' class a little bit, and I'd like the soccer games and all this stuff. I mean, I like being a teacher. Would be fun. I like to do some stuff where I like. Impact some people. Something where I'm like helping. JT. Yeah, I mean, what, what I, I, mean make, I really don't. I really don't know. I mean, there's not a lot of like. There's not a lot of thing. I mean, I guess I'm, I'd be a decent salesman. I think. I think T-Way missed his calling, right? Like he's a good. He's good at. T-Way's a people person. Yeah. So I mean, like yeah. I would be good in sales, I guess. JT, what, what would Nick be good at? Uh, I think anything engaging people. So mm-hmm. yeah, promotion, yeah. sales, anything where you know he's he's definitely good. Um, and and it's not it's not fake. Like he can be super authentic with people, which is w- big. Most people can't do that. WPSD Wit rep. Excuse me. WPSD Wit Michigan rep. I don't think he wants to live in Dewitt. Eh. 
I don't know. He's giving me the look. He doesn't know either. All right, <laughs> next question. <laughs> next question. JT, what has been the hottest selling fly product this holiday season? <laughs> what is Moser doing? Like, just. We have a couple new helmets out, so those are pretty popular right now. I mean, anything, helmets are always an easy sell because you use them for everything, right? Any kind of activity in California, if you want to be in a side by side, you have to wear a helmet. Any kind of riding, you should be wearing a helmet, so. Uh, I would say our either a lead helmet or a new toxin helmet probably the biggest. Twenty four seconds, good job. Steve, did anything ever quote unquote fall out of the back of the box van for a profit when Nick wasn't around? For profit, no. He could give two shits about money, like coming up monetarily, but if there was some dude who really needed something, one hundred percent he's hooking him up. That's just how he rolls. I Nothing for Nick that I can remember. Birdwell days, I had a shit ton of Pirellis I sold at a fair race that I rent. I stopped at a... I was driving from east coast to west. Somehow I found out or I knew about a fair race going on in Minnesota or Wisconsin or somewhere. Steve Cycle. You know so I, mean? I showed Steve up Cycle at the fair instincts. race. I raced Birdwell's bike with my LBZ gear. As you should. <laughs> I had LBC gear. And I raced Birdwell's bike. And you had a strong indication that people, there were some hot customers for Pirellis. You're like, yes. you know what? Steve Cycle's yes. not so far in my rear view. Let's move some and of these so tires. I raced and got third or fourth or something on Birdwell's bike. And then I sold b- some Pirellis out the back at, at the end of the day. Hey, did Birdwell need those tires? Uh, no, he was fine, dude. He was not putting a lot of wear on tires at that point. Um, but that's honestly all I can think of. So, yeah, that's it. That's a good story. I like the LBZ part. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, which displacement bike do you think you ride the best on? He'll tell you all of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could pretty much ride anything. Probably a 252 stroke, maybe. <laughs> Easy on the clutches, bro. Yeah. I'm, what are you doing over here? <laughs> There's so many things you could have done to help me out there. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, okay, I got special oil made for Maxima. Got any sort of, can I we, got a tutorial from Dave Chase on how they make their Baja bikes last can longer. We, can we try some different clutch springs? We tried different clutch springs. We got some different clutch plates. There was no new clutch plates we to try on a YZ250. Like, we can't get some smooth steels? Everybody told me the, the Yamaha ones were the best. I'm sorry. I, I only got oil made, and I only took the main bearing, shaft bearing, and removed the sealed part to get more oil on there. That probably hurt me. You can't be like, hey, you got to run a bigger clutch or a bigger sprocket. Get off the clutch, son. I think we tried that. I think we tried everything. I just think you need to lay off the You're clutch. You're right. And, and now that I have a son, yeah. that he acts a lot like me, a yeah. little bit of kind of a strong personality. So you kind of only want to suggest so many things. Yes. I get it. Exactly. All right. JT, last question. Who is the GOAT of Fantasy Supercross Killers? Ooh, there's a few of them. Uh, most of them don't really race anymore. Um, Durham was big. Nico Izzy was big. Uh, Sean, Sean Reif was big. Mm-hmm. Marty, Marty will jump up and bite you. Well, oh, Marty, yeah, Marty will be. Marty always looks. Marty always looks so good on paper, and then you watch the heat race, and you're like rubbing your hands together. You're like, oh, it's on. And then uh, somewhere, somehow, if you know, a, a flat turn catches him. Um, yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot, like I said, most of them are, have kind of uh fantasy killed them themselves out of the sport. JT, 
and said so much bad luck with Sean Rife that if Sean Rife called him up tomorrow to be like, dude, I, you know, I, you know, I'm gonna give you, you know, ten thousand dollars. I've got some extra money. JT be like, no thanks, no. Oh, I think I forgot one. Jerry Robin is Jerry Robin's a goat. I'm gonna give it to Jerry Robin. He's the goat, but he's not Supercross though. Has he? Has he ridden Supercross? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, he wrote Supercross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Outdoors, outdoors last summer for sure, huh? He, oh, he was dude. Really, he's really bumming you guys. No out. one will break your heart like Jerry Robbins. <laughs> I know, because he seems like such a nice kid too. Like you want to, you want to root for him. Oh, he's fast. He tries hard. He does really good until he doesn't, and then it's all it's over. It's, it's, it wasn't always his fault. He had a lot of bike issues, but it, yeah, it all kind of the whole package. <laughs> It's it's everything. Poor Jerry. I blame the and, I blame the fantasy game maker guy. And Jerry felt really bad about it too. I, I talked to he him. He did. He he felt terrible about doing that to everybody because everyone would hit him up on Instagram. You know. Oh, here a guy just. I'm going to retweet these photos right now. There's the gloves. There's the gloves. Right there. Yep. Those are the those. I I use the same ones before too. Yellow with red trim. There we go. All right, everybody. Uh, Truck Hero question. That's the X-Brand Goggle Taros. X-Brand Goggles, the best goggles out there. Uh, Truck Hero question of the day. Uh, comprised of worldwide renowned brands, back industries, undercover, NFAB, Bedrug, Husky Liners, truck-hero.com. The finest products for your truck, Jeep, or SUV. Here's the Truck Hero. And you guys, JT and Nick, you guys can help with this. I know for sure you know the answer to this. Uh, Cody sent this in. Here's my, he's back for another week of Truck Hero question of the day. I guess he had another one. So this one is for Way and JT and Steve. It's been no secret on social media that at Pro Circuit pro photo shoot, Tedesco was riding in place of the injured Forkner. Another one was Blake Dungey shooting the entire Fox catalog shoot dressed as Ryan as he was covering from a broken collarbone in 13. I did not know this, by the way. I didn't know that either. Uh, discuss a time in the pre-social media days when there was a situation where a rider was injured and had someone fill in for a poster photo shoot that the fans never knew about. I was Nathan Ramsey in 99. You were Ramsey? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. And I think I was Casey Johnson in 98. <laughs> All right. I think so. Would you wear the dark lens then? So nobody... Oh, no. One other time, too, is um, the year after you're my mechanic, uh, no, when um, Mach won, yeah. uh, Heath Voss. You were Voss? No, Heath Voss was like my teammate, right? And, yeah. I, and Yamaha gave me bikes directly, so I had them stuff in my garage and whatever. Uh -huh. And ended up being like Mach 1 was pretty not what I was thinking it was going to be as far as support. Yep. So they sent Voss's helmet and boots and goggles, and I ran the goggle strap on my neck like so far down. Because I'm like I put because I put because I, I put the numbers on the four because I had a four stroke too. Yeah. He wrote a four stroke, I wrote two stroke. Yeah. So I put 28s on his bike and then had to like put the put the his helmet and boots on yeah. and rode and then just goggle strap just all the way down <laughs> full goon mode the whole time like take that now Full i got a, now i need to see a photo of voss's mach one poster yeah asap somebody out there. Uh, it, it, it's pretty common jt you know of any uh yeah i don't have i don't have examples though. i mean it happens though just part of it uh, i can't think of any offhand though but it happens every year yeah all the time i didn't know blake a lot of the, the a lot of the lower level 250 teams when you can't really tell who's who anyway those guys do it all the time <laughs> it's like here you go i don't know who that guy is <laughs> I, there's a photo on my wall of my bike uh with number 15 right there nick the yamaha once you get off your phone yeah right yeah. there that's actually chad's bike and they just swap number plates is that because you didn't wash the bike with a scrub brush no 
my bike was fine, but they decided to do, use one bike. But Chad's grips were different than Timmy's. And so every time I look at that bike, I'm uh, like, that's not my bike. Okay. That's Chad's bike. But it's logical, though, because sometimes you they, like, wheel the bike back and forth yeah. and want to get the tires dirty right. or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, so I wasn't too happy about that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's something you would know, though, because you knew the ins and outs of what was going on. Yeah. Justin, what's going on? Thanks for calling. What's happening? Nothing much, man. How are you guys doing? We're good. What's going on? Hanging. Ah, uh, cool, cool, cool. So uh, I was just telling uh, boy Trav over there. I've been listening to the show most of this year, and cool. He made a BTO customer out of me. I just uh, oh, good just to hear. My first set of first set of EKS goggles. Those guys, uh, they, they take uh, they take pretty good care of the of the pulp fans. Yeah, bro, they like it. They do really well. X Brown goggles, choice of champions everywhere. We thank those guys. So um, for sure. You know sure, what else? Sure. Well, hey, um, you know I'm I'm coming back from a, an ACL injury earlier this year. Was curious, Nick. I've been following you for I don't know ten years since you were on the Honda 450 back in what, 07, 08, probably a few years after that. What's uh, what's your worst injury you've dealt with over the years, Nick? Yeah, I did my ACL before. That was a tough one. Yeah, it hasn't been any fun so far. Yeah, it was kind of it was. Um... I made a lot of progress right away because it's kind of like the more you chill and the slower you do the rehab, it seemed like the worse it was. But yeah, that was that was tough. But I uh, probably my worst injury is I I broke my back in 2012, so that was that was a real struggle. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, at it's, all. it's crazy. Hey, uh, it's crazy how fast the guys are coming back from ACLs now. I mean, that used to be a year. Well, that, you know what I mean? that same year, I probably shouldn't have raced so quickly, but I think I got hurt around February, and I raced Southwick was my first race. Yeah, back. yeah. So, yeah, six months later or so. And, JT, you have no ACL, correct? You've never gotten it fixed? Uh, yeah, one one I got fixed, the other I didn't. Oh, you did get an ACL? Okay, so you had an ACL too. Yeah. 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 So you just rock a brace every time you swing a leg over the bike? Uh, yeah, I wore braces before, and I wear them after, but um, just one – I kind of did a bunch of rehab, and it wasn't too bad. Like, it's pretty stable. Uh, I can play basketball and do all kinds of stuff. The other one never really improved. Like, I still raced for a while after, but it never it never got better. I had to get it fixed. It was uh, it was kind of a mess. You can't hoop. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's cool, man. Well, hey, hey, Steve, I've been listening to some of the old Alessi shows and, and all the freakouts and stuff. Uh, did did did, uh, did Tony cause you some of your worst injuries back in the old Washougal days a few years back? Uh, no, Tony's fine. He just he kind of <laughs> lost his mind a little bit. We we talk every now and then. Like he's yeah he's all right. He said he's he came on the show and said he was fifty. He said he was fifty percent less crazy. Fifty percent less. Fifty percent less crazy. <laughs> yeah. Now that now he's not like helping Mike out. So I don't know. I mean, you talk to Tony at all, Nick? Do I? Yeah. No, I don't ever really. You talk don't to see him? him? Yeah. Well, I mean, I see him. I'm cordial. I don't yeah. dislike him. Right, right, right. I just, yeah. Like I don't go out of my way to find him. Yeah, he's pretty normal now. Well, good. Well, good. So, well, cool. Well, hey, guys. Uh, yeah, you guys have a have a great show before I let you run. A couple weeks ago, Langston was on. Yeah. Dude, I heard heard there were some haters. I laughed my ass off. I still am. What, what was it about the straight rhythm? Was it uh, red straight bull rhythm? or? I don't know, dude. It, it got ugly. Nearby the end, Langston was, uh, yeah. Yakking on Keith's truck, supposedly. Yeah, yeah, threw up all over <laughs> Kiefer's truck, everybody. There's there's world champion for you right there. Oh, all right. Thanks, awesome. uh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Have a good shit. Thanks. Langston was uh yeah, he was out of hand.
last time he was in. All right, JT. Uh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Well, from JT, yeah. goes, what, what, what do you got going what you for, the, for Christmas and all that? You hanging out? You going to Florida? Are you hanging out at home? No, I'll be in Idaho. We're just going to celebrate Christmas because uh, obviously about to get crazy for all of us with travel. So, yeah, just trying to uh, hang out here and spend time with family here and, yeah, mellow out a little bit. Sweet. Uh, Are you going to the races, all the races again? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, bro. VIP program. Traveling circus. Yeah. VIP program. Sweet. How's that going? You mm-hmm. get. I'm sure you sold out your stuff and all that, yeah? Super solid. Yep. Yep. They're uh, dealing with a little competition. That's all right. Wait, I saw some, this. Is Seven Deuce Deuce have one of those things, too? Or I see no, like him, and Kat, him and Cat and Zero. Uh, no, no, that's a different thing. Is something different? Yeah, it's a qu- not quite the same thing as JT, but uh, Chad Reed and JT are now business enemies. Business enemies? Oh, yeah, like McDonald's and Burger King. They're offering VIP programs. <laughs> Competing so, VIP programs. So specifically, is, is Chad having his own team? I, I mean, get, I get it that he ha- I mean, he's getting his I don't his think own, anybody knows. I get it that he's getting his own bike together and all that yeah. stuff. But yeah. so theoretically, he could just be pitted out of that, like, Fox rig or something, potentially. I think he's got a fun mover. Like his own deal, yeah. I'm assuming it's like a ri- like a semi rig. Like I don't know. So it's not like a. Motor. I don't know. I think there's a lot of moving parts still. A lot of things to be figured out in the next two weeks. Good. A lot of ins and outs. <laughs> but essentially, yep. he's doing very a thing. complicated case. Yeah, he, Chinaman is not the issue. So he's doing a fan appreciation type of like yeah like a come hang out with me type of deal. I guess yeah. Wowza. So um. All right, uh, JT. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Uh, always fun to have you on. And uh, we're not—we don't have any show next week. So, our next show is January one, twenty eighteen, right before Anaheim. So, what? Uh, I'm sure you guys covered this already, probably multiple times. But Nick, what's your deal? Are you going to the races with AC, or what's your deal? Yeah, I'm helping Adam at the races, and then I'm also helping Tedders. But I mean, it's not like a—I guess it's not a mandatory go to the race type of thing. So I'm going when I feel like I can add value and when I have time to go. So, so you don't, you think you'll skip some? Uh, I I don't really know. Okay. I mean, I, it, feel, yeah, like it works out pretty good. I feel like I can have a pretty good effect. Like I have a solid impact when I'm there, and essentially that's kind of what I want to have. If you're not at some, you want me to step in? You probably should. I mean, you're a good motivational speaker. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. I don't know, JT. What do you think? Think I can step in? Uh, probably not. I think that would be a. I think you stepping in would be a huge step back. Oh, okay. All right. Well, fantastic. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the confidence, buddy. Um, no problem. All right, JT. Thanks, man. I got. Have a good right, Christmas, JT. Flyracing.com. Please check them out. Fly Racing making much more than gear, everybody. As JT said, what did he say? How many lines? How many? I don't know. Like hundred. I don't know. Like he. It's like he got all in salesman mode. And he I just did. One hundred thirty thousand. Did he say? Yeah, somewhere around there. I don't know, 30,000 things at WPS slash Fly Racing. Please check them out. All right, everybody. Uh, Will Hahn is coming up shortly. I'm trying to is call. that a short joke? No, but I guess we could. Hey, um, one of the things I want to ask Will Hahn. One of the things I want to ask Will Hahn. I did not say that. That's He put he chopped it up and put it together. Oh. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was think, thinking about. So there's going to be 125 Dream Race Series this summer at all the rounds. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. At every round? Yeah. I hadn't heard that. I heard that they were yeah. talking about every it. Every round. So that's finalized? They're going to be like regions. Okay. Like, See, but I had heard of the whole plan, but I didn't hear. I didn't even see a press release. I haven't heard any. It's not official yet, but trust me, it's official. So that's what's happening? Yeah. So they're going to do an east and a west, we'll call it? East, central, 
So there's going to be three. Three, three, and three, or whatever, yeah. And th- four, three, three, I don't know. However they do it. Yeah. The final one's going to be the, the Indiana round is going to be like the Grand National oh, Championship. Okay. What about you? It doesn't make sense. I do like to ride dirt bikes. I like 125. 125s? I mean, it makes sense. What about that one in the garage? What year is that thing run? It's an 89. Does that thing run? It runs fantastic. How many bolts are cross-rated in that? <laughs> Just enough? You know what? Honestly, I feel like, you know, let's call RV. No, but for real, with this 125 thing. Yeah. That's happening? Yeah. So that's pretty awesome because that Here would... Here, Alloy Cold Call, everybody. We... Really? Yeah. Let's see if he wants to ride 125. Of course he's going to say Cold calling people. What'd you say? Of course he what? Of course he's going to. Of course he's going to say he's going to. Gear Alloy Cold Call. Pulpamex 17 is the code to save at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Yes, it's Jagger. Gear Alloy built to accommodate the most demanding conditions on and off the road. Let's see if he answers the Gear Alloy Cold Call. Hello? RV. Steve. You are live on the Pulpamex show with Nick Way. Hey, bud. Yeah, what's going on, boys? Okay, so a couple questions for you. We won't keep you long. Thanks, you, for, thanks for picking. Do you up. want? Do you do you want to know what my potential career is in off-road racing? <laughs> it's very fucking high. <laughs> there it is. Exactly what Nick said you would say. Confidence is not a problem, <laughs> right? <this guy. laughs> How was until it? Until I get in front. Hey, Nick. Until I get in front of that fucking takeoff. Until you get right. Until you get in front of Sarah Price, and then she smokes by you. So you were drive you were driving <laughs> you were driving against like legit NASCAR guys like um yeah uh Sarah Price is actually pretty good yeah did she, sure she did she beat you uh no she didn't no she didn't beat me how did you do how did you place but I'm not I'm not taking uh, anything away from Sarah Price she she is good. Course, she is yeah. good she was impressive absolutely I was impressed I'm just giving him a um I finished tenth. Is that good? Was he, is that like for a first time? Kind of just coming out and trying it? I mean, I mean, from the text messages I got, it seemed like it was okay. Bunch of bunch of dudes just blowing him though. Let's be real. He he did fine. There's like a fifty fifty. I gave it a fifty fifty shot. If he survived, my son said worst case scenario he loses a leg. <laughs> yeah, that's what he, he might lose a leg. He might lose a leg in a truck. But I'll give it to him. Those dudes, are, I mean, they have tons of experience, obviously. But I will say this too, though, because yeah, he, Nick was Nick was like at he he showed up like at my first night at Anaheim. The second night, I was fucking on point. Oh, God. oh, oh. <laughs> here we go. When no one was there to see him, he was crushing it. And so, no, I was. I, I definitely, I, I definitely drove way better. So you, and then Nick said you practiced and then went to his house and you showed up at his house. Well, I was telling him the story and I didn't understand why you, why you were, why you, you practiced and then you went to, waited and then practiced again. I told him you wrote, you drove at two different spots. Well, I, I drove at the vet track. Yeah, I finally understood it then. At LC, yeah. And then we were trying to jump, then we were practicing basically the 75 foot gap. Oh, that's pretty big. It was a pretty big jump, dude. Dude, in a truck? Yeah. I mean, once they, cause once they, once he did it, uh-huh. it wasn't that big a deal. Like once I saw other people do it, but at first, like I took a video of him because he's you know pretty cocky, right? And he was like, "Dude, I don't know if I signed up for this jump." <laughs> I how fast? How fast are you going when you hit that? I mean, as fast as the truck would go out of the turn. Wow. 
I mean, it was, it's first in the turn, then second, like midway up to the ramp, and then wide open, basically. But there's no steel on that thing. I not that I've seen. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a little gauge here, but I, I'm sure you can change it to have show your speedometer, but I don't know. Jeez. Hey, he just asked you that age long question like you get in elementary school. Yeah, how, how fa- fast that thing go? How well, fast that thing go, man? <laughs> yeah, right. How, how fast your, your Raptor, bro? Um, wow, so you're a truck truck racer now. I mean, hey, man, if there's any potential sponsors out there that listen to the Pope Mech Show, I'm down. Give me your money, and I'll go race. <laughs> well, hell, you sold everybody right uh, there. Yeah, yeah. Just give me some money. <laughs> hey, he says. what about this commission that I got you for this deal that you're working on? I sent it to your agent. Am I getting a cut of this or what? What's the deal? I'm, I'm working I'm deals for you. What it is. Oh, here we go. He's got so many going, you know? I got him a potential you know, lead. Really, I really am trying to remember. Which one it is? Uh, I hope it happens. I know which one you're talking about, but I don't know the name of it. I'm going to try to get some money out of it, out of commission from from your agent for leading you're you on to like that. You're just lucky if I run a sticker at Straight Rhythm next year uh, on my helmet. RV Cup, the Amateur Cup. How's that? That's coming up New Year's Eve. How's everything? Oh, we're crushing it. I saw the track. Map. I saw the track map released today. Is that accurate? I don't know. Is, is 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 the one that Feld releases accurate every fucking weekend? So that's a no. No. <laughs> so that's a no. <laughs> I mean, if it's it's accurate as you can get it. Fair enough. Fair can, enough. Can we get Vincent like a little? Have you have you somewhere? have you seen this animated track map yet? We speak. One hundred percent chance he has not seen it. No, I posted it. Come on. Um. So okay. So Nick Way, uh, Vincent Way will be racing. Oh yeah. Well, Donovan's gonna race too. He's hoping for a P P free Cobra for Christmas, but then he went to he went to, he's been to Cobra. Well, he's, I know he's I know he's not listening to this. So are you getting him a P three? Uh, I mean, with their they got a little bit of a part hiccup. It's, <laughs> depending on today, if they got the cylinders in, they could have it shipped here in time. But there's a lot of demand for that particular bike right now. So you guys are ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah, but we're factory riders over there. We're- at Cobra, so Santa's Santa's bringing a uh, mountain bike just in case. You know what I'm saying? Just the backup. Yeah. Um. Are you uh, okay? So you're a truck racer. You're you're a promoter with the amateur uh, RV Cup coming up New Year's Eve weekend at Paula. Um. And also next summer there will be a 125 Dream Race series at at every national. Nick said he's in. Is there uh, really? I, I didn't say I was in. I you need, said I you said, like 125. I said I like to race. <laughs> I'm pretty into this. What do you I'd think? I'd like to race too, but my manufacturer doesn't have a cap, uh, 125, so that's shit's, shit's you, up for that one. Well, you had one at the, you had a two-stroke at the uh, Red Bull Straight Rhythm. Yeah, does it have to be current? No, is that part no, of it? No, it doesn't have that's to be. What it I doesn't heard. have that's to be current. I... But did you just listen to what the race was called, Mathis, when you said it? 125 Dream Race. 125. I raced a 250, you dummy. Yeah, but it, they still don't make 250s either. They don't make 250s. They don't make 125. It doesn't matter. I can't race that 250 against a 125. Does that make any sense? No shit, asshole. <laughs> no. If you found a 250 for the straight rhythm, you can find a 125 is my point. No. Like Stu's got – there's some parts probably laying around. All the, amateur, all the amateur kids smoked all the 125 parts that Mitch had. Oh, really? Um, have you not heard that story? No, I haven't. I haven't heard anything about that story. This is what Peyton has to say. It's what he, well, what I've he, seen it. There, there used to be like when I was there, there was like twenty one twenty five motors upstairs. Now there's maybe like three, one, two. I don't even know. I found one for a nineteen ninety eight. I'm a, you know, what I'm saying. Well, one. Nick's gonna ride my eighty nine Honda that I built. 
That thing's a dump. <laughs> Although never, he seems like a questionable mechanic, he is. He knows you, his stuff. You've never seen it, RV. How do you know it's a dump? <laughs> Dude, he's probably one of the worst mechanics. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he's not yeah. bad. He's not bad. He he, yeah. he makes he makes you feel like he doesn't know what he's talking about, but he's pretty knowledgeable. Hey, just, hey did Smoots paint? Is that the helmet Smoots painted? Yeah. Man, that thing's nice. Oh, Nick, so, are you in studio? Yeah, dude. Yeah, Vegas. He's, he's here. Start driving. No, start driving. Let's go out. <laughs> You're not in studio right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's right. Yep. I've never, you know, fans, I'll, I'll listen to Pokemon I've never been invited to be in studio at Pokemon show. You've been in studio, actually. You've actually been in studio. <laughs> You were you were here for the dealer meeting and then you came to the studio. And he says he doesn't. He didn't yeah, but I haven't been invited since. But I haven't been invited. He's since. never been invited, but then he's never been invited since. <laughs> You're always welcome here. It'd be great to come hear all about your truck yeah, racing. You've never invited me, so I'm not going to invite myself. So that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. Peace out. Invite him right now. All right. All right. You're invited. You're officially invited to come up anytime. Day or I'll night. even I'll even pay for a Southwest flight. No problem. Even though you're a millionaire, I will I will spring for the first flight. First class, first class, like first Chad. class. Uh, yep, first yeah. class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chad really got me good for that one, but that's okay. That's fine. That's all right. He made you pay first class. Yeah, I'll come yeah. out first class. Yeah, first class uh, to come from Florida to here for the show. That was his terms, bro. Yeah. Luckily, fairly. And you paid him too. Luckily. And you paid him. No, I did not. I didn't pay him anything. Yes, I, you did. I just bought the flight. No, I didn't pay him anything. All right, you so um. So are you are you racing? The last time we talked to you, you were on the fence about racing your race at Paula. Will you be? I didn't say that. You, uh, Mark said I might ride practice. There's thirty plus class. Are you not signing up? Yeah, thirty plus. There we go. Are you even thirty uh, yet? Is he thirty? Not just thirty yet. No, I'll be thirty <laughs> in August. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, but that I did see that the what is it Saturday or Sun Saturday you went. Out to Paula for the Jesse Nelson Road to Recovery School. That's cool. Yep, yep. I was out there supporting, you know. That's cool. I mean, obviously, I saw you Friday night at the truck race, went home, and then went directly back to Paula. That's, that's some good. Yeah, that's, so that, I drove that's, from, that's some I, solid I drove from Elsinore to, to, to Newport, and then Newport back to Paula, and then Paula to Elsinore, and then Elsinore back home. Wow, that's yeah. that's nice job on that. Yeah. Nice commitment. Props. I filled, I filled my truck in. Well, it sounds like you practiced up though, because you're a pro driver all from that truck. So, <laughs> you know, hey, hey, for it is what it is. Hey, I don't really want to keep traveling from Vegas to SoCal for the races, uh, at Anaheim's and San Diego's and all that. Can I just stay in, in Noops with you? You got an extra like guest house? I have. Uh, we have um, an office that has a futon in it, but it's up a it's up a ladder. So if you can make it up the ladder, Mathis. You can stay there. I'm in. I'm gonna be noops with all the like rich people. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. I can climb a ladder. My man is agile for a big man. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, well, hey, RV. Thank you for I, for well, picking he up. He needs to what? ride his mountain bike more, Nick. He's been riding actually. I've been riding my dirt bike. Yeah. He he's he's claiming huge crash. Oh, huge crash. Huge crash. But huge then, crash, then he's RV. got like a minorly bent clutch lever. My my front end was twisted. My bars are bent. The clutch lever's bent. You're fine. I went right over the bars, dude. Like it was kind of reminiscent of your your crash in Phoenix when you hit the sand wall. What? Remember when you went over the bars in the sand? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I no, I've been yeah, I've been riding. I have an RMZ 450. A new one or an old one? No, a new one. 
He's actually got backup. Any, he's got a space. He's got a practice and good? a race bike. It's fine. Everybody asks me about that because it's been getting last in the shootouts. But seriously, it's, I, it's, do you think I've, Mathis? Do you really think I've, I've really listened or watched the shootout? No, of course not. But I'm saying, I'm just saying. People ask me how yeah. is it. It's fine for me. It's all I need to ride. You know, I just need to to ride a dirt bike. Do you think I've watched or listened to the shootouts? No. No, I said no. No, you okay, have so not. Then I'm asking you if it's any good. It's fine. Yes, it's great. It's a great bike. I am a member of RM Army. Got a back. Okay. He's got a practice and a race bike. <laughs> not really, but the practice bike is what number? Forty-eight. And the race bike's nineteen. Nineteen. Just happens to be a JGR one. Yeah. Display bike. Yeah. But, you know, we'll call it the race. Um. Bike. Well, and then, so are you doing another truck race? What are you doing? Are you racing again? Um. Robbie Gordon said he would be calling me. So. Oh, my phone rings, I will do it. No, no, meaning my if my phone rings, I'll do it. If not, I'm not paying to race the truck. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to go through some money, right? Yeah, exactly. There's no future in it. So. Are you going to race NASCAR? <laughs> get, a Cam- I mean, get a Camaro, maybe a Ford Taurus, and then just decide to race NASCAR. That's your next step. I bought a Taurus so I can get ready to NASCAR. <laughs> Uh, Will Hahn, welcome to the show, Wilbur. How's it going? Good. We're just talking to RV about his truck race. William. Oh, here we go. Asadi. Asadi. Um, RV. So, okay. So, we'll follow you. Your truck racing. You're a promoter. You're a truck racer. You still ride straight rhythm. Philanthropist over there at the uh, Jesse Nelson Benefit Coaching. Look at him go. You know, uh, ambassador. Yeah, gear ambassador, you know, Cowie ambassador, Kawasaki ambassador, Cowie. just everything. Loves Cowies. Yeah, we're just trying to do it over here. We're trying to work. No, we're I know. Listen, money's tight, bro. I get it. You got to do whatever you can to earn a little bit of money. Speaking the one twenty five. Speaking the one twenty five race though. Will, Will. Will, are you going to do the one twenty five dream race? Ryan, do you have anything for Will on one twenty five? I don't think so. Dude, I, I would fucking crush Will. Uh, no chance. No chance. You I would go straight. I don't know about, about the, know about the fitness, him. but I would crush him. Oh, the fitness. Well, Wilbur does, yeah. Wilbur may have you in fitness. May? <laughs> uh, what do you mean, May? Hey, man, I'm pretty agile on the bike. We, we, get, we, get, we, we, get, we get it, but Will does a lot more training than we, you would actually think he does. He's a little bit, he's a little yeah, bit nuts I'm, on that department, to be honest with you. But I'm kind of like Stu, where everybody thinks that he, does, like he doesn't train, but he, he lasts a long time. That's kind of me. <laughs> <laughs> Wilbur, you hear that? RV's like Stu. He's like Stu. I mean, there's, just, I mean, there's no ever winning with this guy in any kind of argument. No. And it's tough to argue with him because there's a good chance he could show up with not touching any workout equipment in three years and still wax everybody. Zero percent. Well, riding dirt bikes maybe, but like as far as well, a, yeah, been, running, ra- running, racing you or like riding your bicycle, yeah. Yeah, only dirt bikes. Yeah. Right. I've been riding my mountain bike. Oh. Stop, dude. Alivo does not count. <laughs> I, do, I don't even have one. That's life. Uh Wilbur, what are you weighing right now, Wilbur, on a 125? What are you weighing for a 125? Are he's, you? He's like 131. Are you? <laughs> how? T- uh, I weigh 146. Dude, that is ideal 125 weight. How did you not? Yeah, right. <laughs> I always sweat him about like, can you have a dude bring you a super mini? Let's just let's just match up with the super mini kid you got. <laughs> Well, what's funny is, like, the best thing about that is I did, like, some initial testing on it. And when they first asked me, I thought I was going to be, like, mad. 
And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, RV, we're going to let you go. Thank you for picking up. Good good luck with it. Oh, he hung up. He just hung up. <laughs> Thanks, RV. <laughs> Pretty typical. He was over it. That's the Gear Ally cold call, everybody. RV. Nick said, uh, we were, Nick said, let's call him. Let's talk to him about his truck racing, and, and he'll tell us how awesome he was. And after he picked the phone up, about three seconds after he picked the phone up, he said, do you want to talk to me how awesome I am at a truck driving race? So it was pretty much, pretty much predictable. I mean, it sounds pretty, pretty right. How are you, Wilbur? I'm doing good, man. Yeah? Uh, everything's kind of coming together for the season, and we're busy as shit, but it's good. Um, too bad about Colt, right? Yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, he was obviously, you know, in good form and everything was going really well in the off season and he had a good outdoor season as well. So like everything was kind of coming together, but it's one of those things our sports pretty unpredictable and some things happen. Oh, sorry, but some things happen. It's pretty sports, pretty unpredictable. Wow. You got real business like there. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen Will in a hot minute, dude. Hot minute. Now, did I you... know we don't even hang out anymore. Yeah, str- uh, this guy's all business. You're gonna need to you're, you're gonna need to bring a super mini actually to mini bike night so we can hang out. Like, <laughs> I would feel well, great I mean, with you taking Vincent now. That'd feel great for me. Uh, that would feel good. In a slow <laughs> in a slow corner, great. high high stress anywhere else. That would feel good. He yeah. said. Um, It'd feel good just to take anybody out at this point. Hey, are you? So did I see that you're now the team manager officially? Uh, I don't think I am officially, but I mean, okay, somebody it's really getting there. Somebody said it was in a press release or something. Team manager Will Hahn. It said. Not assistant uh, team manager. I don't know. I read it, but I mean, I, well, I'm just kind of accepting it at this point. Right. Um, who's West for you? Um, right now, for sure, Aaron Plessinger. Okay. And then, um, other than that, we're just uh, taking it day by day. Okay. Kind of seeing how the guys go and everything. Who's else. your other? Yeah, dude? Exactly. Who's your other dudes? Other dudes right now, we have Mitchell Oldenburg, Dylan Ferrandez, and oh, Justin yeah. Cooper. I keep forgetting. Ferrandez will be east for sure. I don't think he's injury. He's not 100% back yet. I saw, I saw him ride today. He looks pretty good, actually. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, he's riding good right now, but obviously he hasn't been on the bike a long time, so it's not something that we want to you know, necessarily rush. Yeah. Now, okay, so we at Pulpamex, we have, um, we have uh, sources and spies everywhere. Okay? Yeah. So um, we got a, a DM on Twitter that said, I'm not sure who was riding number 62 Yamaha. The jersey says 191, but he is hauling ass and held off 51 for 12 laps at the test track. Boom. Yep. That's what our sources said, Justin Cooper. I mean, he's he's pretty legit. I'm not going to deny it. Really, huh? Like sleeper, yeah. like sleeper pick. Cooper. I, I think so. I mean, uh, everything's kind of come together. And, uh, as far as raw speed and stuff like that, it's not denied. So you got to put him on West if he's like peaking and riding well right now. West, bro. I mean, I, I mean, I, I kind of think so too. And just, I mean, I think that there's no reason not to, but at this point, like I say, we're just kind of well, taking it day by day. Well, of course, because you never know what could happen, an injury or yeah, whatever. But, exactly. But, Marks, exactly. tweet out that uh, Cooper and Plessinger on the West. Well, I forget, you forget that he has five. They have five guys. So they could logically put three dudes on the West Coast. Yeah, Oldenburg, yeah. Oldenburg is obviously has experience, and he's a good rider. So. Yeah, he rode West last year, Oldenburg did, right? 
on the uh, for yep. TLD. So pretty strong team, Wilbur. Let's yeah, be, okay. Let's, so let's put, be real here. Pretty strong uh, team. Tweet out that Oldenburg is also west, yep. according to Will. Yep. Yep. There we go. We just, we just, we just by made. his overall silence, he confirmed with us. <laughs> He's called me an idiot. idiot. Yeah, no. Yeah. I just know that both of you guys, especially together, it's like an unreal amount of idiots. Suck it, Will. You didn't say anything, which means that we are yeah. totally right. Yeah. Exactly, bro. This is like yeah, New York this Times is, breaking news. Corporate Will says yeah. nothing, which means corporate which means we are on it. Corporate Will sucks. That fuck Will Hawn. Seriously, like, corporate Will sucks. He's got no time. I like Ryder Will. Dude, Ryder Will way cooler. He was fucking yeah. rad. Yep, that dude's rad. Laughing and joking. I agree. I, I remember when, like, when, like, when I used to ride and it was like shit was cool. Like, I used to go over to Nick Way's house and hang out and have dinner and stuff. And now it's like, I haven't even left work at like, that point. He drives by my house like <laughs> twice a day. Hey, for real though, Will, a real job sucks, right? Like. <laughs> I mean, even though it's different or whatever, but I wouldn't even clarify this as a real job. You know what I mean? Like That's it's, true. Yeah. I still get I still get to ride, and I still, I mean, I'm around people that I that I enjoy being around right yeah. now, and, and riders and stuff like that, and everything's kind of clicking. So to like say it's a real job, even at this point, it's it's not. You know, ripping um, by the way, he even has his own monster helmet now. No way! Uh, yeah. Got a monster yeah, helmet. I mean, You're back, Wilbur. Yeah, You're back. back. He's back. Are you riding West Coast too? <laughs> now I'm riding Midwest. There. What are the chances you fill in if one of your riders get hurt? Probably 95 percent. What do you mean you can't? Yeah, I pointed out. Do what you want, Will. Oh yeah. No, listen. You've been gone two years. You can go back in. No, not when you win or whatever. It's done. Uh well, Chisholm got in. Phil got in. They didn't win. Doesn't matter. No. Will won so long ago. Nobody even remembers. That's a good point, dude. I don't even like people come to the track and they're <laughs> like, oh. Who's who's number sixty two? You know who's who's this? And I'm like, I mean, I used to be cool. Like, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> what's nah. up? How's it going? Is that what you tell the ladies? Nah. What's, up? Uh, what's up? Nah, I usually say what's up, and then they just kind of something about my scent. Do you are do you have a chick at all? How's that going? I know last time you were on the show, you were saying nah, nothing. Nothing's really changed, man. Let's talk about this deer hunt situation. I haven't talked to you in depth lately, but I mean, I grew up around deer hunting. I have. Some land in Michigan, which it's like a reserved area where they only will kill big deer. Do you live in that same house that you always lived in in Michigan? Yeah, I don't have the house anymore, but I have land. Oh, okay. No, but I had a house different than the one you were oh, at. Okay. But yeah, but so anyways, so Nicole's uncle hunts out there, and he's like an avid outdoorsman type, and every one of his kids have got a deer at my land, and I told yeah. my, my boys because they found a antler out there when we were working on the track this summer, and I told them about their cousins know hunting deer out there they like vincent punched the hood of the john deere tractor and said they've got to stop wow <laughs> <laughs> right because i just i mean i've never yeah. i've never done that I've, i I, yeah. I i hunted goose one time with Wyndham and stanton at stanton's house and yeah. essentially i was just laying in some i was laying in the field with <laughs> with some camouflage on just sipping these snacks and eating snacks and snipping juice that stanton packed me uh-huh. and then i shot towards some de- geese and then i don't know there was some dead i don't know if, but sounds like will has in a similar situation with me previous to this last deer hunt so this had to have been that had to have been pretty exciting like let me get give me give me some details oh it's funny because no matter what you do in the situation i knew like posting a photo of it was probably a bad idea and you know for people that obviously don't agree with it and that's fine it's their choice or whatever but uh, i mean i grew up around it my you know, when I was five years old, there was, you know, quail and pheasant and stuff in our fridge that my dad had killed, or we'd be driving down 
uh, you know, leaving my house in the morning. And like, I don't remember till I was probably like 12 or 13 that getting in my dad's truck there wasn't a gun in there. And, you know, if there was a bird flew by and it was seasoned, that he would kill it and bring it home. We'd eat it, you know, and Jeez. that was, that was just something that how, that's how we grew up. And oh, Carl, you know, I, I grew up and, you know, I hunted some dove and gone on a little hunts. I've been deer hunting once before, but didn't, you know, didn't see anything or didn't get anything. And, um, my buddy did, I didn't. And then, you know, this time, you know, I kind of planned it out to where I was like, you know, it would be cool. I, I've never done it. I'd like to enjoy it and do it myself. And, uh, to be able to do it was actually really cool. And, and, you know, I was kind of uncertain of the feeling you would get once I did like kill the animal. Cause I've never agreed to kill to kill. Um, unless I was going to do something with it. Like I wouldn't go kill a bird or go kill an animal just to do it uh, and be like, Oh, that was cool. You know, and like walk <laughs> off and not do anything with it. Like that's, that's not really what it's about. And, um, so I was still pretty uncertain of how that feeling would be like to go, okay, I'm going to kill this thing. And then, then what, you know, well, I'm going to feel like, feel like shit or, you know, feel bad about it. And yeah. honestly, it was like probably the most adrenaline I've gotten since racing because I haven't shot a rifle in quite a while, probably almost 10 years. And then to be, you know, I was like 240 yards away from this deer, you know, laying down and it was almost dark. And I was like pretty nervous and, you know, dropped it for a shot. And I was just like, wow. And, you know, and then obviously kind of, you know, harvesting the animal and then bringing it home. And then Brad and I from the team kind of, you know, went through the meat, cut everything up and cleaned everything. And then, you know, made like some breakfast sausages and chorizo and stuff out of it. And then obviously some steaks and then funny story. So get home from cleaning all the meat a couple Saturdays ago and I season some steaks, put them on the counter and walk outside, put some potatoes on the grill. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm doing this. Like, yeah. I'm just full, full man right now. Yeah. And, uh, come back inside and, uh, one of the steaks is gone. Uh, just gone. Tyrone, uh, you know, Tyrone, we're, we're Tyrone's all like, hungry. Tyrone's hungry. I'm like, hmm, that's pretty, you know, it's not good. And then outside my dog's, uh, just uh, finished the whole steak to himself, a whole backstrap. <laughs> I don't. So, how did your dog get on the counter? He's pretty small, dude. I don't know, but there wasn't a trace of steak in the house out the doggy door. Like he didn't let it hit the floor. He didn't let it do anything. <laughs> so, and he plowed that whole thing down. Didn't eat for about two days, and like that ne- that night, he had like the most massive belly oh, and just slept for like two days. Is, was he all right? <laughs> was he? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't throw. I thought for sure, like, all right, when he goes to bed tonight, he's gonna throw up or yep. he's gonna, you know, yep. void his bowels. <laughs> I was like, it can't be good because he just ate a raw steak just seasoned. Yeah. yeah. And uh, no, he's fine. Totally fine. Loved wow. it. Loved every second of it. Now, like, we made some like ear jerky out of some of it. Oh, jeez. If you crack that bag open, dude, he knows and oh. is like, yeah, he's, I need it now. That's it. He's a fiending for it. Yeah, now he's just searching for raw meat and, like, his inner, like, beast that he is. I don't know. (laughs) I couldn't believe it, though. I was just like, dude, are you serious? That was, like, a steak for, like, three people. Yeah, yeah. And, dude, to get it down that quick and everything, too. Good God. Oh, dude, yeah, cannot be good for you just to go, gone. Just gone. (laughs) (laughs) Blew my mind. But, no, honestly, that was a really good experience. And then, like, we went hunting pretty close to where I grew up in Kansas and, uh, one of my buddies took us out, and it's his land, and uh, I don't know. It was just a cool experience, and and to kind of like, you know, reset. Like in a sense, like obviously I've never done a full season, so this this year being my full season, and never really yeah. having any vacation time. Yeah, uh, like I didn't do anything, so you know, to go back there for four days was like kind of a getaway for me in a sense, and um, it was like a good reset button, honestly. 
Well, yeah, I've never really shot a gun. I've never, I've never hunted. I'm pretty, you know, I'm kind of, I'd shake my head a little bit of that, but that's okay. Like I respect everybody for doing it. Like you can do what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like I'm a liberal guy that way. Like whatever, like, you know, it's not against the law. It's not against the law. So like whatever. And, and it's bet it's good that you're using everything. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's fine. Like, well, that's the thing is like, you know, people like one guy commented, a couple of comments that stood out to me, which you're always going to get some hate on you stuff are. like that. And, yeah. I, and, and like I said, I, I knew that when I, when I, when I posted, I was like, probably not a good idea, but like, this is me. Like, why would I hide that? Like, yeah. I'm not going to hide yeah. it. It's not against the law. Many, many no, thousands of people do it. Yes. And that's the thing is we did it all by the book. You know, I got my tags. We paid it. It, was, it wasn't cheap. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. So it's like, you have to pay quite a bit of money to be able to do that. And we didn't waste any meat, you know, nothing. Like we didn't do anything wrong, you know, in that, yeah. in that sense. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, to get it back and to do all that, like, it was actually pretty cool. And like, But funny, one of the comments was like, you know, uh, why don't you just go to Whole Foods and go get a steak? You know, that's the proper way of doing it. I'm thinking, like, so that cow walked into the butcher and was like, you yeah. know what? It's my time. Right, it's my time. Right, right. We should probably just knock me off. Yeah, you know? no, so for sure. Yeah, if you're going to be judgmental about that, then, yeah, exactly. Be judgmental yeah. about everything. Right, yeah. Yeah, if you're anti-meat, okay, I get it. Right. Like, I'm sorry, and that's, I, I get it. That's your choice, but not mine. And... Yeah, I just, just laughed at it because I was just thinking the whole time, like you know, how much more like organic and everything like could you get meat? You yeah. handled everything yourself. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and wh- well, go ahead. Huh? Uh, I was no. well. Oh, so damn it, we just we're ruining it right now. We just fucked everything up. Yeah, we did it. You're taking over. what people have to say too much for. I mean, I, I know you yeah. well enough to know that they, these people being like derogatory towards what you're doing is like affects you in general. But dude, like whatever. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, not I've, really ne- I've never, I've hurt. never killed a deer. I mean, I'm not like I'm the same as you. I mean, I would, I like respect animals, but I also know that for, I mean, at a certain point in our, in the mankind, like you had to hunt to survive, yeah. and I like respect that. That's, yeah, and like, honestly, and, 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 it gave and, me and, a sense of like an, un, an unknown that I didn't know that I could do. You know, like absolutely, absolutely, actually, like cut it. You know, do it all myself, and and yeah. and some kind of gratification out of that. I know it sounds like bad, but there was a lot of like satisfaction out of the fact that I did this all myself. You know, or you know, with Brad and with my buddy, like we just did this ourselves. It was yeah. actually like. And then cooking it and eating it, like I swear it tasted better because you did all that work. Like it was just, I don't know. It's right. just marks. Marks, you ever you ever shot an animal or anything or, or done anything? Yet? No, haven't. Okay, oh. all right. Um, Will Hahn, brought to you by Vortex Racing. The Babbitts Kawasaki uses Vortex bars and sprockets, Wilbur, to dominate arena cross. And the Monster Yamaha squad with Barsha and Webb use Vortex sprockets. Whether V3 MX SX bar, 29% stronger than the competition, or the sprockets that they have that are a variety of colors and teeth sizes as well, vortexracing.com. Uh, please check them out and email jake at vortexracing.com for a hell of a deal from anything that Vortex makes. We thank you people for supporting Vortex and for bringing you Will on the night on the show. Yeah, Will. Woo! Awesome. Um, yeah. So, 125 Dream Race, yay or nay? That's a definite. We didn't get to the bottom of it. You were supposed to I do would, it last I year. It. You were supposed to do it last year. I would, I know it's just it's always hard because obviously like it's it's tough to get something ready, do your job somewhat correctly, and try to prepare for that or even get a bike going. You know, like so. I mean, yeah, obviously I'd love to do it. I think it'd be a cool experience, and I'd love to take Nick way out. But. So why don't we talk to 
uh, MX Sports about what would be an ideal timing for this. So, I mean, because obviously when I go to the races, I have stuff to do as well. Not as much as you do by any means, but at the same time, we're trying to be professional. So we're we're there for a specific job. We don't want to lose uh, a focus on. So it, it is hard for us to necessarily compete in something like this, in which we would like to, but necessarily it might not. Yeah. It might not be for us either, is it? Is it this? Is this for like a next developmental amateur? No, thing? this is for just f- have some fun. Now I understood that some manufacturers were pushing it to be only new models and only amateurs. Yep. Like none, you couldn't ride. Wilbur couldn't ride. Or like. Well, that only makes sense for the manufacturers that have a current, yeah, but, current model, right? Like, but of course they're going to see it. Thankfully, MX Sports said <clears throat> no. If Nick Way wants to show up or Josh Hansen or Tedesco on a Cowie or a Honda, that's awesome. And that'll sell tickets, and people will love that. Yep. And I agree 100%. Well, and not only that, like, uh, who's the boy? Carson Brown? Yeah, Carson Brown. X-Brown so, so I wouldn't know who he was, but right. he, he ended up beating some guys that I thought were pretty good. Yeah. Which he beat Ivan yeah. and Ping, and right? Machugo, so, like, yeah. I, I didn't know who he was. So that gives those kids that potentially are coming up, a, you know, yeah. a stage to beat somebody, a well-known guy. Which, yeah. I mean, if somebody were to beat Will, I'd be impressed. I, I wouldn't. I would I wouldn't at my all. Man's got, my man's got skills over here, and he goes for the jugular, whether it's a deer or some dude on the track. That's <laughs> going for the jugular. Mm-hmm. Um, Le- right, like so legit jugular. What else, Wilbur? What else is new? I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, it's just nice to kind of get the photo shoots done and stuff like that. And start to see everything kind of come into fruition with the team, and then you know, obviously, some things have changed for us. And what's changed? Uh, what's new? Ah, uh, you know, like Monster coming on board, which is awesome. Oh yeah, so, Monster, All right? Yeah, kind of mirroring the the factory team, and you know, the bikes look pretty similar and stuff like that now, which I think has been pretty cool ch- transition for everybody. Are you still Yamalube uh, Star though? Is that still the team name, Yamalube? It'll be a uh, Monster Energy Yamalube Star. Race. Okay, yeah, all right. Uh, or Monster Energy Yamaha Yamalube Star Racing. Oh Jesus. Stop with that. So, you guys got to stop with all that. N- none of us in the I media mean, are going to put all those names there. Well, it's just not my fault you can't type, Steve. Okay. All right. I mean, dude, I mean, now your phone has voice. Now you can just talk to it, and it'll type it out for you, dude. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, let me put Monster Energy Yamaha Yamalube Star Racing. That's yeah. a lot of stuff. That, yeah. So you write yeah. that like that's what you're supposed I don't. To say? No, I say screw it. If, if these it's jer- on my Instagram bio. Just if, hit, hit my Instagram bio. If these jerkies can't make a name easy for, a name for us to remember in the media, and There's they want because all they do is make it longer and longer and longer. Mm-hmm. Like like RCH was uh, Sequan Dodge something something, RCH or something. Like I'm not I'm not going to do that. Just one <laughs> name. We're going to give you one name. We'll give you one title. You can't be greedy. Totally, as you can't say six. And then at one point. Didn't the JGR say that they were presented by somebody after, uh, like, they, I, something, I, something, something Pookie, presented by? Put it in here. Just, just do it, okay, Pookie? Just, we're, we're live on the air. Pookie's causing problems. I can't put it there. I don't think she's causing problems ever. <laughs> you don't think she's causing problems okay. ever? No. Uh, <laughs> good, good pour. Good pour. Anyways, <coughs> thank you, Pookie. Uh, um, okay, so Wilbur, nothing else new? No. Are you still? Hey, do you still live with um, uh, Burgess? Yeah. Oh wow, you guys been roommates for a while. Guess who's on the team? Oh, Burgess. <laughs> yep. Well, maybe I'll get hired then. You know? No. Or no, nah, dude, you, you're a hack mechanic from Summer Cross '98. Doesn't count. Ninety nine, ninety nine. Sorry. 
Hey, Sorry, I was close though, dude. Yeah, you were. Good job. There's actually a video on it today. Everyone was tagging me on it. There's on Instagram. There's highlights of yeah, the, of summer cross. That, oh, really? That's pretty cool. Yeah, we took we took MC down, bro. Yeah, it feel good. Did he take felt, him? Did he take himself right. down, or was that just like? Did you guys really ride really well? No, he took himself down. I'm not saying. Fuck <laughs> you. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying Timmy wasn't capable. I'm just wondering. No, he had a good. He had a nice lead, and then he crashed. But that's all right. Nobody remembers that. Yeah, totally. Uh, nah, Wilbur, nah. as far as the bike goes, like, have you guys? And don't, don't give me corporate will here, please. Oh, I'm, that's what's coming. Oh, never mind. Don't I won't even ask. ask. I won't ask. even ask. Never mind. Yeah. So, just ask, dude. Not if I'm going to get. Are you running blue wheels? Yep. Did you run blue wheels last year? No. Oh, that's cool. I think that's. I think it looks cool, actually. Nope, I don't like blue wheels. Oh, really? Nope. No, honestly, going in, I didn't think I was going to either, but I'm a pretty big fan now. Yeah, I, I thought the same last year. I thought, like, that's going to look silly. Like, they're trying too hard. Like, I thought it was somebody's idea. I didn't realize the new 18 bikes were going to come up. No, no, they only came with it because of the response from oh, really? 17. They were not scheduled to have blue. Oh, so that was Jim Perry's idea, we'll call Keith. it. Really? Keith's idea, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Cool. Well, because then I saw it, and I'm like, well, because I, when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, they're trying too hard. And then, yeah. I, then I, it grew on me. I was like, I do like that, but... To your point, Steve, I know you like the silver wheels on the Yamaha, which I like that also, too. Yeah, I don't know. No, yes. no never silver. Maybe a so, little, maybe okay. a little old school. Listen, maybe a little old school. Listen, put corporate will away. Did okay. I want real will. Is Did you make some improvements with the bike? Uh, yeah, I think so in this offseason. I know that we've done a fair bit of some engine testing and stuff like that. Like Brad, myself, and obviously the engine guy, Jeremy. <laughs> Uh, and I, I think, yeah, I think we definitely made some progress. And suspension is always kind of a work in yeah, progress, right? right like right. you can have a bike, the same bike for five years, and you're still you're finding new things that you can go to last year's setting after you find this new setting. You're like, how did I ever ride that? Yeah. And I think that's that's also the development of, of the rider itself, and and you know, getting faster and changing things. But yeah, no, I think I think we've made more uh, progress on the engine for sure. I think that um, you know, Brad's been in the dyno a ton and. Jeremy's constantly building stuff, and we're trying new things. And I think that, um, yeah, I think we made some more progress. And, and like I said, it's, I think it's what's going on there, third year of this bike. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously, there's little things you can learn every year that you can do a little bit better or different. And I don't think those guys ever really stop no. you know, searching for that. I'm waiting, Wilbur. I am waiting for Aaron Plessinger to just kind of break out. Like, I don't know if he's too big for the bike or not. I know his starts haven't always been there, and, and maybe that's because of his size. But, dude, this kid, he can go faster than anybody for a couple laps or for a moto or for a, a few laps in the main or, or whatever. Like, I, w- what's holding him back from being a double champion? Like, seriously, I think he, he's got that much talent. I really think that. No, he does. Um, you know, after being around him more and, like, I've known him for a while, but actually getting to know him. It's there. You know, I think that's always, it's just that little step that I think at some point some of us take and some of us don't. I think that he's just on the brink of finding that. I think it's more of a mental edge thing. I think that once he finds that little bit of an edge and, and says, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna do it, it's okay. going to happen. I think, I, it, a, I think it's going to come down to him. I have a theory about him. Okay, I don't really know him. I, don't, I know him to say hi. He's, he's, he seems like a really good dude. So I have a theory about him. I think he's like... I don't think he. I think he thinks. I don't think he takes it seriously enough. Like I think he's just happy. Like he's having fun. This is fun. He can win when he needs to, and he or when he can. And he's such. He's, he's mostly in a good mood. 
Like, is he? Does he need to take it a bit more seriously? Because he seems like a fun-loving kind of guy. See, I thought that at first, but then you see behind the scenes of the te- chest check during the week, and if he's not riding like how he thinks he's be riding, yep. or <clears throat> how he feels like he can, it, it's you see that he does really. It's, okay. it's in there. All right, that's so. not necessarily fair either, because like, right, like <clears throat> not knowing somebody I, I and said saying that, that yeah, I said that. that's like the same thing as saying saying that about Will. You know, like. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, like at face value, like Will's having a good time and Will's always happy, right? Right. But like when you get to, when I like got to know Will, I'm like, wow, I don't really know too many people who take this as serious as Will do. Will does, right? Right. But I mean, same with Plushinger, you don't get to like the level he's at without taking it dead serious. Yeah. No. Absolutely. To get to that level, you yeah, have to. And be... I mean, at the same at the same time too, like I don't really know him that well. No. Like I respect him. Of obviously. course. I think there's a mutual respect there between him and I. But after Salt Lake last year, he crashed, and I like made sure he was okay when he walked by. He gave me a hug. Huh. I mean, like he was like that bummed because he was winning and crashed, right. and then he ultimately didn't win. Yeah. You know, although he yeah. was still a long shot for the championship, it was like he was like really had he was really crushed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, without question, he cares. Yeah, I'm not saying he doesn't care. Just I mean, no, but I know what you mean. It's like maybe at times a little too happy go lucky. But that's all. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. At the same time, like I see that it's such a positive to work with because most of the days are are positive and good because he's Yep. He genuinely enjoys being at the track. Yeah. Like I bet you he probably thinks to himself, this is awesome. I'm a factory rider. This is so cool. You know what I mean? Like a yeah, little bit which, like which is great right, because right. you don't ever have those those moments where that's either taken for granted or you know not thankful for you know a good day at the track or whatever yeah, or us yeah. know, coming out there early or staying late or whatever. Like you always know that that's like well because there's you know, genuinely yeah there's some guys in the sport that are making millions that you're like oh really like your life's really shitty right now. I wonder why you're in such a terrible mood all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like you're just exactly. like bro. Like you have a really think good thing going here. You know. Yeah, but it all goes. Exactly. It goes to the to the point of where what their perspective is. Like you're thinking, math is that like just being there in that position on a factory team would be a, in your position of a Manitoba champ four times. Getting to that position would have been like yes. No, I'm but, just gonna high five everyone. But they're focused on like you know winning every time. No, of course, no, I get that. And there's under pressure. They're, I, they're and paid I, to and win. I know you know, and it goes without yeah. saying, Will knows. But just the fans listening don't necessarily understand that all the time. And so sometimes they get heckled by people not necessarily thinking like what riders are saying is real, but really that's real, right? Yeah, some, some, like they're, some, they're miserable. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but like Plessinger, him being stoked to be there, he's, yeah. that's real. Like that's he, real. he right. loves to ride, right? Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah, it goes both ways. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 you're, you're right. Um, well, I hope so. I mean, for your sake, Wilbur, I hope Plessinger comes too because then we'll start talking about how great of a manager you are. Uh, I can only hope. You know, no, and, I, and it's funny, like, <clears throat> just being on this side now and you can kind of see the improvements. And then you see, like, you know, sometimes my either my mechanic would be frustrated with some things I was doing on the track or, uh-huh. or you know, um, you know, or some, team personnel or something like that. I'll just do this a little bit different, dude. And, yeah. like, I find myself doing that now. <laughs> but I'm like, dude, why are you clipping that every lap? And he's like, I am? Yeah. And I'm like, I just had a flashback. I'm like, oh, yeah, man. dude. <laughs> now I get it. I get it now. I get when they were yelling at me, telling me I'm an idiot. That right. I, you know, I was an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's just funny, like being on this side now, being yeah. like, well, I can help you. You know, half a second a lap if you just listen. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. Just, just let me let me try to help you out. Um, is it weird for you? It's uh, you've been on the job for a while now, so maybe this isn't applying. But is it weird for you to like hate 
or want to beat the Geigel guys so bad? Um, I wouldn't say I, that by any means hate them. Fake hate them, you know what I mean, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's always going to be a rivalry there. I think that's normal. Um, For sure. But no, not really. I mean, I still talk to to Jeff and and those guys. You know, not extremely frequently, but I still talk to Jeff quite a bit. And oh, good. Uh, he'll always be a good friend of mine, and, and like he's there for a lot of things. Like I've called him on a lot of personal issues and yep. stuff like that over the years, and even recently that I've talked to him about. So I think that um, you know he's always a person. That if I call, he always picks up and yep. we can chat. And nothing about it's you know business or or our life really. Yeah, yeah. You know, our, our, our personal side of life. You know, All it's right. it's a little more in depth. So. From that aspect, I mean, yeah, I want to, I want to go beat him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah fuck those guys. It's only good for us. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, at that point, yeah, of course I do. But uh, I think it's, you know, there's a lot of respect from them to me and from myself to them, and there always will be. So, yeah, yeah, well said. Um, all right, Wilbur, thanks, man, appreciate it. Nick, anything else for Will Hahn, or are you busy with the phone there? No, I mean, uh, I just think... checking. Just checking. Are you sweating me? What? Well, he's been on his phone a lot tonight, Wilbur. Like, when you were here as a co-host, you were pretty dedicated, pretty determined, you know? No, no, he he can't let it go, man. It's like he's trying to find a new linkage sitting right now for Vincent. and <laughs> Some parts. It's like, <laughs> yeah, some... he's trying to find a new throttle cable right now that's going to release more throttle quicker. Yeah. It's just, you know, and it's never ending. Getting, um, a, getting a sprocket, getting a pipe, whatever he needs. Yeah, definitely going to want to go up two teeth on the back. Always. To get the whole shot. Uh, gears are turning. Gears are turning. <laughs> you do you do bring up some good points. Oh boy. Well, I know. I just I mean I need to be a better friend and actually go see my friend here once in a while. Oh, you're busy. He should come yeah, see you. Yeah, you're busy. You're super you're busy. busy. I mean, what are you doing uh Saturday, Nick? I don't know. It's kind of a little ways. Ooh. Oh wow. Sounds like a good sounds like a good reason for us to go have an adult beverage. Why don't you guys come up to Vegas? We'll hang out, we'll go to strip club or something. Oh man, that sounds like I wouldn't have any money left. <laughs> uh, broke. How, old are, right. how old are you going to be, Will? 28, man. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. You're catching me. Yeah. I know. I'm slowly reeling you in. Um. Well, happy birthday, Wilbur. Happy pre-birthday. Yeah, thanks. Um, appreciate it, man. Thanks for the time tonight. We always like having you on. You always uh, have time for us, and we, we appreciate that, buddy. So thank you. Uh, I, oh, I, I got my cold call sure thing on my mantle with all my other trophies. So. Oh, nice. Thank you. Yeah, he won a pulpit. So, I mean, just letting you guys know, I just want to let you know I take this this pretty serious. Yeah. S- somehow, somehow, um, what what did Ryan win? Somehow, Ryan won uh, best uh, active racer call in. I don't know how he's an active racer. We, 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 I don't know. We, Mark's put him in that category. Yeah. Shouldn't shouldn't done that. So hold on, Col- he's definitely not active. Kobe got two numbers retired. Yeah, watching it right now. That's stupid. That's stupid. Hey, and Kobe for. What eight and twenty four? Yeah, I mean he yeah. he wore two like that's stupid. So though. then now that now they can't they now, can't no, sign eight yeah. or eight or twenty four. Right, that's that's dumb. Pick a number, bro. Yeah. Anyways, all right, Wilbur. Thanks, Kobe. buddy. Appreciate right. it. You guys have a good night. Good we'll luck with you, everything. We'll see you Saturday, Brusky. That's right. Later. <laughs> Later. Will Hahn brought to you by VortexRacing.com. Uh, Please check him out. Babbitt's Kawasaki. Uses Vortex to dominate arena costs. And 20, okay. Something about 29%. Their V3 handlebar, 29% stronger than the competition. Oh, yeah. It's measured. All right. We'll take a commercial break here. Second commercial break of the night. Second and last one with Nick Way. we got a few segments to go through. We are going to get Nick Way to pick his best Nick Way in a bracket showdown. 
Stick around for that. You're not going to want to miss it. Be right back. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life, Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com, they make much more than just moto gear, mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts, They've got it. FlyRacing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. FlyRacing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from FlyRacing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyraising.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. 
and I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Race Tech suspension and engines. Great guys have been with us for a number of years now. You know what Race Tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose Race Tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil, change the bushings, change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. PulpMX17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Racetech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right Gearing for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, Hardcoat Silver, and our long-lasting laser-cut steel Vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to Vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team 
Dean Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. E.K. Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D Chain by E.K. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D Chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors, chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength, 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MC KTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they are all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products 
like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit pivot works has what you need to get your bike or atv handling like new for a fraction of the price of the oem parts if you race ride for fun or just like restoring bikes like mathis pivot works should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement after almost 20 years of business pivot works is still the leader in oem quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits and PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in a wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. 
Gear Alloy wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the gear alloy wheels at gearalloy.com or atdwheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented ProLaunch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique Tack Hour Meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer.
back and ready to pop my show. I'm by btosports.com and Fly Racing. Nick Ways, song of choice. You know what I mean? Strung out brings us back to whatever year you're my mechanic with yeah. Moto Triple X. 2002, we, we, you we know? We were Triple X crazy. Crazy, bro. There's a pit board right behind yeah. you. Yep. Although I, I, was a, I was a big fan of Strung Out uh, well before that, which it's cool to see Jordan's you, enthusiast in the sports. Do you still. remember going to their show after Glen Helen National in 98? I don't think I went. No? Uh-uh. They played a show. It was pretty fun. I, I, uh, the other day we were on the way back from riding, and my little guy is super pumped on like listening to music to get him pumped uh-huh. because we, he, he saw the movie Creed, which is current, and I showed yep. him. We own Rocky DVDs or whatever, so I yeah. showed him. I'm like, yeah. this is what creed's son yeah was, you know so and then he creed's dad creed's yeah dad. creed's yeah. dad yeah so he was getting all jazzed up on the the basically the rocky soundtrack yeah, yeah. So we listened to it <laughs> on the way to mini major and stuff he's all like yeah Dude, it's I- on then fast forward to like last week i had pennywise bro him on oh, yeah. he just happened to come up on my, when i plugged in the phone in my van yeah and i'm like oh yeah i sung into the microphone on this one on stage, and I aired out into the crowd off of the stage after onto people's hands. He's like, no way. You did, though? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, So, like, I was like... I've you were got... with Pennywise on stage? Yeah. I think, actually, I think I think it was, like, Warp Tour or something in Watson. Watson <laughs> might have been out on there. That's might have been... Somehow Watson I... comes into this. Yeah, because it was in Michigan, in Watson. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Uh, Strung Out was in Vegas not that long ago. Jordan sent me a text and said, if you want tickets or something, you can go, and I don't know. Uh, I said, yeah, like I couldn't make, I think another town or I don't know. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I have strung out and Pennywise and Lagwagon all on my phone. Like it's still good, man. Yeah. I had it's... strung out sticker on the back of my Ford Econoline van when I'd go take it to Stanton's house to train with him. Uh-huh. And we'd be like riding by or something in, in his truck and he'd see my van parked at his shop and be like strung out, huh? Yeah. Strung out. Strung out. Yeah. And he'd be like, because he just obviously thought it was just some sort of derogatory yes. thing. He didn't yeah. really understand right. what was going on there. And he just would take it as like, You're, I, his undertones <laughs> were, right. his undertones were, what are you doing with that sticker, idiot? Dude, I talked to Six Time for a story two months ago. Oh, yeah? And then we, and then I, then I stopped. I, hit, I did not hit record anymore. And then we kept talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Six Time has some strong opinions on guys. I love it. Yeah. Well, is he talking about current guys? Yeah, yeah. Really? But, I, I mean, like, I get it, like, the old guys that walk uphill to school both ways. But, yeah. like, Jeff, Jeff's done it. Like, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, it's always the old guys. Well, to, legitimately, but, like, he, he gets, I respect Jeff. Yeah, I'm 100%. Just like, but he also gets in the side of the teams, right? Oh, yeah. No, so no. he's coming from the side of the teams and then remembering, like, what he did and yeah. how it was in his day. And he can't relate to what these guys' compla- he, he complaints can't, are. Dude, he can't. But he doesn't. But also, it's like what the guys' complaints are aren't necessarily what they actually are. He's, they're just trying to weather delay, like, yes, some sort of a. Yes, yeah. Yes. And, but, but with Jeff, he sees through that. He's like, come, you know. Stop it. But, no, no, I get it. But ultimately, um, too, I mean, he told me, like, the whole time he was racing at Factory Honda, he would practice on a stock bike. Yeah. And it was on purpose. But ultimately now, like, this day and age, you have a mechanic coming to the track yeah. with you every time yeah. you go. Yeah. So and and he, it wasn't that long ago that Jeff was working with Barsha, and he was no, at the yeah. races every weekend. For sure, and yeah. he, he for saw sure. everything, you know? Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah, it was it was <laughs> six time. He's great. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, so, RV sent a text during commercial. Uh, Nick, let's plan a trip, drive or fly, and booze the whole way up and on the show. Sounds like a plan, and hit the strip. 
What was my reply? <laughs> you gave him a hang ten sign. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he says, You don't think so, bro? He says that sounds like a good time to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be good. Uh Mark's everything okay over there in the corner? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fly racing, NFAB, Jeep and truck parts, race tech suspension and engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X Brown Goggles, Michelin Star Cross 5, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, John Anderson at W. Come on, Nick. Good, oh, yeah. Good dude. Those are good, those are good people over there at W for sure. And, and with respect to the White family, I didn't know Tom super well but when i did see him he was always very friendly and very passionate about racing and he obviously spent a ton of time within our space in which he i mean he had touched a lot of people right yeah. and uh yeah it's, it's just sad to hear about his passing but at the same time it's cool to hear all the stories about people that you know yeah, he, he was he positively influenced he was a rad dude for sure i don't know him that well either but i did get to know him a little bit yeah and uh he sent me a text not that long ago that was really cool of him W wheels, uh, whether it's kite, whether it's talon, uh, half the teams in the pits seem to use W for their wheel needs, including the seven deuce deuce. Yeah, I mean more than more than half probably because right? a lot a lot of a lot of people rely on them to assemble their wheels yeah, too. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, uh, guts racing use guts ever? Seat foam, seat bases. Andy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, guts? I've known Andy I've, forever, but yeah. I just I, I use his product here and there. Uh, but get, he's always been an awesome resource because he's. Oh, he'll make again. Anything, again yeah. He's passionate about right. the sport. So uh, get data as well, and we thank all those folks for coming on board. Are you joining the Pulp Mix Fantasy League this year? I don't really know anything about the fantasy thing. I think one time I dabbled in the out some sort of outdoor <laughs> fantasy thing, and then I instantly got mad, right? Because I right. I didn't know who these guys were. It was actually the guy who was my fantasy crusher was Hayden Melross. Oh yeah, because I didn't know who he was, <laughs> and then I figured he was out of the tie lube truck, and then all of a sudden he would get some twelfths, and I'm like, yep. This dude's sick, and then and yeah. then then I'd be like, it's just really not worth it for me to just hate these guys. I'm no. not, that, not that I was into it as much as some of my peers are, but so Pulp has its own fantasy. Yeah, for yeah, PulpMexFantasy.com. Something new this year. We are giving away two Cowies. What? Uh, a 2019 KX450F. Uh, via a random draw. Wow. And for anybody who pays for the whole year up front. So random draw on as far as the people that are signed up? Yeah, as far as if you pay, you can pay for free. You can play for free. Don't need to put $1 in. Uh, you're just not eligible to win any prizes. Or you pay 32 Which basically enters you into the raffle and into the fantasy. Full season prizes. Uh, yeah. It's $19.99 per season or $34.99. $34.99. If you prepay for that's both a nice, seasons. That's a nice breakdown. Yeah. And uh, and then the winner of Supercross gets a 250F, a Cowie 250F, oh. if you win combined overall. And then what we're doing, Nick, is we are taking, if you finish 1 to 99, you get a Pulp Mix national number next to your avatar. So we're going to earn, you're going to earn national numbers for your placings. Uh, and then we're having le- real le- live timing scoring, scoring on the site. It's a handicap league. Which so, is on your Pulp Mix uh, PulpMixFantasy.com. Oh, different site. And uh, it's handicap. You have to pick a guy in the top eight in points every weekend. Can't pick the same guy twice, but you have to pick a guy in the top eight. And then you have to, and after that, it's handicap. So, you know, you, you need, if you get a Hayden Melross, who is a handicap eight, yeah. which means they expect him to get 18th or better, but he gets 12th, mm-hmm. then he gets double points and he's killing it, right? Am I get that right? Yeah, that's correct. How do you guys come up with those equations as uh, a handicap? Oh, that's... that's is that going to be your thing, or no, is that something you're no, hiring out? <laughs> that is going to be JT and Marks and Parabinos probably will be involved at some point. 
So, yeah, the handicaps will be set by guys that are kind of like looking at average finishes over three races. We're going to do as three I said, races. As I said about my peers that take it serious, yeah. a little bit too serious, those, yeah. are, those are some of the guys. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the thing with you is you were, you were never a great fantasy pick, but you were also probably never a bad fantasy pick. You were so solid for so many years that people are just like, Nick Way is going to get third to eighth. Like, and then that's what you're going to get all the time for the most part. And so you were never uh, like a super high pick. Like you, know, you would never pay off really You know well. what I'm not? Hmm. Quitter. No. No, you're not a That's quitter. That's one thing I'm oh, not. Oh, no. No, no. And those are the worst types in fantasy. <laughs> Absolutely. So Pulp MX Fantasy, please check them out. Weekly prizes. The week one prize is an Eli Tomac Championship A-Star jersey. Yes. For Anaheim One. Yeah, wow. For, for on, the, on your guys' site? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've got other goggles and gear and race techs giving away an uh, overall prize. Um, check them out. We got them all listed online there. So, pulpmexfantasy.com giving away a couple of Cowies, a 2019 Cowie 450, which is going to be supposed to be all new. Wow. So, that is cool. I actually didn't realize um, I was at the track today with Dakota and the Geico guys came and rode with him. Mm hmm. And I didn't even realize that the Honda 250 came with electric start. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Speaking of the all new bike, but I just was saying I just I hadn't really seen. Obviously, just those guys are the only ones riding that bike yeah. in particular. Yeah, it's basically a 450 copy frame and everything. You know, dual dual mufflers, electric start. See that? Yeah. So uh, please check them out, Pulp Mex Fantasy. You can create your own league for just your buddies if you want. There's a Pulp Mex Show League on there, so go ahead and join that. And we'll keep track of that, and we'll talk about that during the year as well. And, again, it's free to play, um, so you can play it and get the hang of it and then pay down the road or pay weekly or whatever you want to do. Maybe I need to sign up, and then I can just call in and tell you who I hate per week. That'd be fantastic. You wouldn't be the only one. Yeah, believe me. <laughs> I am in some group texts where I cannot repeat some of the things that are said about these riders. Seriously, though. Dude, right? Seriously. I don't take it that seriously. I do not. I'm just like... There's some guys that have felt like they've needed to go to church and repent. Yeah. And but go, it does, hey, confession. But how into it does it make you watching the race? Like if you pick Alex Ray. Oh, yeah. It definitely, it definitely like, makes the whole experience a little different. I think, like before, a lot of guys you don't, I mean, especially with the handicaps, you know, there's a yeah. lot of guys you wouldn't normally notice, but then you're, you're kind of forced to pick them and, and keep track of them a little more. And then yeah. especially because you can't pick them twice in a row, it makes yeah. you mix it up a little bit. And all of a sudden you're watching these dudes like, a Ray that are just gonna send it in yeah. the LCQ trying Ted's, to trying to get into that. Ted's is another guy right that you're in, like. In that main. You're like, is it good Ted's or bad Ted's? Because <laughs> speaking speaking know? of Ted's, uh, that's the I I feel a lot of questions during the day about Ted's. <laughs> right, right. I know because I get. I tell I tell my peers to don't worry about it. He's gonna do his best. Don't ask me. No, there was one. No, you were classic this year. We were at a race, and someone was asking you about Ted's, and you said, at the test track. We have whoops out of a turn, just like here. And he was killing it. And I said, I reported back to the group. Nick Way said there's whoops out of a turn at the test track, just like here. I forget, maybe it was, maybe it was a double in whoops, whatever. It was something simple. And everyone was like, LOL. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> like that was your only reason that Ted was going to kill it. You know? Oh, so it wasn't exactly a great, like, uh, scoop. Yeah. But, you know. Hey, I try. Listen to me. That's uh, funny that you you realize you get hit up a lot. Um, so yeah, pulpmexfantasy.com, please, and uh, sign up now. We're gonna uh, if you do not sign up for before Anaheim one. Correct. The prepay special 
where you can pay for both seasons ahead of time uh, ends before ends when A one starts. Yeah. So at seven p.m. Eastern or Pacific time, I'm sorry, um, January sixth is the cutoff to prepay for both seasons. And if you do prepay, you get two entries into the drawing for the 450. Right. Whereas if you pay both seasons, Supercross and Motocross separately. You're still eligible for the 450, but you only get the one one shot, one the shot one entry. It. Yes, right. So it so pays it, an extra entry for a Cowie 450. Not only is it cheaper, you, right. you save five bucks, but yeah, yeah, you get an extra chance, double your chances to right. win a, a 2019 Kawasaki 450. And people can win it uh, from all over the world, right? They could just have to arrange shipping from USA to them. That's correct, right? And I get I get a lot of emails about um, I accidentally joined this league. How do I leave? Some of that stuff is is still being developed. I'm making sure it's Flawless. There's serious shit going on with those guys. <laughs> um, trying to trying to work out a lot of those things while I'm still getting ready for right. some of the stuff that will be needed. You know, the week yeah. of A1 as far as like picking your team and, and live scoring and right. stuff. But that stuff is coming. It's not it's not like it's been forgotten, but it'll and, it'll be up shortly. And the year in review show. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Are you doing one? Uh, we'll see. Moses is going to lose his mind. That'll be if okay. You don't do one. That's and fun. the super fan roundtable show. Overwhelmingly, the pulpy people voted it as a positive. You're welcome. So, all right, race tech suspension. You ever use race tech for anything? Your amateur days? One time I um, bought some tools to. I take don't know where this is gonna go. I don't know. One where this time is gonna I go bought right some now. tools to take apart my forks uh-huh. so I could make them stiffer between races. And me and Big Nasty stayed up pretty late to uh, change the fork springs to something stiffer. Imagine that. And I bought uh, bought a fork cap tool from Race Tech, but I didn't realize that I needed that damper rod clamping thing because sometimes yes. some people put some red Loctite on that thing. Yep. And I said, I don't care what's taken. We put a rag in the vice grip on that thing. We're getting that nut off because we're going to put this stiffer spring in here. <laughs> race- thank, thank you, Race Tech, for letting me just get at these things with some of those tools. Race Tech suspension, whether it's tools or springs or a total revalve or, or a gold valve, they break through the limitations of OEM designs. Race Tech specializing in high-performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform to the highest level. Pulpamex 17, Race Tech suspension and motors. This is the Race Tech email segment. Nick, I'm going to need your participation in this one here. All right. Hi, Steve. I love the show, and I want to share my experience about motocross. I am from Monterey, Mexico, and it was sweet to see Pedro Gonzalez train in a supercross track in the 90s. Ooh, I was going to say Pedro, Mike. Pedro, right yeah. when you said that. So, okay, so listen to this. In 2003, they moved to San Antonio. They start practicing at Cycle Ranch. It was Sunday local race in 04, 05, and from nowhere, the Yamaha screaming in the A-class. You can you can hear that it was no not the guys that normally race on the class. This guy was flying. I didn't see him practice on Saturday or Sunday. I, I, see, I sit to watch him ride. And I didn't even know you can go that fast on the track before this. It was impressive. I forgot my gate drops after that moto, and I didn't make it. This rider was Heath Voss. Impressive. This guy was blown away by Heath's speed. Yeah, he because he was from there, right? Like, obviously, yeah. Heath, yeah. After that, I, was, I attended three nationals, and I was still impressed how fast they can go and stay on two wheels. I love Supercross. But there's no way motocross is losing popularity. It is the foundation of all moto. I hope you can have him on the program and Pedro too. Best regards, Chencheco. Chen, Chen, Chencho. Chencho, I think, is his name. Chencho 27. 27. What, what about Pedro? What about Pedro? He was like a bit before, he was my, a bit my, before, before yeah. my time, so I don't have much experience with him. Eric Vallejo is more in my era. Uh, this is from Tom. Hey, Steve, I was watching Zach Osborne video called Innermost, that Evergood 
put on its to get put on its website recently. There was a clip of him up close with his goggles on, and I noticed he was running a frame that was not a dragon frame. It appeared they were Scott Hustle frames with a dragon band. My question is, do goggle companies want pros to run their frame and everything? Or do they only care about the logo being seen? In this situation, does Dragon get a hold of the Scott frames and set up a stash for them for Zach? If he ran X-Brown, he wouldn't have to do this shit. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Um, really? Do you, want, do you want to get into this story, Mathis? You're the only guy. You're the only guy. You're the only guy that... At some point, you're kind of you're you're. This is like kind of a dodgy. This is a dodgy. It's not this dodgy. is a dodgy subject. It's not dodgy. This well, is dodgy. All I was gonna tell Tom right this here. This is the only time. This is maybe the only time that you've legitimately been mad at me. Legit, like when you're my mechanic, were you ever legitimately mad at me like you were at this time? I don't think so. You were. I don't think you were. So. You were, you were, you, you, I, you were this close. You were this close to getting the f off. I was mad at you because when I was your mechanic, when I weeded at uh, Baja yeah. Acres. And then you were like, the next day, you're like, hey, you got to swap my motor out or something. And I'm like, dude, I can't even walk. Remember, I was all jacked up. And you're like, I can't, I, I'm like, can I wait till tomorrow? And you're like, no. And I, I'm like, I really? Doubt, I doubt that's how it went. Yeah, that's how it went, no. for real. And I went, really? Like, you can't give me one day here to kind of just, I feel like I got run over. But I wasn't that mad. But I'm like, oh, wow. My point to Tom is that, yes, that happens. That happens to a lot of guys out there that run bands on different on different frames absolutely and sometimes the goggle companies buy the frames or uh, from the the companies that the riders want to use other times the riders will take it upon themselves it's funny how in 2017 you know a goggle frame is still like what could hold you back from racing well, or winning of, or losing a lot of times like, it's not necessarily the specific manufacturer that has a bad product just sometimes people's faces and helmet eye ports and all this are so different that some people prefer yeah. something different that maybe that manufacturer isn't making. And I've been in a position where I've helped brands with product development or like I've taken foam off of other goggles and placed it on the foam because it wasn't, there's just yeah. a, there's a, oh, yeah. there's a lot of, I mean, obviously I was in an era where you go from the foam performing better, yep. you know, evolving and getting better. But now I think in 2017, every brand is probably pretty good some are more focused than others but it's just there's a few things and the last thing you want to do is uh, have a problem with your goggles so some of these guys have a go-to brand uh goggles and handlebars yeah you'd be surprised on what gets run yeah you know what i mean out there with some guys it's yep. it's funny how that works but i mean i'm surprised that osborne wouldn't tell the guys if they're taking video like hey don't get up close in my but i think at osborne I think he was over it at that point. Like at the Disnations, he was over it because he was having problems with dragons. Well, at, you know? after the nationals, at the nationals, because I would watch super closely, and him and Adam would obviously race a fair bit toward mm -hmm. the end there. I'm mean, I'm talking after like the third lap, he no tear offs. Yeah, I don't know if that was on. Uh, that could be on blamed on a rider too. But no, yeah. no, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. And I just didn't know yeah. if that was on purpose or right. his deal because sometimes like his lens looks so clear, I'd be like, is this does his goggle <laughs> lens fall out? <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. obviously he would get to the lead. Like the, the, yeah. Ideally, you get to the lead and you take your tear-offs off, but that's not, once we got into the era of laminate tear-offs, it's not yeah, really that do big that a laminate. deal. That's yeah, right. you don't. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what got me thinking, though. Right. I'm like, this guy never looks like he yeah. has tear-offs. Although it wasn't an issue because yeah. he was leading or whatever, but, yeah. Uh, one time, uh, Rich at X-Brand ran out of laminates, so I was giving some guys regular tear-offs for practice. You know, I'm excited to, like, like really, like, really use the laminates sparsely. Yeah, yeah. Sparsely. And I, I had somebody 
complain about it. And I'm like, look, dude. Probably me. It wasn't you, I don't think. You Knowing you, you had stashed laminates of your Absolutely. own. Absolutely. Right. I, that's that's yeah. how your move is. Yeah. And I, somebody was like, hey, man, like I got to use regular tear-offs. I'm like, look, McGrath won six Supercross titles with these kind of tear-offs. You can run practice. And it stomped off. <laughs> But yeah, uh, uh, it's a, it's common out there for sure, Tom, and um, it's definitely something that the goggle guys all notice. Like they'll start freaking out, right? They'll all just start pointing and yelling, and they're like a bunch of chimps that get like activity. They just freak out over it. So it's common. And handlebars are another one if you want to look closely. And oil, and oil over yeah. the years, yeah. I mean, but nobody sees that. But yeah, companies will run oil stickers, and then they'll run a different brand. So usually Maxima. Um, all right, Nick Way on the show tonight. We got a few other things to get to before we uh, call it a night. The NFAB JGR tr- check-in, uh, n-fab.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Trucks, bumpers, and steps, and everything else. By the way, I, this is NFAB's last uh, show with us over the years. They've been a big sponsor of us. Things have changed. They're not coming back in 18. And we thank the folks at NFAB for all their help and over and support over the years. So great guys at NFAB. Um, uh, NFAB JGR Suzuki check-in. Just with Nick Way. Never mind their 450 team of Bogle and Pike. Jimmy D, Kyle Peters, Phil, Justin Hill. What do you make of their lights team? I I think they, I mean, they, they got, what is the, I don't know the specifics of who's riding outdoors. Uh, Jimmy D and and uh, uh, Hill. No, no Phil? <laughs> nope. No Phil. So I assume that Phil, uh, they're I, planning on having him as a backup for a 450 No, guys? no, they're letting him go. They have no plan for Phil. No, for no. You, you know, don't know this? I, I I saw somewhere that I didn't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I know, I don't you, know you don't listen to the show, but seriously, this has been a topic for like a month on the show. I, I'm not saying you need to listen to the show, but I can't believe it either. Phil doesn't seem to care. They, he, they strung him along a little bit and he, and he didn't sign his contract right away. And in the meantime, because he was a little bit butthurt, and so in the meantime, they turned around and offered to ride that Jimmy, and Jimmy got it. So, outdoors would be Hill and Dakotas. And who knows with injuries, who knows what happens. Maybe Phil gets in or whatever. But um, do you think Hill can repeat as champion? Like, I mean, he was really impressive last he year. Was. And I think the the big question mark is the 250 Suzuki yes. equipment. And I've seen at the track Dakota's riding a fair bit, and he looks pretty good. And it doesn't necessarily look like his equipment's holding him back per okay. se. Yeah. And again, I know on 250s, there's practice stuff's different than race, so I have to assume that they'll have a respectable program. And I, I know that they obviously take a lot of pride in the product that they're going to put on the, the track. So yeah, I don't see why uh, Hill shouldn't be a yeah. legitimate title contender. I mean, he's going to have a number yeah. one on his bike, and then Dakota's looks like he's been working super hard as typical and then yeah i think jimmy d like he had sick last year and i think he, he you know he kind of got run down and i've heard he's riding really well so yeah. but, i mean obviously though, all those guys and then kyle peters is cool that he he has a shot at supercross again after riding with those guys yeah. last year so yeah i think they have a pretty pretty strong lineup i mean i would be shocked if phil doesn't get some sort of support from jgr or maybe even someone else for just outdoors. yeah i know that he's free to do his own deal for outdoors so if somebody else wants to get him he can no i mean i i think that um, not speaking out of school, it seems that to be the smartest move is J- JGR just kind of taking for granted he may not get something else and using him as a <laughs> right. Obviously, right. right? It just goes without yeah, saying. Yeah, like, hey, it's, it's just one of those things where they know him well enough right. to know that he's not necessarily going to be networking like crazy, right? Kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it feels like right. to me maybe yeah. and maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, 
No, I think you're right. Um, but from what you've seen at the tracks, the, the Suzuki's look good. It doesn't. Like, look, it doesn't look bad. Yeah, because like, I'm like that's I'm, my I'm, concern. Yeah, because I'm like looking over there, watching, thinking like, well, that thing's yeah, gonna be mediocre. Yeah. But then, I mean, we know the guys, the engine guys, and the guys who work at JGR. They're respectable dudes who oh, take yeah. a lot of pride in their work. So we're not shocked that they're gonna figure it out. Yeah. All right. That's the NFAB JGR Suzuki check-in with Nick Way. Suzuki looking good at the test track. So looking good at, in the garage. Looking I good. I am RM Army. Yeah. You are. How? You got so, a, you got a backup bike. Hey. So okay. So JGR J Bone let me keep the display bike that's got a lot of stuff on it after after uh, the Monster Energy Cup, and then I took it to SEMA and we brought it back, and then now it's in my garage until A1. So I'm bringing this bike to Anaheim, and I'm never going to see it again. But what's acceptable for me to take off that bike? That's right. That right? For like storage or rental? I don't know. Do you, do you, I mean, do you feel like there's a limit where I would just go? Ah, I just took that off. I needed it because there's some cool stuff on that bike. Like these even got a cool discard. I think on it. I like that discard. You definitely could use a new clutch lever. Why? Well, I, I have a worse connection. Okay. Fair. Uh, is there a start hook on there? I mean, maybe we're going to race. I do not maybe need a start hook, race? No, we race? are not racing. No? We are not racing. Okay. We are not racing, but that Hinton clutch cover. Clutch cover looks nice. That looks good. Yeah. That's a high wear item, too, so the Hinton one will last nice. Yeah. Yep. Pipe? If I just took the clutch cover and put the stock one on, I mean, yeah. Is would it? they notice? Yeah. They'd notice, but whatever. Maybe we just ask them first. Or, you know, you're right. It's easier to maybe ask for... It's kind of like rental. Rental fee. I mean, really? Mark's right? The bike's been in there? It's like... I had to drive it to the convention center a couple times. You I gotta get something out of it. Kinda, right? Yeah, I would. Although they, they... Their comeback would be like, Mathis, you eat and drink here all year long. They, got, the they got a good coffee maker? Yeah. Really good? Yeah. Huh. Easier to ask forgiveness than permission. I, I know. I mean, seriously. Like, if I take that, do you yoke, really if, need? Do you really need a clutch cover, though? It looks good. It does. I mean, does you it could, have Bogle's name on it? No, like it, he just, just it just wants to do it. Team it just says, yeah, yeah. What, what's yeah, that? but that's something that they would give him easily. Like, he, if you just ask them, it's no big deal. That, but, regardless, but that's not like, fun. That's yeah, not fun. but anything else other than that, it's like it's expensive. So it's kind of like it's just straight up stealing. Yeah. He's not. He's just. This is just all the, for the fact of talking. About I, it. I mean, I don't know. I'm. <laughs> I am arm. But then the bike isn't mine. It's Suzuki's bike. Like I'm not. That's not. I didn't buy it. So I got to give it back. So is it really even worth? You know. Oh, the other bike. Yeah, my bike. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's RM Army. Right. All right. Maybe you should just buy your own. Why would I do that? I got. Yeah, that seems silly. Yeah, yeah. Well, he uh, was wondering. Like, can he put his number? What is your number? I'm 48, I guess. I know. Swap. I, get, swap. I get that. <laughs> why did Kiefer put 48 on it? Like, why 48? That's what I'm saying. And there's no number on the front number plate either. No? No. Or do you, are you 762? What's your go-to? Uh, that's my number. That was my pro number. Yeah. So that's your go-to? I don't know, bro. I, I've ridden with you a few times, but never on your own bike. So I, I mean, All I know is Berluti's got a top-secret sand track. Sure seems like Roost MX has sponsored you, so you could get some graphics. Oh, I could wanted. in a second. Yeah, right? like, well, like let's get this thing lined up. Would you do that if you were me, even though it's not your bike absolutely. and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. Of course, look who I'm talking to, Nick Way. I right. mean, it's kind of important your whole look, and then we're in the social media deal, so everyone, on, everyone listening to your show, they just hear you talk about these Manitoba titles, but it's, like deep down, 
they're like Mathis is a poser. Really? Yeah, absolutely. As soon as you show, as soon as you hit him with the post, with you ripping these sand rollers. Yeah, yeah. With your fly gear, whatever yeah. you're wearing. Yeah, fly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am a shitty media guy, no doubt about it. I, I, I listen. I just gotta go out. Like to Berluti's top secret soundtrack that he says he's got. Do you think you have Berluti though? No. Like Berluti's a good rider. I don't know. I don't have anybody right now. I don't. I'm terrible. I. This is. I'm talking all natural terrain. You just get out there and you're. I don't know, man. This is like in your your instincts just take over. I'll be very honest with you. I was very surprised at how shitty I was this second, this next time, this last time getting on the bike when I had my Cowie. I had a Cali for a little while. Which was like I, 10 I, years ago? I raced the World Vets. 10 years ago. No, I had uh, 09. Nine years ago. Yeah, it's not 10. And um, I felt like I was pretty good. I was jumping most everything, like tabletops and shit and yeah, like we're whatever. Talking, we're talking hitting the sand track with Berlut. Like this is like... No. Who wants some? Well, I think I just need to go just pound sand laps and just get like, you know, like a Rocky Balboa t- like training camp. Just I couldn't agree more. And you then know? let's let's after you ghost ride this the RM Army enough times out there in the in the hills, then uh-huh. maybe we'll get new graphics after that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like I need just get to those, just get those on deck. Maybe we'll get some renderings of the graphics. Renderings. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you and I can go over those at Supercross and at, for coffee time. Yeah, we can really make a decision. But until I just then, let's get, a, get some laps. I just want to get a giant green monster claw, bro. Just the size of the bike. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, uh, Honda truck that i have is fantastic nick way was commenting on it all the way from the airport to here i got it a honda world down everybody with a five and the 605 freeway meet over a thousand new hondas in stock over 100 used cars including certified hondas 30 minutes from anywhere in LA. Yeah. That's right. Honda World Downey. Free first-time oil change if you drive a Honda. Just mention Pulpamex when you make an appointment with the service department, and they will hook you up. Talk to my guy Steve down there at Honda World Downey, and you'll get the best price whether you're looking for a CRV, a Ridgeline, an Accord, Civic. We got Steve sticking together. And maybe even maybe one of those, uh, what are those things called? Pilots. Remember Pilots? Is that a car? Yeah, it was like a box truck i think they've been trying to forget about those yeah i think they have, yeah. they have, uh, they they have might have a used one they might have an older used one there. do they have odysseys down there yeah they probably got odysseys sure yeah Is, isn't that the little like it's the, a minivan wasn't that the quad though like the little quad thing that the yeah. steering wheel yes it was also that also back that? in the early yeah. 80s my, yeah. dad, my dad still has one. Oh, really? no way yeah wow true story take that thing off sweet jumps <laughs> hey, have you ever seen marks in know. uh have you ever seen marks in mx fails no you ever see that goon dune goon crash yeah, you did. Well, I'm sure I saw it. I'm, I think I think he. He had to. I think it. we showed it. We last showed time it everybody. Yeah. Is he the one that that he comes over the thing and almost smokes the Bronco? No. 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 Do you have it on your phone? Yeah. Let me get it. Yeah, show All him. Right. Show him. It's just to remind you, he made MX fails. It was fantastic. It's a that, great. Um, I think Hunter Hunter Yoder. Yeah. He rides the amateur team for the Geico. Yeah. He just started riding for them at this mini major yeah. thing where I took my sons to race. And they were like the first moto and the track was pretty fast and he scrubbed and got all wrong. Oh boy. And he kinda like um Superman and then landed and he, he bonked his head, but luckily he was okay. He's fine, yeah. Yeah. And so he came cruising by later and I was like asking him if he was okay. And he said, Somebody got video, dude, it's a pretty good one. And I'm like, Did you get a repost from MX, MX fails? fails. He said, "Yep," and we high fived. Oh, nice, nice. Here's Dune Goon uh, out of the dunes. Oh yes. Yeah, there we go. 
Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> that's you? Oh, my. Dude, that's a bad one. <laughs> Is uh, subframe, I mean, subframe muffler, seat, yeah. Did you get hurt? No, not bad. Uh, <laughs> just endo down the hill, just so then full when, panic. So then, doing like at least 100 feet. So then uh, when probably we, 150 feet. When we endo. flew him to Pastrana's place to learn how to do a backflip. Yeah. Pastrana was just like blown away by that video. He couldn't get enough of that video. <laughs> He's so pumped that he turned the dune goon from that video into the backflip. Oh, guy. I forgot you flipped, huh? Oh yeah. Did you flip to to, to the the sawdust pile or not a to dirt? You like legit landing his yeah, first I mean, time. There's only like a 20, 25, 30 foot gap. But I don't I mean, care how big the gap was, dude. You backflipped. Oh yeah, that's pretty sweet. He hurt his ankle. He couldn't do another one. He pulled out. He just did one, and then that called it a day. But I, still, I landed a little funny on my foot and twisted my ankle up a little bit. But I rode it out, and uh, yeah. So we called it a day. Totally. Yeah, Pastrana teaching him how to do it. It's good. It's good. Uh, okay, so uh, let's do um, let's do uh, uh, BTOSports.com uh, tweet at you. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOSports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. Free three-day express on orders over 85 bucks. BTOSports.com is proud to be a premier source for motocross parts and apparel for well over a decade due to the reputation for excellent customer service. From motocross to mountain bikes, sport bikes to UTVs, BTOSports.com has what you need because their passion reflects yours. Uh, thanks to the folks at BTOSports.com. Call down there, mention PulpMX, and uh, they'll give you a discount or put it in the notes section uh, on BTOSports.com, and they will apply a discount, and we thank those guys for making it happen. And uh, we thank BTOSports.com. So these are tweets at PulpMX Show to myself or Nick Way, mostly for Nick Way. Holla. And, uh, and Travis Marks will, uh, will ask you. That backflipper, that backflipping <laughs> endo and MFR. I do it all. We'll start with this one from Lyman Zerga. Uh, Nick, what year did you have the most fun? Maybe not results, but just a fun year. Also, what was your best year money-wise? Uh, the year I rode the KTM was my best year money-wise. Oh, you took him to the cleaners. Um, he, you want to talk? Listen, before hey, get, we go. Get out of, get no, out listen, here. I'm get not going to tell the story, but listen. There's few guys in the industry that I know, especially riders, that kind of like leverage and ins and outs of business in the industry better than Nick Way, that know it. Like whether it comes to, I just, this guy needs this guy to this guy to that guy and what you should do as a, like you're good at that. You just, you're good at the business of motocross. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, I'm reluctant to even say, like, obviously, like, what I made when I... No, you don't have when, to. I know, I know, but, but I'm just saying, I, I don't, it's not, like, a comfortable conversation to say, like, when I made the most money. So much, But though. obviously, at, so that, at that point, when I rode KTM, I was, I was, like, in the prime of my racing career, but I was coming off of an injury, and I was in an MDK contract that wasn't specific to a manufacturer. And I was happy with my current MDK contract, which that year I had gotten a podium and the year before yeah. I had like really, I did really well. And then that year I had gotten injured after I'd gotten podium and then I gotten injured again. So I missed the bulk of the season. And, uh, then KTM was willing to step up and give factory support to the MDK group, which they, they needed, you know, a partner, yeah. they needed a partner yep. and, uh, KTM ended up stepping up to make it like worth my while i guess but um 
as far as the, how much fun I had that one that year was not because I was in the, where I felt like I could really do some damage and reach some of these result goals and it wasn't really at that point didn't have the tools to do that until that guy Ryan Dungey came along though you were the best ever fin- season series finisher on a KTM in 450 Supergoss yep until that guy which I mean I around. I mean I think like uh, I've, I obviously have, I always tried 100% my hardest and was always respectful to the people that wanted to help me and obviously we I gave it the best shot that I could but it was discouraging on a, a lot of levels so that was the most money, uh, most fun. Most fun. I mean, honestly, probably like I, I think maybe the the year like two thousands because two thousand four I rode Suzuki, but I did had some. I kind of was like had some pretty good finishes, and then um, they didn't choose to resign me because they brought Carmichael in, and then. Tortelli was much older than I was, so he had more experience with testing, and they were bringing along the 450. Um, so then hey, I, you got fourth and a fifth in the two series. I got, or I got fifth in Supercross, and then I think outdoors? something like yeah. that. But again, I was racing against the 450. Yeah. Um, Berlut wrenched, Berlut wrenching. Yep. So that like I and I worked super hard, and I did exactly what they asked of me, like as far as like training wise. And they hired a trainer for the team, and I was the only one who used them, and I did. T- the bulk of the testing that year, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, but then after I lost that spot there, then the MDK stepped up, and essentially I, for a while there, I tried to make it what um, use some of my partners that I had, you know, lasting relationships with to make it an, a, the equipment as competitive as it could. And then basically I, MDK bought me some stock bikes, and I made my own track with my – I rented tractors, made my own Supercross track, took those bikes that MDK bought me and showed up to the, which was the MGM then and got second after having no deal out of the back of a van. You got second in MGM one? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I remember that. Um, so that was probably one was of like my 50 most, grand, right? that was one of my most fun. Cause it's just like you, you know, like I did exactly yeah. what was expected of me from those guys because I wasn't getting paid like an elite rider. Like yeah. it would, they kind of, it was like a bonus heavy deal and I had a structured thing was pretty, it's pretty unique for the time. Um, and I did, like I said, I, I came to California like directly after outdoors in 03. So I did the whole build up and then I didn't necessarily, I didn't win, but I wasn't, I don't, I wasn't expecting yeah. myself to win. Neither were they. I don't, this for what I was getting paid. Right. But I right. made a lot of progress and then to have like nothing and then kind of be like, you know what? I got to really, yeah. This, buckle down. Yeah, I got to buckle down and really yeah. do something here. And then, kind of take these stock bikes and show up to MGM and get second was cool. And 2002 was his most fun year, Triple X, when I was a mechanic. That too. All right. Well, I guess just getting to the shorter no, version I of when I had kidding. fun was when you do well, right? Yeah. They just, yes. Because I take, I mean, like most everyone, I took it very serious. And When uh, you got, did you get three podiums in one year or just two? Uh, 450 Supercross. Three or four the one year in 06. Yeah, 06, yeah I killed it. All right. This one's from Alex Ray. Who was a better teammate? J-Law or DV? <laughs> well, J- J-Law, well, that, that whole year was frustrating for me for sure, but ultimately, like... J-Law was probably more fun than DV. No, nah, I mean, because I didn't know DV at all then either. Oh, yeah. I like, after so. that, I liked DV, but yeah. th- during that time, I... Because unless, unless you know DV and he explains his intentions for things, <laughs> you're like, this dude's an idiot. 
Yeah, but they don't know shit. But he's super smart. Like, he's smart. Right. But, but he's not going to sell you on how smart he no. is. So, right? So, like, he, he helped with yeah. some things. But in essence, like, he was, I don't think he was super, st- he, I don't think, I think he had an idea what he thought I was getting from the MDK guys. Oh, yeah. And he knew what he was getting wasn't that sweet. Yeah, yeah. So he necessarily wasn't, like, that stoked. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, it was kind of like a fun group. And then that year, I had some success at the beginning of yeah. the year. Lamson was the manager. Yeah, but yeah. then I got hurt. A bu- I got hurt twice bad that year. And so I, I legitimately missed most of the year. So it was pretty much just him. Yeah. So, I mean, I, for sure, I mean, I... That was a fun time. I used to wander over there. It was DV and Nick and Lamson. Yep. Chicks cool. liked each other. Kids running around. It was like a... Uh, it was like a little family, team family over there. Yeah, that was so. pre-kids for me. Was it? Yeah, okay. Yep. This one's from Troy Benjamin. Tricky, how many rounds of Supercross do you plan on flagging? Dude, the flagging thing got you like... It was amazing. It, I mean, it was amazing. You probably don't... I don't think you really want to talk about it, which I don't know why. It's ridiculous that you don't. But God, like people are loving that. They loved it. They loved that you did it. Uh, Davey Coombs maybe didn't, but no, he was cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, but I, I totally like. I was reluctant to get involved because obviously it's like a liability thing. And, yeah, oh and, yeah, and for then sure. Some of the folks maybe look like they're not doing what they should be doing, it, but I don't know what they were told, right? So yeah. they're instructed, and yeah. obviously I respect everyone who's helping or trying to. Well, help. of course, yeah. But I just and I've been in that position thirty times in my life, right? right? And I was standing on a hill where I could see it perfectly, where <clears throat> Plessinger crashed, lost his balance, and his bike went over the jump. His bike was on one side. He's on the and other. It's yeah. like up a hill, so no one can see his bike. <clears throat> Excuse me. Luckily, um, that day, they, the ruts coming up to it, were the, the part of the track was slower. So it wasn't in risk as much as it would have been in the past in that same section. But the other riders, their only option was to go off of the track into the water truck road to miss it. Mm-hmm. So I really had no option to run down there. I'm like, if I run down there right now, I'm going to just get smoked by yeah. these dudes going around the bike. Yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I can't cross the track and go down the other side. Yeah. So whenever there was like... A bit of a... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah well, then, because oh, my first thought was like, I can't even, I can't get down there to help them. Yeah. I can't. I'm going to get hit like right. easily for sure. And then <laughs> another kid like crashed and got hung up on the bike and he was sitting there like sitting duck on just get and I was yeah. like I can't just sit here and watch this kid get hurt. Yeah. So I sprinted down there next to the fence as close as I could luckily to not get hit and then I was then I'm on then I jumped in there and I fly yeah. obviously but it's just one of those things like if you can help yeah, do then it. you need to. Yeah. Like I just was when I, I when I it was a dis- determining factor of it wasn't if it was like I got I have to. I can't sit here and watch this kid get there was hurt. something, though, I totally agree with you, and I think you did the right thing, and I'm glad Davey saw it that way, but there was something like the flagger was doing the right thing that he was instructed to, and but it, wasn't he? And then yeah, everybody... I, don't, I don't know, because that's what the, uh, uh, the one flagger was, he said that he was told to not go onto the yeah. track, and I'm like, I, you do what you got to do, like, I'm yeah. going to help this kid. Like, I mean, I think you got to go on the track, that's your, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, maybe not for liability, but. Yeah, but that's the thing, like. What you did to me is what the flagger should be doing. But the thing is, too, is even at that position, you're coming up a hill. It was the afternoon, the sun, so yeah. everyone's looking yeah, down. Yeah. It wasn't as clear cut because right, I was right. like, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, 
I could get hit here. I could get hit here yeah. for sure, but I'm I'm maybe a little bit too confident in my agility compared to these other <laughs> folks that are out there in that same position that yeah, haven't yeah. had they right. haven't with the same reason why I have empathy for Plessinger and trying to help this kid who could get hit. Yeah. That also has got collected is the same reason why I'm good in yeah. that position because I have experience. Yeah. I've stood in the, I've stood in that track where I was flagging. Trying to drop some people, <laughs> stood in Plessinger's position, and the hey, other hey, kids. Yeah, you've been every, yeah, and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, this one's from Mark. What is Nick's best takeout on another rider? Oh boy. Oh man. We got we, Mathis and I got into this the other day a little bit because we were uh, talking about the upcoming podcast with an, another former racer. Yeah. But really, I, I never really chose to, like, just take somebody out unless I had to. You and Burner had one, right? No, he took me he out. He took you out. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually took us both out. But I mean, fair <laughs> enough. I think I was only mad because I was, like, in fourth, and I was, like, essentially going for the same move on Tedesco in front of me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, damn it. But yeah, I mean, like, uh, it just, I, I try not to ride like that because obviously you ride with the same guys all the time and the last thing you want to do is hurt anybody. Yeah. I can vouch for Nick. You didn't really have any enemies out there. You didn't create enemies. You didn't make, you, I mean, like, you know I, what I mean? I mean, like, there was a bit, there's been a plenty of times where I rode aggressively, but I mean, it, yeah. a lot of times it was out of necessity. Yeah. Like I took, I took Fonseca out at Pontiac 99. Cause I'm like, I'm not gonna let this dude beat me at every race. It's just, what's up. Yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, this one's from Dan Lubert. Nick, what's your opinion on leaving test tracks ungroomed so riders can adjust to tracks that get beat down by the time the main event rolls around? Uh, hear, I hear DV and some other ex-riders talk about this stuff, DV specifically. Um, I think there's a lot to do with, like, Alden's program and riding in Florida based on the track conditions there. And it's not because they leave it. And it's it's because it has grip, and I think you can only trend, like you can legitimately only push yourself if you can ride to 100% level. And if you're in that Lake Elsinore at three in the afternoon and you can just baby around the track and do a yeah. 20 lapper, then that's not the same as going somewhere where you can have full traction and ride the hard as you can. Yeah, get your heart rate up and that, get yeah. yeah. That's yeah. just that's just it's just training, right? So I, sure. I, I've never really heard I've that theory. Really, no, that's one. That's that, it, that's 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 real. Yeah. It's because, like, say, um, I help Dakota Tedder a, a fair bit, and I make it, like, part of the program to dozer in the corners now because at the races they leave the, the corners loose, mm -hmm. so there's ruts and stuff. But that's not, like, an old dry hard rut. Yeah, no. So, like, we talked about earlier about who's riding East Coast, West Coast, who would be suitable, but – and then you talked to Adam about, like, the, you know, riding back yeah. there versus here. But ultimately, like, Anaheim, like, we knew – 2000 early 2000s it doesn't exist anymore yeah, yeah every like you watched every like because i would do that kawasaki track preview lap yep. and that every corner is super loose by the time you go to the second heat race it's super rutted in every turn yeah yeah they've gotten better with dirt management i remember and on the, on the flip side indy and, and and detroit and st louis would be just six foot ruts well those are gone too now same as pontiac right? yeah but that's yeah. like that's it's almost like the ones that they don't have a, it's it, it is the races where they do not have a monster jam previous to us yeah are the ones that have better dirt and it's softer but even if they have a monster jam then you turn into like detroit yeah been the last few years yep. where it's just super icy super, hard yep. pack yep. but then the corners still they'll prep them to where to where it has it's loose, so it's rut. So it'll be a rut into like some super hard pack base. Yeah. 
So it's not, it's just, it's, it's evolved. And yeah. essentially like to, when the conditions will allow you to ride as hard as you can, you need to be able to be fit enough to ride as hard so as you So to can. you, East Coast grip training guys, East Coast dirt is good for anything. Like it's good for, yep. yep. Because essentially right. like everybody's going to figure it out. Yeah. And you're pushing yourself, you're gripping right. your bike. Everybody's going to figure it out uh, and you're just essentially riding to, riding to your 100% capability each time. So then you, every time you ride, your 100% becomes another level. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, instead you, of out there babying you're it like, around. You're like, you're like, you're like, this with the throttle and because it's not, you can't. And yeah. it's not like it was when I first started racing pro on a two stroke because it's just hard to do some obstacles or yeah. McGrath or yeah, these elite level riders are doing something different. That's like going to, going to make or break their race. Doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen. You hear, right. you hear all these young guys talking about they're going to hit a quad or you see all these Instagram posts about a quad. If there was, if if you would sign me up this week for Anaheim, and there was a quad that you do that all of a sudden you're gonna make make in the main, and all of a sudden you get first or second, I'll hit that quad. Just yeah. do that. Yeah. But there's not a yeah. quad. It doesn't happen. It doesn't. It's not. It like it might be marginally faster. Yeah. But you could double, double, double down that lane and crush the corners for and twenty the laps. Or yeah. For twenty laps. Because yeah. yeah. right now, even how it is now with the time mains and how they prep the corners, it's. There is no other time where doing some specific jump doesn't yeah. matter as much as it does now. Yeah. Interesting. All right, next question. Um, this one's from Seabog. Nick, I'm a former Michigan MX rider that now lives in Idaho. Baja Acres is my favorite track that I've ridden on. How does it compare to national tracks, in your opinion? This is a subject in which I've always been um, really proud to have grown up in Michigan and thankful of all of the clubs and the tr- tracks. Hey, Steve, pay attention, dude. I'm listening. doing a radio show here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. Touche. Yeah, over there on your email and whatever. No, it's Twitter. Yeah. But, yeah, like, the the obviously, I Michigan see. comes with its own set of problems because you can't ride all year. But at the same time, I was, you know, when the tracks got tough and where there was conditions where it was grueling, I was always at my best. And I remember, you know, we'd have the, the Silverdome races it would be like a silver dome series where you qualify to race the dome on the amateur day which was the pontiac supercross and we'd have a series before that which essentially like two of the races would be half snow on the side of the track (laughs) and some of these races i rode on 60s and 80s with taking into account the ratio size of the wheels versus the size of the ruts there is not a mud race in which i could ever ride in that would be (laughs) that bad bad. (laughs) like you you work for kelly smith and he grew up in the same type of stuff yeah and like you obviously know, I mean, he excelled and yeah. the conditions were bad. Uh, high point, 2000. I got second that day. So, so the win. Yeah. First ever win for KTM wish your in, K- in America. Wish your spark plug would have fallen out, but yeah. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes my <laughs> bike just kept running. Sometimes, <laughs> amazingly enough, my bike just kept running. Yeah, but getting back to the subject, the tracks in Michigan are unreal. There's probably five, six that are just what about, uh, probably, probably some of the best places to is ride. Is that track in the road race facility still there? Grattan, yep. Grattan? Yep, because even when you went there, it was brand new. So yeah. since then, it's had yeah. 15 years of right. making it better so I'm, i haven't been there in a long time right. but i'm sure it's even better log road yeah log road's still a great track there's a practice track in michigan now called martin that's like awesome they rip it super deep and it's six ruts every oh, yeah. they've read twice a week that ton of my friends go to baja mm-hmm. acres i went there for an answer grass toots roots tour uh ride day and fly racing i thought to, i thought to myself no wonder i had so many crashes that i thought were crazy bad one 60s and 80s because it is it's sandier than southwick in <laughs> right. most spots out there so yeah i'm i'm proud to have oh, actually i'm thankful to have so his question was is, is it a national track by hike oh yeah absolutely yeah 
I mean, I don't, like the layout could be changed yeah. to where it'd be better, right. but yeah, absolutely, the right. facility would definitely be a national swing at Baja Acres on an eighty. Oh man, I mean, obviously, I'm like a little jaded because I don't, I don't really know if what I thought was good was uh, actually I've good because I was little, yeah, right? But I've heard stories. Billy Swiss. Feltz posted a photo of a DMC eighty the other day, and it was like he said John Kitch and Swink were the only two others that had a bike like his. Yeah. And I remember Eddie Warren's dad was like Swink's. Helped tune okay. his stuff, and yeah. I'd always like be over there checking it. I was tiny, so I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how I even remember that. All right, um, Nick, this one is from LAX Defense Coach. There's a burning building, and you can only save one: Mathis, Mitch Payton, or your kids' bikes. What do you save? Just one. Just one. Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save Mathis and Mitch, man. Can't just one. Just one? Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's... <laughs> he looks so confused. He does. He doesn't understand this game. Yeah. He doesn't get it. I feel, like, I feel like I got this dad strength. I will just put Mathis on my back and then... Wheel Peyton out? Yeah, wheel Peyton out. All right, next question. Uh, this one's from Grant Rivard about fantasy. Will there be a published list for handicaps each week? And if so, will they be locked in on a specific day with no changes prior to the race? Yeah, how's that work? Um, yes, they will be probably by Monday, locked in, and they'll be posted on the site. You know, you'll go on, same thing as, as if you're going to go pick your riders, you'll be able to see riders and their handicaps for that week. And then once they're locked in on Monday, they will not change at all for the rest of the week. On Monday? On Monday. Wow, that's gonna, a lot of work going to go down on Sunday and Monday. Well, you do it Saturday, you know, you Saturday night, a lot of it will be um, mostly automated. You know what we need to do? So, I've always said this about fantasy games. If a guy is hurt and isn't riding, mm-hmm. leave him on the list. If these guys, if you're playing fantasy and you don't know the guy's hurt, screw you. Totally, I agree with that. Because if you if you can't just fake it and win, like you can't, you like you're right. You got to put these pitfalls in there where you actually need to pay attention. Yeah, pay attention. That's my thinking. I don't know. I agree. With I could that. be overruled, but. I'm going to have to change some stuff if that's the case. Okay. All right. well, whatever. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Nick, Kill McStovepipe wants to know. Is there any questions for me or just everything is about Nick Way? Everything is about Nick Way. Fuck. It's always about Nick Way. Yeah. It was that way in 2002, too. Yeah. 2017. Here we yeah. are. By the way, nobody bonused me better in, in as a mechanic than Nick Way in 2002, everybody. Love Tim Ferry, Kelly Smith, Birdwell, all these guys. Nick Way was by far the best paying bonus money ride I've ever had. Just want to say that. I'm still not going to ask you any questions. All right, though. okay. Uh, Nick, who's the 2018 450 champ going to be? Oh, coming in hot. I would think uh, if I got to, if I'm. You got to get us one yeah, guy. Yeah, Eli Tomac. Me too. It wasn't for you. All right, thanks. God, you're a jerk. <laughs> uh, Steve. Yeah. When you won your overall with Kelly Smith, did it bother you that ESPN had the wrong name when they interviewed you? <laughs> My one fucking moment of glory. And I was Mike Wiesner. <laughs> Damn it. No, I don't care. I, I got interviewed a bunch. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Mike Wiesner, good dude. Yeah. They, but somehow, like, that that was listed as Kelly's mechanic. Well, he was his mechanic was, the year to before. Start the year. No, to start the year to he start was, that too. Year yeah. Too. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I got then I got moved in, in over. So no, it doesn't bother me. Like whatever. 
This one's from Kirk Rogers for Nick. Do you think the AMA should use ex-racers like you to help with penalties like Formula One does? Formula One does that? Oh, who knew? Huh. You would if you watched Formula One. Yeah, I, I do think I do think that um, uh, Steve and I were talking about this earlier, and Trey's kind of trying to front something which has kind of been something that myself and some others have talked to Feld and the AMA about in the past as far as like uh, just giving the riders and teams of a specific voice for track concerns or penalties. Yeah. It, the, the thing that Trey's been speaking of recently is about the track specifically. Um, but I think uh, he's talking about a potential like a committee, including myself and Tim Ferry and Wyndham and some other ex-executives from manufacturers and such. Uh, but yeah, I think as far as the penalties, like say, uh, I guess this is a, probably a bad example. Speaking of Trey already, and and using this example, but the black flag with the black flag yeah, with Chad, with Chad and yeah. him, it it just it all goes. It's it's a rider's perspective, and it goes back to exactly what I talked about with the flagging situation. Yeah, like no one, you, you it's really hard to understand that the situation unless you've been there and understand the emotions behind it and what you think of happened and what happens, how someone had ridden against you in years previous. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I absolutely agree with getting some sort of writer's committee to help with some of those. Because ultimately, especially the penalty side, nobody takes anybody serious with that. Right, right. I understand that uh, John Gallagher... They've taken some things away from him this year for 2018, and it's going to be more of a committee approach with um, the AMA guy and Feld and everybody. Uh-huh. So they're kind of like, hey, don't just make these judgment calls right on the spot. Yeah. Let's all review them and think about these things. Well, and also, it, you know? it also that goes back to taking some liability out of his hands, right? Yeah. Probably the things in the forefront that they're speaking of would be the Osborne incident with Savachi. And then Tomac and Dungey. And uh, Jason Anderson. Jason and Anderson and yeah. Freeze. Jason yeah. Anderson and Reed. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so many things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next Th- question. This one's from Randy. Why won't the Belayed? power. Huh? Belayed? Sure. Okay. Why so, won't the powers that be allow people to watch replays of the Supercross races? The Monster Energy Supercross YouTube channel only shows highlights of the races. So, how are new fans supposed to get into the sport? If they can't even watch old races, I didn't know they did this. Yeah, I would yeah. like the answer to that honestly myself too, because I I have a uh, like there's a loft like this in my house, and I have it. It's a full gym room, uh-huh. and I would run on the treadmill at like a really high pace for the entire main in the morning before I go to the track. Oh, and then a couple of years ago, which it doesn't, it's irrelevant now. It's the only reason I noticed though is because yeah. they stopped having the full length on YouTube because I would have to have them taped. But then they only have some. But then, if they only have the highlights, can you purchase a package in which you can ride the re, like watch? Yeah, like, you can't. I, I don't of. think you can because no. I I look through to see and I couldn't find it. And so they used I, to not be as as into like uh, taking. A lot of people would post like the full race on YouTube anyway. Yeah, like a bootleg one. Exactly. But then they're like obviously flagging those now or whatever. Now they're getting those taken down. They used to not care as much, but now they're now they're getting them all taken down. Yeah, because um, absolutely the time when I was the, the time that I speak of where I would watch them, they weren't produced by Feld. They were just Johnny X Y Z put them up. Yeah. 
what are they doing it for? Like, you can't buy them, you can't sell them. So, that's, what are you doing? That's what I. I mean, I went on a, a little bit of a Twitter rant earlier about this. Like, these companies are so they're kind of stuck in in their ways, and they're not seeing the bigger picture where you know everything is going digital, everything's on demand. Um, you know, that's kind of kind of the direction things are headed, and and a lot of these companies, yeah. uh, big companies, UFC included. I mean, there's a lot of them that are so adamant about taking things down for copyright reasons. And I get, I get the legalities of it because they sort of have to, um, in a sense, because if they don't, then it opens up another bag of worms for, for a lot more. But, um, the least they could do is like give some kind of outlet for people to do it legally, you know, like an on-demand thing, mm -hmm. like the outdoors did last year. I was happy to pay for that. And then I could go back and watch the races. By the way, that was whenever. a huge hit. Yeah, it was amazing. That's NBC sports app, the gold app, huge hit, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well worth it yeah. because you can watch it live. You can watch it later if you want, uh, whenever you want, full length. Yeah. So, I mean, Supercross I think needs something like that too because I just happened to watch the Super the Salt Lake Supercross. It was on TV yesterday. It was a Supercross rewind. I think my so. DVR has two years of races on it, so I can just go back and watch them. I don't know, maybe not, but we got, we got I got my DVR. I don't clean my DVR very often, so I don't know. Uh, right. It's silly. Yeah, I agree. Eric Harvey wants to know, where will J-Mart finish in his West Coast 450 rides? So that's established that he's riding west. Yeah. Um, he's riding east. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, J-Mart will go <coughs> 10, 9, 12 in the first three rounds. 10, 9, 12. Yeah. How's that, Nick? Uh, I saw him ride today. He looks better than 10th. But okay. at the same time, maybe my uh, view as what 10th is is skewed. There's a lot of dudes now. Yeah. All right. Alex Smith wants to know, ask Nick how he got the NYK nickname and what does it stand for, if anything? Uh, I think at a pretty young age, I had a lot of kids in my classes at school, like multiples where I was always Nick W. Nick, and I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm like, I'm the Nick, dude. Get out of here. I got yeah. no time for you guys. Beat it. Yeah. If you go back to the PC days, he'll do interviews and he'll be like, this is the Nick. Like, <laughs> then you're watching ESPN2 or... Bernardo or whatever. Yeah, a little, you, a little cocky. You did that, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, did that. Um, Gary Sharp wanted to know, with Kennard on last week, was there any buzz from riders or team owners uh, concerning what he was trying to accomplish? Has there yeah. been anything like that? No, I didn't hear much. Um, I'm interested. He's going to round one for Feld, like Nick said, and we'll see what happens from there. Uh, Keel wants to know, Steve, are you shitting gold from people buying your Fantasy Moto gig you got going? No. But seriously, what's the numbers look like? They're good. I'm happy with them. I think they're good. I mean, a lot of people sign up the week of Anaheim 1. There's no doubt. That'll be when the most signups happen. We're going to do a podcast this week, a little more in-depth about the rules and the scoring and the handicaps and everything. Um, no, I'd, it'd be better, uh, Keel, if I could uh, kill off my partners and then collect their percentages of the of the games. So. As soon as you figure out how to make the website yourself? Yes. Go ahead. Yes, I'm working on that. Okay. Um, that's all for tweets. BTOsports.com. Use the code. Save some money. Love the BTO guys. All right, Nick. So it's time. You guys talking about killing each other over here to each other. Yeah. <laughs> killing each other off. Yeah, that's, then, what, that's what we do. Okay. Yeah. So I did this with Watson. I did this with GL. We are trying to get to the bottom of the best Nick way ever. And what I'm talking about, Nick, are you listening? Yeah. I'm talking about riding performance. I'm talking about like money made. I'm talking about personal life happiness. I'm talking about like just everything in your life, not just results. 
Okay, so all of it together. You know, you're still married to the same lovely woman that you always have been. So you haven't had, you know, personal too much ups and downs. So, you know, maybe that doesn't apply here. Watson, it greatly applies <laughs> to his personal life. So, but I mean everything. Personal life, speed on the track, money made, how you felt about yourself and your life and everything else. Okay, so we got a, it's a, it's a bracket, Nick Way bracket. We'll tweet this out later. It's Pro Circuit Nick Way versus YOT Nick Way. It's MDK versus Nick Way and Suzuki Nick Way, and they're going to meet in a, in a semifinal. And then on the other bracket, it's Triple X Nick Way. God, I hope that one wins. Mach 1 Nick Way, okay? Then it's Big Nasty Nick Way. That's, that's when you're doing your own deal. I couldn't really figure it out any other way. And J-Law Nick Way on the other side of the bracket. And we're going to get to the bottom of which Nick Way segment in your life was the best Nick Way. Okay? All right. You break in as a rookie with Pro Circuit. You somehow never win a 125 Supercross despite probably leading 800 laps in your time at Pro Circuit. You win Outdoor National at Millville. Okay? Winning that race, beating Ricky Carmichael. The YOT Nick Way was a shorter span but still lots of success you rode a 250 on the west for them one year and killed it you know kind of like a part-time yeah, guy yeah i only i rode only for them for one year was it just one yeah, okay one year. so and then you rode a 125 which maybe wasn't the greatest well yeah the 125 was a pretty good bike it just i, I yeah my practice bike i couldn't keep running because it would break the transmission in the whoops like every time <laughs> i rode it okay so pc nickway versus yot nickway uh, I mean, PC, me, I, as an amateur, I grew up riding Kawasaki, and then I was able to get into the pro circuit team with awesome support. Uh, I had some pretty good results from the get-go. I had some injuries that held me back, but um, the second year racing, I, like I said, like you said, I got second in Supercross a year, and then fourth outdoors and won a race, and yeah. ton tons of podiums and tons of potential, and then... Yeah, I mean, I learned a lot. I mean, obviously, PC, PC Nickway probably had better results for sure. But, but I I'm, mean, this is everything, though, not just results. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't I, – I, I always – the first year that I raced professional, I was my first year riding all year round and not uh, – I had never raced – ridden in the wintertime. Um, so it was a bit of a shock to me to take it so dead serious and somebody else making me feel like you were like, what? Well, having somebody else make me feel like they were taking it more serious than I do, which yeah. is Mitch's way, <laughs> right? you know, yeah. took me aback because I didn't like, cause coming mm. from Michigan and me not yeah. riding in the winter and me riding on, like I took a stick through my cheek between my helmet and my goggles because a tree had so much snow on it. It stabbed me between my it helmet, didn't even, yeah, yeah. between my helmet and goggles. <laughs> I don't know many of my other peers that would be out there riding. Right. Right. Not saying that they're not committed. Yeah. No. But so I, there was a bit of a shock to have people question my commitment. Yeah. So I wasn't necessarily super stoked when I rode for the pro circuit team, although they had a great, awesome support. And yeah. I, obviously tons of those guys are still my friends. Of course. So I wasn't necessarily happy there, I guess. But so you go YOT? No, I 100% still. Oh, okay. P, <laughs> still he P, sold it hard. Still PC okay. me here. All right. Yeah. PC way. Okay, MDK Nick Way on a Honda and a KTM, podium 450 Supercrosses. 
You talked about, you know, we, we talked about you being the highest placing KTM rider ever in 450 Supercross until what's his nuts came along. What's his nuts, Dungey? Yep. And then Suzuki Nickway, we just said fifth and sixth in the two series. Probably, if you were to look overall combined uh, points, you're probably number three or four that year. Probably. Probably something like that. Uh, good, strong look. JT said it was your strongest look. The two seven on the with the gear. Yeah, I think, uh, but without question, like Suzuki was a good stepping stone for me and another turning point in my career because I just had I'd worked with some folks that were dead serious about it, had a lot of experience with Ian Harrison yeah. and, and DeCoster and working with Berlutti, Berlutti and, yep. and a lot of these folks that had a lot of ex- lot more experience than I did. I was still young at the time. You probably deserved another year there. At least. at least that's the way I felt, yep. right? Because oh, I, yeah. I was doing it exactly the way. Right. Because essentially, DeCoster had it set up with this guy, Todd Jacobs, which is a great – he's a great dude. Uh, he trained he trained with Pastrana when Pastrana yep. was doing well, obviously. Yep. He still does, I think. I see him on some of these TV shows with Pastrana. Um, so I did exactly what was asked of me. Worked with him. I made huge gains outdoors and never, obviously, tried to do my best, right? Uh, the NDK came up and they were kind of going through the process of building a team and I was the guy they were starting to build a team yep. around which I had a lot of pride in and I took took very seriously Um, 06 I had some great results got oh, yeah. some podiums and like alluding to your overall position I was that, that would I would I was for sure fourth overall of all of the points behind Carmichael Stewart and Reed right so that probably 2006 was probably my best year as a professional. So, MDK is in that one, yeah. All right. And then the years you spent there also, you know, so uh, on the money you made there. Okay. Well, the Suzuki was cool, like, right? Like, everyone yeah. wants to be a part of the oh, Suzuki yeah. thing, but yeah. it, it kind of, when I did it exactly how they wanted to, and I showed progression, and, then and still, I meet these yeah. specific goals in which they couldn't have had much higher ones for me. Right, right. When they signed me for the amount of money in which they did. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, "Hey, yeah, see you later." Yeah, which yeah. I, which I don't. I mean, I, I get it. It's a business, yeah. but at the same time, right. Right. I, I was happy to have the the support that I did from MDK. And not only that, I was able to do it. They, it was almost, they almost had enough faith in me that I was almost kind of my own thing. Some of the decisions we made up until the KTM were of mine. Uh, next side of the bracket, Moto Triple X Nickway, top privateer marks in Supercross. Just me and him in a box fan. Me jetting it, me tuning the suspension, me eating ro- top ramen out of a hubcap on the side of the road. It's not true. And One time with Motor Triple X's um, credit card, we did go to the grocery store and bought stuff for JT's house where we stayed. Okay. That happened. So you were living. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, built, that we, we had to build the back of the box fan up. We had to put I don't know if you in. did that. Oh, yeah. I, I I put those shelves in there I, like I, night I, before A1. I, I helped out too. Yep. Versus Mach 1 Nickway, which was now some older factory Yamaha equipment. Um, same bike, two-stroke. Crappy mechanic named Kibby. Okay. Uh, barely getting around, sucking balls. No, I'm just kidding. Triple uh, X Nickway versus Mach 1 Yamaha Nickway. Yeah, so these are the couple years after Yamaha the Troy. Troy. First two years in the 250 class. Yeah, yeah. yep. So I I did well on the opposite coast on Yamaha Troy. My last year riding 125, I was think of sixth or seventh. Yeah, yeah. As the series went east, which was, I didn't know what to expect. But I, I was surprised Yamaha Troy let me ride that many 250 races. Um, Flipper probably just forgot about it. Yeah, I don't know. 
so I wasn't so going into the next year I pointed out and I was fully expecting to ride for with I was expecting to be I think both of us were expecting to be McGrath's teammate yes at, with Larry Brooks as the team manager and then at the last second they decided instead of taking a big Sobe deal or something they had lined up where someone of my age could have been his teammate, they went with Bud Light, which I wasn't 24 or however old you had to be to be. I didn't know the story. Yeah, that's the, that's that. the story. Oh, okay. Because that, that was the year they were Bud Light. Yeah. So then as, they, the Bud Light, as the Bud Light sponsor progressed, you had to be 24, I think, and I was 21. 20? All I know is I told Brooks, hey, man, do I have the job? You have the job. Okay. I'm going to go to tell KTM that I'm leaving. So I have a job. You tell them you're leaving. You're set. And I told KTM I'm leaving. Yeah, no, my, my, deal, was, my no, deal was in writing, too. And I had no job. Yeah. <laughs> so then we kind of came together, you and I, pretty late to yeah. do this Motor Triple X thing. And then really it was it was the first um, time that you were, Steve Cycle and your thriftiness behind the scenes and you organizing stuff and making it work. A lot of phone calls. Yeah, for Because sure. I had done the same thing with Way, or, uh, no, with Ferry in 99. Uh, yep. So I'm like, I got to do this again. Yep. I got to get on the phone. I got to call these guys. Yep. Me and Kyle Lewis butted heads a little bit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, and, it, and it was stressful for me because you, you didn't necessarily, like, you you knew way more than you would let on no, to me. And I'm obviously you, younger. You always right? say that. But well, you do because you would always mess with me with, like, just a little stuff. And I'd be like, all right, because I would always be checking you. And you're obviously sick of me checking you. Yeah, But, I, be, I, but I, like, no, totally you were. <laughs> but I was of, because, like, this whole situation with triple X, I did the same thing as an amateur. Cause my dad, he didn't like, he didn't have, I didn't have a practice mechanic. Yeah. My dad would keep my bike running. And then beyond that, like <laughs> figure it out, buddy. <laughs> so I like all of those skills came into a play, but then obviously Mach one was more of a factory. So type you, took, effort. you took the success of triple X and turned it into a Mach one ride. Yeah. Cause I got, I got support directly from Yamaha oh, and it was essentially gonna, like a year he's old. He's going to say Mach one. He's gonna say Mach one. Mach one, yeah. Fuck. No, the, 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 those two years. Well, I mean, Mach one. I got uh, I got fourth yeah. in the series. Yeah, big shit, big deal. I got Fucking. I got fourth in the Supercross series. Yeah, That's pretty good. Beat it. Triple X was better. Okay, and the last last round or last side of that bracket. Your yourself, your Mandingo Pickles, big nasty Nick Way team that you ran for many years. Yep. Versus your J Law Nick Way, which was a sick looking bike. Well, the J-Law thing came together because I thought that it was supposed to be Yamaha Troy. Yep. And I had a relationship with, uh, I still do, a friend of mine named John Brada, who was uh, managing the AMPM purchasing side. And he's moved, he's moved on to a different job now. But at that point, uh, Monster and Rockstar were trying to move one of those shot, like a five-hour energy size yeah drink yep. and essentially john brada was allowing me to position next to the um cash out the the cashier yeah at those retail stores a product that endorsed that that sponsored me yeah so i was on my way to do a rock star deal and seb Kovic kept hitting me up hitting me up hitting me up and then i was like well i'm not turning around i'm gonna go finish this deal with these guys and do something different and then he told me what uh, I thought it was going to be, and then it turned into be something a little bit different. Although it wasn't terrible by any means, it, it wasn't what I was expecting, nor did I have right. a plan for it. Yeah. So it was a bit of a trying year for me. Although everyone involved tried super hard, and I really appreciate their help. Um, bike was sick looking. A bike was sick looking. I was. I was. I guess I was. Yeah. <laughs> That's about. The- <laughs> but as far as like my my team mafia moto crew thing, I I um, that was after I got hurt. 
in 2012 and I decided if I want to keep racing, I'm going to do it on my own so I can make sure that I have at least the best equipment that I have, yep. which is another residual from the J-Law thing. Yeah, where you learned. Where, like, like, yeah. where I like, you know, <laughs> evolved and, I, and I'm like, I need to learn more. And then as I was injured, I learned tons about the engine and some other things on the bike in which I wasn't necessarily feeling comfortable about paying retail for. <laughs> so I learned, uh, I learned a lot of learned things about that. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned, just learned, I learned a lot of things and learned where I could get these pieces and parts made that I knew that I needed to be a certain way. And plus Rick Ash, the former engine guy at Kawasaki helped me a lot in teaching me those type of things that I needed to know. So yeah, I mean the Mafia Moto Mafia, things yeah. ahead of that. Okay. Uh, Final, I'm, I'm, getting the, I'm getting kind of long-winded here, yeah. Final four. PC Nickway. Yeah. MDK Nickway. Uh, like I said, the, 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 with the MDK, I had a, there was a lot of reasons why I was proud, right? Because I, I took, felt like yes. I took the bull by the horns. Yeah. and I'd, You were the guy the team was based out of. And, and, yeah. and a lot yeah. of those decisions on the bike and stuff and some of the sponsorship stuff, I was involved in a lot of those meetings to make that team go around. So. Yep. I felt pretty good about that. So, yeah, the MDK. Although the PC days were, were good. I mean, I for sure had some good results, and right. I'm appreciative of the relationships I still have from them. MDK goes ahead to the finals. MDK Honda or MDK TM? MDK. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Mach 1 versus Mafia Moto Crew in the bottom bracket. I mean, on both of them, I learned a lot. I mean, I think as far as like if where I'm at today and how I can help some people that I am helping them now, uh-huh. I think some of the things, like a lot of the lessons I learned from my Mafia Moto Crew team stuff um, has direct effect on how I'm, I can help folks moving forward on things that I learned then. So, I, and, and on top of that, like I bought the truck to... Um, have a race team and hopefully try to propel my Mafia Moto Crew apparel brand. Mm-hmm. Um, that's th- that we're using that truck for the Answer Grassroots Tour, which is important to me now, and I have a lot of pride in what we're doing there. So, I'd yeah, say I've, I've I'd, had, I know people who went to them; they, they love it. That was great. You yeah, killed it. Yeah. So that's cool. FlyRacing.com, everybody. Um, okay, so MTK KTM Honda. Yeah, so I'd say the, I'd say the Mafia Moto Crew stuff. Mafia Moto Crew. Was the better yeah. of those two? Yeah, it just—I mean, I mean, I did obviously. I'd had more results on the Mach One. I w- I was proud of the fourth in the Supercross series overall. Moto Triple X, but which I was there too because I have a, a longtime friend of mine was always like he was always surprised when I could do things that surprised him. And I remember coming back, mailman. I remember coming back after the first race at Anaheim, where legitimately you and I were working like really late into the night to put some shelving in yes. the box van and stuff. And you drove down there, and I met you there the next day. And I remember passing. We had Maxxis tires on our bike. Yeah. And we passed Kevin Windham on the last lap for like six or seven. Seventh, yeah. And then my friend came back to the thing, and he was like, he'd always talk about dying cockroach. Like, I'm being happy, and he had his legs and his arms in the air, like doing this (laughs) under the tent. And I'm like, this guy. (laughs) Uh, The final, MDK versus Mafia Moto Crew. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think um, as far as like what I wanted to start racing for and why I was, why I raced is because t- to do well and my my best years racing. Making a four fifty Supercross podium is, you know, no joke. Yeah, I mean, and, and legitimately, I got a lot of starts and I led some laps ahead of some guys that I'll, yeah. I still look up to. They're riding to this yeah, day. Like Tim so. Ferry. I mean, if MDK's MDK me is probably the best me. MDK is the best. 
That's really loud. Woo! MDK Nickway. The, be <laughs> the best Nickway. Really broke that down. Really broke it Spent down. Spent much more time on it than, say, Watson or GL. <laughs> there was, like, actual thought. Right, the, yeah. right. <laughs> hey, like, the, going back to the MDK thing, so two things. He's like, not done. When they, yeah. <laughs> when they did, well, I'm just, how I made it work, right? right like, because right. the, um, what, what, they World Supercross? Yeah, we had World Supercross. Yeah, then, so yeah. 2000, it was the end of 2005, I guess, so everyone first started riding four strokes, and then everyone started riding the World Supercross rounds. Well, the MDK merged with, like, the motorsport team. Yep. And Mark Johnson was the team manager, and he didn't see a lot of value in going to that the Canadian rounds. Yep. So he he they so MDK sent the bike, sent sent my bike there, and I took my wife and um, my trainer Randy Lawrence at the time, mm -hmm. and that was just it was us on the bike. That was it. And yeah. like my mechanic, he you know whatever he messed up a little bit, but the the main cover on the clutch. So I'm like trying to borrow 1211. Yeah. And RL's trying to act like he can't help me because he's trying to be a trainer, right? Like although he's a mechanic, You're like, bro. whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, dude. But he he like took me to the gate and pit boarded me, and it's just there's like there's there's so many things like this. The things that I'm most proud of about my racing is like when the the cards were dealt against me, I made it fucking work. Right. Yeah, you are. Uh, I, I mean, I hate to swear, but I yeah. fucking made it work. You're the, you're the, um, I don't know if you were a superstar in the sport, but I, I, I'd say you were a star of the sport for many years, and you're the grittiest star of the sport I think I've ever known. Like, there ain't too many guys at your caliber that would get in there and get dirty. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, <laughs> you're really, that's, I, I mean this in the best way. Like, yeah, th thanks. I like mean, I, and I know, and I know yeah. too, because I mean, like, you, you respect the fact that I'm like I respect what you did as a mechanic for so long. Oh yeah, no, no. Because I, I, like I come like, my, I mean, I'm, my parents are like blue collar workers, right? Think so. how many racers run into obstacles yeah. and just go fuck it, I, like I can't do it. Like well, fuck and, it. And not like, only that too, like I like, I even see like my position with being a racer is like I just ch truly genuinely love to race. And maybe when I was like we talked to Adam earlier and he set his goals so high from such a young age. Yeah. Dude, I was mesmerized by watching the professionals at the Pontiac yeah. Silverdome. Uh, right. It was everything that I could muster as far as like in my, in my highest dreams to become a pro racer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let alone like be sponsored by a factory team. Yeah, like Wardy signed your uh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wasn't like, dude, I want to win. I want to race and be the best ever. <laughs> like that, right. like, I, yeah. I, I, that's not, that's it. I just wanted to be, a, maybe I didn't, you know, because looking back on things, I for sure didn't set my goals high enough. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But ultimately, like that, I mean, I just genuinely love to ride dirt bikes and I still do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm absolutely right. And I just, I, you've, I, I've known you well over the years and yeah, you're just not going to let... You're just like, ah, fuck it. It's hard work. It's hard work. Yeah. And so that's what you got to do. Like, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to. Um, if, if you needed a bike, if there was ever a point in this career, this, if this, ch of this chart. Probably every where, one of these years I bought a bike. Yeah. Where you're just like, I'm going to buy, I, I don't have a ride, but you know what? I'm going to buy a bike. Well, they don't change that. I always said like, they, like they're not going to change the date on the first race because <laughs> you're not ready. Right. But guys, some guys now, ah, I don't have a bike. No one's calling me. Like, you're like, what? Yeah. Go buy a bike. You know, so Nick Quay, the grittiest star in the sport. Uh, 702-586-757. We got a little bit more time here, uh, but we're wrapping it up with Nick Way on the uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. MDK Nick Way, the best Nick Way. 
Uh, Pookie might argue with that. She might say the 2017 Nick Way is the best Nick Way. But uh, that's just her. Uh, 702-586-757. Anytime for voicemails. Marks, let's play these. Hey, it's great Jeff Mercer calling. I was wondering what the fascination with Kenny Watson is. He kind of comes across as a, as a special needs kind of guy. Lame. <laughs> He's not that interesting, and Fuck I you. don't get it. But yet, then on his Inside the Butt podcast, he's got Radical Ryan Dungey, which was a pretty good interview. But you can't talk to Radical Ryan Dungey as good as you are. I just don't. I just don't get Kenny Watson's appeal. But he seems to have a lot of pull in the industry. What is it about him? People just feel sorry for him, or what? Ah. Uh, yeah, I mean, legitimately would like to know. And also, how come you can't get an interview with Roger DeCoster? I think that's the uh, that would be a great interview. Um, Just think. Yeah, Watson, bro. He's, he's Kenny Watson. I mean, how do you describe him, Marks? Um, we don't have enough time. He's a he's a he's Watson riddle within a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the. He's making things happen. Him and Hanny. And as far as the Coster, uh, I've interviewed DeCoster a few times. Um, I have asked him to come on this show, and he's always said he's been busy. I haven't asked him a ton, but I've asked him two or three times, and he's always like, ah, I got something going on. So we'll get him on at some point, I think. Or maybe he does DMXS, so maybe he doesn't want to do another show. You know, I think sometimes, too, some of the guys that don't know me, Nick, they think that on this show that all we do is, like, get you on and, like, we just start fucking talking shit and like I, I don't know like I think these people think we're like animals on this show, like we that's all we do is because all they hear in, is did you hear what happened on Pulp or did you hear this or, and I think people have this 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 thing if they don't listen that we're just calling you to trap you to get you to say something like which is far from the truth, but I think if most you of the time in most of the time, uh, so I, I think too like you being around the races. You've always, every time you've at, been at the races, every time you've been busy. Kinda. I mean, you're what doing do you mean? you're doing something. Like, yeah. So you're not you haven't necessarily been accessible and seeked out conversation with Roger DeCoster until the last few years when you haven't had six other jobs you're doing where you don't have you have time. Like yeah, no. It's, I, it's yeah. since you haven't been doing the X brand goggles services. That's been the time. That's is the most time you have. Oh yeah, to spend sure. with people. So yeah. essentially, you're coming from point zero with these guys and building relationships, which you've been around forever, and they're just not accustomed to talking to you on yeah. a level like yeah. that. I don't know. I think most people think that we're like some sort of animals on this. Which show. Which goes back to them think you thinking they think that because they don't they don't necessarily know you. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, hey, uh, I just wanted to uh, ask, uh, this is ask Pookie, don't don't take away Steve's riding, like man. Gringo. Please let him uh, let him ride. Just let him take baby steps, you know, little by little. Fed track, you know, mm-hmm. just take it step by step, bro. Sand I want to see you keep riding, man. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and uh, ride or die, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, uh, you said I heard I got bits and pieces. You said you checked your urine there. Your urine was good. Check your stool too. You know what I mean? Make sure there ain't no My discoloration. Crash. You ain't got no blood in your stool or nothing like that. You know what I mean? Just to make sure. <clears throat> you said you hurt. I got two or three tweets and emails that people say I have a fractured skull. <laughs> from because, what? From <laughs> my crash. Because after I crashed, 
I could not stop my nose from running. And it was a little bit of blood in there. It was clear with tinged like blood, right? Not blood, not a bleeding nose. So when so when I tell you that you need to toughen up, you you trying to tell me that you're you are you're you're really hurt? I don't know, but people said that they had two guys had this happen to them and one guy was a doctor who emailed in and said that's the sign of a fractured skull when your nose won't stop running. It scared the shit out of me. Did you go to the doctor? No. Didn't scare you enough then? No. Well, it stopped though. It, yeah, it stopped an hour and a bit after um I after I finished crash after I crashed. But it it was just dripping like a faucet and I was like what the he-? and they say that there's a membrane and your skull hits it and it fractures something and then your nose starts running and that's a sign that you fractured skull but i mean i don't have any headaches i mean nothing else wrong with me someone said it was just like maybe a dry nose and you hit it and then you know what i mean like you just because you're it was so dry or what i, I don't know but had you gone swimming before that sometime? no oh, that's a bit, that's yeah. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but i didn't really hit my head you know i broke my mouth i broke the mouthpiece off my helmet what kind is it fly and but i didn't uh i know where you're going with that i walked right into that <laughs> fly racing f2 carbon best helmet out there ask the guy who punched himself in the face all right let's go oh, man. your hip area or something up on the top of your leg make sure you didn't damage nothing there you know between the legs some you know what i mean uh check for bruising shit like that you know if you gotta you know uh Go in the bedroom there and uh, have, because it's hard to see for yourself, you know, have, have light up a couple of candles. Okay. Maybe Pookie could do an inspection, you know, on the carriage. Mm-hmm. Inspection, go on a little Barry White, <clears throat> you know, make it a thing. <laughs> and uh, as far as the uh, Keith's podcast, I heard a little bit before, you know, people, some people liked it, some people didn't. I thought it was great. The variety of riders that he had on there uh, was great, especially the older guys, uh, the bigger guys, heavier guys, good stuff, real good. Best test I ever heard, crying out loud. So I don't know. I don't see no downsides. I even found out, got educated on uh, that Randy Richardson had small hands and electric diesel trains. Come on, bro. You can't beat that. That was some good stuff. Uh, anyway, all right, man, Pookie, let him ride, Pookie. Let him ride. Let him ride. Yep. Let him ride. Hey, what's going on, Steve? Uh, uh, Crazy Scott over here. And I uh, want to say really good show last night by yourself. Good job. Uh, there was one caller complaining about ticket prices for Supercross. So I went on the website, supercrossonline.com, checked the pricing out. And, uh, you know, these guys, complainers, really need to do their homework because you actually can get tickets uh, as low as $15. So, for instance, Anaheim won. Well, that's a uh, baseball stadium, so it's a little bit more money. The cheapest ticket is 40 uh, You have uh, – this one is – I'm looking at San Diego. That's actually also a baseball stadium, but it starts at 20 And the most expensive one is $75. Uh, there's another venue, I believe, Arizona over here, which is Phoenix, Arizona, Glendale. Looks like a football stadium, and the prices starts at 15 so, you know, people complaining about Feld all the time, that's bullshit. Uh, they need to go online and check the pricing in their areas, and they can find really, really good tickets. Obviously, these tickets are probably high, but you can find good tickets for more money. So just wanted to throw that out there because um, callers like that are going to start rumors, 
and then people are not even going to go on the website to try to even purchase tickets. So, and that's really bad for the sport. You know what I mean? So, Supercross 2018, really affordable. Looks like it starts at 15, um, 20, and 40. So, yeah, I wonder. Keep up the good work, buddy. I want to play that because we had a guy call us last week and say the ticket prices were jacked up. You know, crazy amounts, and it's bullshit, and you can't go anymore, and whatever. Did you trace that call to the Feld offices? No, I did thanks, not, yeah. Thanks, Scott from Feld. Yeah, yeah, I did not. Um, but I got another guy that said the same thing to me, that ticket prices were cheaper than so. 20, 40, and 75? Uh, that sounds like all half-off prices. You only need to edge your seat. Yeah, there we go. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of confused about the uh, fantasy rules. So I know you said 1999 or whatever for just Supercross. But do I need to pay the thirty-four something and do Supercross and Motocross I don't to know why qualify you for the bike? Right. Or if I do just Supercross, does that still qualify me for the bike when I win? Uh, just a question. Thanks. Bye. These are some questions I ask to myself when I'm like, "Do I do Supercross only, or do I do outdoors? <laughs> Where are we at?" You have to play both seasons to win the four fifty. You only have to do Supercross to win the bike that we give away for. Super cross. Mm-hmm. I am so tired of hearing about all this Marvin Muscan. Oh, he won Brucey. He won Geneva. Tom I did the same shit a couple years ago. French people hate me anyway. With it. Shut the fuck up. Marvin's not going to win. I mean, Marvin's riding better than ever. So he can. This guy can say Marvin's not going to win, and. Nick and I both said the Tomek's the Marvin's going to win. Marvin's, Marvin's, Marvin's going to win. He's going to be very good. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's absolutely in the top three of the oh, title contenders for sure. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. So you know, that's up to Marvin and the rest of the guys to decide who's winning. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could talk, right. about, talk about it a lot, but this is Sam from South Texas. I wanted to chime in about the Supercross ticket prices that were mentioned on voicemails last week. Um, I'm in the exact same boat. I've got a wife and a son that we love to go to the races. I got a three-year-old, and I have to would have to pay a hundred dollars for a three-year-old to go to the race. And um, I even have family members I can stay with that for both of the Texas rounds, and we just can't go this year. It's kind of getting ridiculous. And before you go on about the TV package, I live out in the sticks, and I do not have TV or internet. Um, plus, it's much better to see it in person. Uh, keep up the good work. Thanks. You don't have TV or internet? <laughs> I mean, I mean. He's definitely not the norm. Come on. Right? So that means no yeah, phone? Yeah, that's tough. He's got a phone. He called. So that's guy. That's the guy saying the other thing. Tickets are too expensive. So I don't know anymore, dude. I, I don't know. We'll do some research. All right. Yeah, Steve. Uh, I was just I was thinking about you know Stu, and it like breaks my heart that I'm he's not he's done. So <laughs> I, I do agree with you guys about you know he should do some one-off events, and I'd love to see him go and and do some free riding like in the hills or something like that. But I just want you to, I know you've probably already seen it, but it's a JS seventh wonder of the world. Just watch that. Maybe talk about it on the show. It's just, I don't know his, his skills. I'm going to miss him. So Stu, seriously, can you just get a YouTube channel? <laughs> just do some sweet <laughs> shit out in the hills. Stu, seriously. We just want to see you ride. Stu. Listen, this is what, why can't, no, honestly, why can't said that? Like, okay, Stu, 
it's over. You're not going to race. It's done. Ride straight rhythm. Ride your track. But this is, do wh some this, whips. is where, this is where Jeremy Malat's been for like two years, too. It's the same. Yeah. Like, they're trying to do videos. They're he trying just, to, just doesn't want to do it. But it's it's just at the same time, like, you don't know his struggle. We talked about a little bit. It's a, it's, it's it's off the subject, but it's on the subject. We talked about Cade Clayson and his potential probation or suspension or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we hadn't really heard, like, without question, Stu in some of his – was he – he missed one year, is that what it was? Yeah. I mean, so – some of the nonsense he had to deal with with all that, I'm sure it took a lot of steam out from him. And, like, there's probably a lot of political stuff that went on behind the scenes that we don't know of. And mm -hmm. people not being super transparent as to what the, the, what the you know, what the repercussions of what he did was and this and that. And I don't know. There's just, it just, and all you know is racing from a super small age. I mean, we see videos of him on a PW50 and then all of a sudden the last couple of years he doesn't race. Well, you have a lot of developing as a human to do. And there's a lot of stuff that maybe Stu needs to work out on his own. Obviously, he's a father now. Gonna be another father number two. He's got another two on the way. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. You know what I'm saying? So I, there's just a lot of things he has going, but he doesn't owe us as fans no, of motocross, no, supercross, anything. But at the same time, I think everyone's rooting for him to have be happy, and well, I yeah. guess we're just assuming that riding whips, makes him happy. Dude. But yeah, making Stu like I, I don't know if he's ridden much. Obviously, we saw him some <laughs> videos and just get. Yeah. A little ten second insta banger. Yeah. yeah no, I mean regardless it was it, regardless it was cool that he had the that he's involved in the amateur event in Texas and then he's had that ride day at his house. It's cool. He's giving back. I mean we haven't seen him. He's not doing anything that's necessarily monetary productive as far as like ex, you know, exposure for himself. So it's cool that he gave back and did a ride day for some young kids. Kudos to him. Come man. back, Stu. <laughs> Come back. Stu, you know? I mean I'm excited to see Malcolm rip. Fucking Chad's still riding. <laughs> Come back. The thing is with Chad riding is that he hasn't ridden. No. And he's still like, let's do this. Right. Which is which just makes it even more awesome. Yes. It makes it even more awesome that Chad's like, let's do I this. I guarantee he hasn't you, even ridden. in his mind, he can win Anaheim 1 in Chad's mind right now. See, well, then that, that like, you know, it's, it, it's hard for me to take you serious by saying that, but I know you're serious. Uh, absolutely. And I know you're serious, and I know that. If Chad was here right now, he would be mad that I even were like was calling him on it at all. <laughs> right. But that's the difference between someone that like won championships and won a lot of races, and someone like myself who had the potential of doing that, but didn't. yeah, yeah, it's, you're it's right. just it's like it's right. legitimately yeah. a mindset. Well, okay, that's, and, that's real, and, and you're right. I absolutely believe you're right. I always go back to a buddy of mine, really good Canadian racer back in the day, number four in Canada a couple of times, really good rider. He rode the 500 Nationals in like 92, 93, and he was like 11th in the points until near the end. He was a short six round. Remember the 500s? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And dude, he was riding, he said, with like Somo and Chicken and, and these guys, uh, Numac and these guys, and he was couldn't believe that he was racing with these dudes. And then he would fuck them all up, and he would drop back, and he would, he would never, like he said, one time I was riding behind Chicken, and I could have passed them, but I like, oh my God. It's Jeff Chicken Matasevich. Like, he's too smart, too much thinking for his own good about where his place is. Yeah, I think everybody's and you need everybody's to be a, gone through that a little bit. You need to be a bit irrational. A, that's some, that, yeah, exactly, because yeah. I've been there. Yeah, you need to be a bit irrational. Yeah, a little bit, for sure. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck these guys. Yeah. Right. This is Dawson from Minnesota. Man, 
first two Keeper songs are killing it on the soundtrack. Keeper kills it in uh, the studio, and he's killing it on his soundtrack. People, he's the man. People are hot and cold on Kiefer soundcheck. Hot and cold. What, what is this soundcheck? Uh, I do a thing where I get a guy to give me his 10 favorite songs. One, oh, yeah. one song per artist, though. You can't double up artists. And then we play the song, and we do a podcast with it. And Kiefer's is just chick music. Oh, really? <laughs> Goo Goo Dolls, Lifehouse. He's got some Metallica and stuff. But it's very soft. Each song probably has a different girl tied to it. No, uh-uh. no, but he has a song where him and his wife, Heather, the w- his wife now, they were separated, and he got back He got back together with her from a Lifehouse song, and he tells a story. In the oh, podcast. really? Yeah. Look at my crash wound right there. Look at that. The little one. Okay. <laughs> I got a fractured skull, bro. You hey, Steve-O, how you doing, bro? It's uh, Gringo. Hey, listen, uh, I got you a text. I just figured I'd call you. It's a lot easier. Uh, and sending a text uh, I, about that, uh, you know, the little bit there. Uh, what do you call it? Segment or whatever, man. Just want to let you know, bro, I feel the love. That is uh, Great radio. a compliment. And uh, it's an honor, you know, bro, that you want me to do a little piece like that, man. Feel the love. But uh, but I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, get into an obligation or anything because I don't want to mess it up. You know what I'm saying, bro? I, lo- I, I love the show so much. And I look forward to it so much that I that I wouldn't want to mess it up in any way or, you know, be disappointed. One of the ideas for 2018 I had was Gringo calls in. We give him a topic, any topic we want, and Gringo calls in and tells us about it. So I said, Gringo, I'll pay you a little bit of money. You leave a voicemail every week. Your topic on if there was a controversial pass. Uh, topic on the Supercross races, topic on anything going on. Maybe something happens in the Super Bowl, whatever it is. And Gringo does not want to do it. Really? He does not want to. I think that'd be fun. Where's where he from? Florida. Oh, really? Claremont. Where, is he, where was he from before that? Uh, he sounds like he's a Jersey guy. Yeah, he sounds like That's a Jersey a Florida guy. accent through and through. Oh, really? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. He sounds so, like a Jersey guy as well. He's a driver for UPS. And he said he got a complaint at HR the other day because he drives tandem. So he drives a big UPS truck, you know? Semi. Semis. And um, he not has... A, not, a, not a delivery rig. Dr- drives tandem with another guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess he got in trouble the other day because he said that uh, he sleeps naked in the bunk. <laughs> and the driver, the other driver complained. No. So I want to get to the <laughs> bottom of that with Gringo. But that's the kind of stuff that Gringo could call and tell us about, you know? But he didn't. He did, he loves the show, but he is not taking that position that I've offered him. Oh, man, he did it in the most respectful manner, though. Point thing, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but but uh, I just want to let you know. I pre- and then, and the other thing, bro, I wouldn't. I don't want no money. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even take money for that. That's how much I love the show. See what I'm saying? But uh, but I appreciate you, well, maybe man. Maybe you should and, take uh, money next year. I mean, I you know. You're always Me? welcome yeah, to you. use whatever you like want. You know, I call in here and there. I hope I'm still welcome to to call in there and voice you. my opinion. No money like for you. That. You love but the show. I don't want to make any solid <laughs> like commitment Gringo. to any kind of schedule or anything like that, bro. You know, you're talking to a guy who suffers from chronic masturbation syndrome <laughs> and freaking uncontrollable <laughs> erections. You so he's naked in the, in the UPS rig. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, On the highway anyway, of love. 
I just want to let you know it was easier to send a voicemail, you know, to talk to you than writing the goddamn text there, you know. But, uh, all right, man. Much love to you, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I hope I didn't disappoint you at all. No, Gringo, but, you're uh, awesome. I'll tell everybody I said hello over there. And uh, if I don't talk to you, man, have yourself a beautiful Christmas and all of that good stuff there. Three Kings and all of that. All right, brother. Be looking forward to Monday listening to the show. Does, does Gringo and ride? Feel free to call me anytime you want. You want to ask me a question yeah. or whatever the case. You got my <laughs> number over there. I ain't going to fucking, I mean, I ain't going to call you. I ain't going to bother you. Nothing like that. Believe me. I don't like being on the phone a lot anyway. But, uh, all right, man. God bless. And uh, make sure that you get that undercarriage taken care of, man. Did you get the inspection done? Do like I said. Barry White, some candles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A little boo-hoo-hoo. I think it hurts over here. You know? All right, man. Hey, have a beautiful weekend. Uh, uh, peace. Yeah, so Gringo's out. So what you should do is just send him a text and say something to get him going, <laughs> and he'll just call in yeah. anyway and yeah, leave yeah, a yeah, voicemail. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe you shouldn't take money next year. Gringo's not. You shouldn't take it either. You just you love the show. I do love the show, yeah. yeah right. I also love money. All right, everybody. Uh, Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. We're going to wrap this up. Thanks to Adam Cincerillo. Thanks to Wilbur. Wilbur Hahn. Thanks to RV for picking up. Right? And thanks to Nick Way for coming back in second time in studio in eight years. We got him in. Are you this kidding only, me? This is only the second time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right? Marks? I feel like the first time I... I, made it, I made it, This is the second time I've seen him oh, since I've been Maybe here. there's been three then. Maybe I came some other time for the Supercross. I probably not. This is probably the second time. You have fun? Yeah. Good. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate it. Always right. fun to have you in. And uh, love seeing the Supercross races. We'll see you each and every weekend in track walk. You gonna dress up again for track walk all the time? You're like one of the better dressed guys. Like you, nice collar shirt, wearing nice pants and stuff. Like, Trying to look respectable, Steve. Yeah, I need to step up a little bit, right? Instead of just a hoodie and a hat. Yep. And a Starbucks cup. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, not even Starbucks. It's like you bummed it off of JGR, and then you're talking about, can you come off with this clutch cover here? <laughs> Fantastic, Swiss Corps Moser. Thank you. We're off next week. No show next week, everybody. It's Christmas week, so please have a Merry Christmas and uh, Hanukkah or whatever the hell else you celebrate. And uh, we thank you guys. Thanks to Pookie. Thanks to you guys. Thanks to our guests. Thanks to Nick Way. Marks, thank you. Well, next time we see you guys, it'll be January 1, 2018. We'll be doing our Supercross preview show by then. So it's been a fantastic year. Thanks again, everybody. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, thanks for everybody's uh, interaction on social media and the questions and yeah, everybody support. I, I get I get overwhelmed with how many people come up to me and tell me how they appreciate me on this on the show. It kind of surprises me, Mathis's fame here that risen from behind the board on NickWay.com. It it all started there behind the board. Yep. Um, I went, I saw I read went back and read some of those. I don't I, I can't get NickWay.com in my own control. The VRM is still they're still mad at you. Yeah, still, I don't know. Yeah. maybe somebody reach out to somebody at VRM and see if I can. <laughs> Marks can hack it. Yeah, can we hack it? It's it's better if you don't like publicly say that. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk, we can talk about it later. <laughs> he just wants nickway.com back. That's all he wants. Um, but yeah, it's still there. Like it's photos of you are there, dude. And, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to upgrade my my AOL email address. Maybe I can get it nick at nickway.com. Would feel good. I yeah. mean, let's tighten it up. Nick, he's got an AOL email still, bro. It's it's unbelievable. Come on, bro. Come on. 
I I should have a list of people that him and JT yeah. hang out. Yeah. That's for real. Yeah, JT's still going. They're AOL buddies. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, again, thanks. Oh, thanks to Fly Racing for giving us away that giving away that helmet away to that guy that punched Fly the punch. Fly gear, best out there, bro. Absolutely, Watson knows. And that's it. That's it for another year. See you in 2018, everybody. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Your flame